to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, April 30th, 6.02 p.m. Pacific. Lots to talk about tonight. Lots to talk about, whether it's uh, still talking about the move that Marv put on Eli, whether it's talking about Salt Lake City Supercross, where uh, Marv took the win and the 250 West points tightened up a little bit. Jason Anderson's broken wheel made Vegas going to be interesting this weekend. And Arena Cross finals are finishing up this weekend. One point Chris Blos has on Hayes. That should be a barn burner. Uh, plenty, plenty to talk about. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. What's on your mind? And uh, and we'll listen, and you'll be able to talk to some of our guests tonight. Our guests include Chad Reed. Chad Reed, coming back on the show. Hasn't been on for a while. Friend of the show, Chad Reed, will be on. Talk about his new FE bike. Talk about Salt Lake City, where he crashed on the second lap while I believe he was top five, and uh, much more. Also, too, Blake Baggett will be on, the Rocky Mountain K- KTM rider. Just re-upped with his team for three more years. He will be on to talk about that decision, his podium at Salt Lake, and much more. Aaron Plessinger of the uh, Star Monster Yamaha ride. He's on the verge of clinching uh, the 250 West title this weekend. He will be on as well uh, tonight to talk about that and uh, and much more with your phone calls at 702-586-7857. We've got the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment, the Race Tech Rant of the Night, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs, the Gear Alloy Cold Call, Maybe we'll just make the Gear Alloy segment all about Blake Baggett because that team relies and uh, uses Gear Alloy, and they have a nice, cool display in the pits as well. Uh, thanks to BTOsports.com. Thanks to Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels. Thanks to W, helping out the cat with a broken wheel. Uh, those guys always step up for the privateers, uh, among many, many other people. And uh, Get Data all on board with us. Guts Racing on board with us. I think Andy from Guts is going to be in studio next uh, Monday night. After Vegas, got to double check on that. And uh, yeah, people, uh, really looking forward to this show. Going to have a lot of fun. This is the Pulp MX Super Duper Giveaway Show. Yeah. We have all your entries, a ton of entries uh, from past contests. And uh, we are going to, we've talked to our partners, our buddies on the show. Whether it's Vortex, Vertex, Vortex, uh, whether it's Fly, Michelin, Maxima, uh, Roost MX, we are going to give away some things tonight and uh, looking forward to uh, to that as well. And uh, so, yeah, just for listening, people can, can win, on, win shit on this show. What about that? Uh, Amazon, if you go to uh, pulpmex.com, there's an Amazon banner uh, link on there. Uh, widget, let's call it. Uh, click on the widget, go to Amazon, and we can uh, hook you up with a uh, great, great, uh, uh, well, you go there, you buy the product, and we get hooked up with a great deal. And, uh, yeah, man, lots to talk about tonight. Pulp Mex app, tune-in app also, 
pulpamex.com, pulpamexshow.com, sponsored deals. All of that is uh, where you can listen to the show. And uh, with me in studio, one man first. We're expecting another man shortly. Uh, this guy, former factory KTM rider, Team Green superstar. Uh, love having him in here. Longtime friend of mine. He now uh, owns GPF riding facility down there in Georgia and uh, also owns an arena cross team. So chasing arena cross gold this weekend with Ryan Brees. He's Josh Woods. What's up, Woodrow? Hey, man. It's good to be here. I'm a uh, long-time listener, so yeah. it's pretty cool to be in studio. Yeah, you hit me up on a text. You're like, hey, I'm going to be in town. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Come on by. Yeah, dude. It's cool. um, what's going on with you? How's everything? Good? Uh, yeah, man. We're kind of just uh, finishing out the series here and get to be on the road for a little bit. And, uh, uh, you know, we just did Reno this past weekend on Saturday yep. night and uh, had a good night. Brees won the Lights Main. Um, he got injured a little bit in practice from a pretty big crash. I saw that, yeah. It was pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Lucky to be walking, but yeah. uh, um, he held on and rode good and then uh, extended his points lead, and so we're mm-hmm. here in Vegas uh, prepping bikes, getting ready yeah. for the final round. Yeah, and uh, we're going to talk about that, but Blos has one point on Hayes, and things got violent last weekend. It was you know, I had a guy on the track, yeah. but I couldn't really watch him. I was watching the leaders because <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Um, uh, and hats off to uh, Jacob Hayes. I didn't think he had that in him. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't think he could. Uh, the previous two weeks, he had nothing for yep. for Blos, and uh, he stepped up his game this week, man. He chased him down yeah. both main events yeah. and made the pass. Um, it, it wasn't pretty, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I mean, he did what he had to do. Yeah. Uh, I'll hats off to him, man. I, I was pretty impressed. So. Uh, GPF for yourself is it kind of slowing down now a little bit? A little bit, because yep. uh, guys are in and out, kind of doing their qualifiers and yep. stuff, so it's a little bit hard to do a schedule with the guys, because some guys are just getting back on Monday, uh-huh. some guys got recovery days, so it's a little bit of a mess right now. Yep. There's really not much we can do. We just try to get them riding the trip, keep them riding during the week, and work on their sprint speed, short yep. motos and stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, and then kind of once it settles into more regionals, mm-hmm. it's a little more of a set schedule. Yep. Same guys are going to the same races, pretty much. Um, um, I, I got to I gotta get to the, later on in the show, after we talk Salt Lake, after we talk to our guests. I want to talk to you about like why you have the Serena Cross team because you have GPF. Of course, your dad started that long time ago, and you've taken it over. And you were there right before MTF, right? I think you yeah, were we first. were the first ones. And, yeah. and, and like honestly, you were probably printing money, printing money down there. Yeah. So I got to find out why you <laughs> own wish. the Serena Cross team. Like I got to get to the bottom of this because this seems like a lot of work, Woodrow. It is to do this to help these for, guys out for not a lot when you could just know. have. You could just be swimming in money down in GPF. So we're going to get to the bottom of that for right. sure. And uh, and maybe we'll get you to tell some Nick Way stories too. Perfect. And uh, shout out to our buddy Smoots at Flying Colors. Yeah. He hooked me up with that, uh, that our privateer challenge helmet. And, yeah. Uh, He's not real happy with you, dude. Why? He says you're not giving him enough credit for I, the idea. I mean, I don't know what to say. Hey. Smoots, I mean, I don't know how much <laughs> times I can say it. He's sensitive. It's all right. Flying colors, flying colors, flying colors. How's that? <laughs> you got some flying colors helmets in the in the I do. In the yeah. den, so uh, I do. That dogger I, helmet's sick. Oh, it is. Yeah, he did. It. He killed it on that. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to the bottom of that a little bit, uh, and um, and producing the show, holding things down, taking the calls over there in the corner. He was super early today. Must be time to get that second payment uh, for his services. Travis Marks. Hello. What's up? 
Is there going to be a bonus included? No, but I know you coming in early yeah. now because you're like, oh, shit, it's halfway through the year almost. He's going to pay me. I have to show a, a little bit of enthusiasm. A little bit of enthusiasm. Yeah. So It worked, though. Yes, it you did. Were, you were very excited. Yeah, I was. I was I was surprised. So was Rocky. And Rocky's excited, yeah. too. Rocky's still trying to figure out where Charles is. That's what he's trying <laughs> he's to figure like, out. Where'd he go? Right. Uh, thanks, everybody, on Facebook, RacerX Facebook also. Uh, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Uh, also in studio tonight, he just got in here, Ubered over. Charles Castleu for 100%. What's up, man? How are you? Not going to be giving that Uber driver a tip. Really? Sure. <laughs> it was not good? He was the world's most cautious driver I've oh, ever geez. been with. Yeah. Now, do you know Woodrow or no? Yeah, a little you bit guys, that, yeah. A little bit? Okay, all right. So we'll, 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 re, we'll get together on commercial. You guys can talk more. But uh, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. You were actually at Salt Lake. I was. I was not there. So I'm carrying the show, I feel I like. was not there. He had an arena cross to go. Marks wasn't there. Um, so there's lots to talk about. Like I said, Reed, Baggett, Plessinger, all coming up, and a Pulpamex Super Duper giveaway. As a matter of fact, Marks, let's do that right now. The Pulpamex Super Duper giveaway. Giveaway number one. Charles Castle, draw a name. Draw a name. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? We got Richard Roberts. Got to turn the volume down a little bit. Richard Roberts, you're the first no, first winner of the Pulpamex Super Duper Giveaway Show. You are going to win a a Maxima oil kit from the folks at Maxima USA. Thanks to those guys, and uh, and you will be contacted. Richard Roberts, winner number one tonight, everybody. All right. Uh, so look, um, Anderson's wheel was dramatic. It was gnarly. But I still like his odds to take the title, Charles, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any of the current red plate holders screwing this thing up in Vegas. No, I, I, I don't either. But you know what's funny? Like, and, and Woodrow, you raced forever. Charles, you did too. Like, we take it for granted. Like, when, when things like that happen with spokes, you're like, oh, like that can happen a lot. Yeah. Like, that can happen anytime, right? Anytime. Like, like anytime. It, it's just a little shock to reality when you're, you're just all, okay, this march to the title for Anderson. And you're like, oh, wait, like spokes in the front wheel. Yeah, that's that's why we dropped a gate on Saturday nights instead of just yeah. giving the best guy the, the number one plate. Yeah. So what was it like at the race? Were you doing the math there? Yeah. And they, like, they actually did a pretty good job of having it up on the big screen there with um, kind of as it was as it was running what the points would be. Um, but, I mean, it took Anderson a long time to make any passes. I mean, he got in front of A-Ray quickly because yeah. he. A-Ray blew a tranny. I'm just saying that. I'm just putting that out there. So A-Ray um, blew a tranny, so yeah. Jason got around him. But yeah. then after that, he, he had to two do laps some down, serious right? work to yeah. start even getting additional points. So yeah. um, he came back to, what, 17th? It looked like guys pulled over for him a little bit. Like, oh, Anderson's yeah, coming. Like, well, if you're like Scott Champion or right. Dakota Ted or something, you're like, you probably don't know something happened to Jason, and then he passes you, yeah. and he Passes you again, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, he just passed me again. Like, yeah. It's, it's got to be confusing to figure out what exactly yeah. is going on when a guy of that level is passing you so many times. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Well, let's take some phone calls here. This is actually right on the wheelhouse. Kyle, what's going on? How are you? Hey, uh, Steve, with all your years around the sport and as a mechanic, um, is, it, is it legal or illegal? And have you ever seen a time whenever uh, factories have, have, uh, mess with the option of having like a quick detach front wheel uh, assembly um no you can have it i don't think it's illegal i don't think nothing wrong with it um like i'm like the like the enduro guys do or the the um, yeah like, like some type of coupling baja guys can, yeah 
yeah, well, they can pop it on and off real fast. I mean, is that, is that just something that they don't do because it's maybe too much weight or, or, or they have to be yeah, I think, close to a factory bike? What are the odds you're changing a wheel in the middle of the race, right? So then it, you add complexity to it. You add weight to your system. you got to figure out how to use it. Maybe there's a chance a rock or a collision unhooks it. You know, and then you're then you're screwed. Like, I think I think the downsides outweigh the positives to that. You know. Yeah, I mean these teams are penny pension, you know, yeah. weight like crazy. So yeah. titanium axles and such, and then to go add some sort of contraption to make it a quick yeah. release for the once every few years. Uh, yeah, possibly change. The, Is there any the any, any reason why it works? Yeah. You know, yeah. the flex of it. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> what's what's that, Kyle? Uh, do you know why Dean Wilson pulled in? Uh, Dean wasn't pulled in uh, for a th- with a thumb Cl- injury. Uh, he so he had a thumb injury, Banner. but oh. his clutch lever was, I guess, pushed way up in the air, or way, oh, okay. way up in the air. So uh, yeah, Pike Pike took him out and then jacked up his clutch lever, so he pulled in. But he All he right, comes thanks, ripping. Thanks, he came ripping in the pits, not knowing anything about Jason. Yeah. So everybody's working on yeah. Jason's bike. <laughs> Mohit. And he's looking around like, well, where the hell's my mechanic? Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Um, yeah, that would have been if you're Bobby Hewitt, you're just like. Oh my gosh! What else? What else can go wrong, right? Like absolutely. I have so much money tied up in the mechanics area right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, by the way, everybody, Michael Antonovich from Trans World. I didn't do it, but I talked to him today. He timed the wheel change. Mm-hmm. It was a minute forty for the complete wheel change. Stop bagging on those guys. Like, is it is it world record time? No, but that's not bad. Uh, plus, when you have more guys helping, Woodrow, you're not you're not so much convinced. Oh, that seems a little long. I don't know. Bro, no, bro. Let's do it. It's commercial break. Bro, it's under pressure. You were, you were a racer. You don't know about changing. Hey, I'm a fr- mechanic now, though. <laughs> Listen, a minute 40 is fine. Stop bagging on those guys. I was getting a bunch of – we got tweets, marks, right, about it and stuff. And Listen, you try it yourself. You got you got disc, disc uh, pads that move in. You got different spacers. I believe they use a disc guard on there. Uh, you got – Lots of things going on. You got to dig your tools out of your fanny pack. It's not like you have them laid out because you know he's pulling in. So here's a little food for thought. Okay. So Jason, the only guy he was close to was Josh Hill, right? Yeah. Almost got him. The next guy up was um, Subaross, and they were like 37 seconds behind him. So if they cut 30 seconds off that They're wheel change, cutting 30 seconds he's off, still though. not catching the next guy. Yeah. He's yeah, still. Yeah. If they cut, if say, say it's a minute. Which he still be- only beats Josh Hill. That's right. one more point. Right. That's one more point. So everybody lay off him. Lay off the team. Go try to change your own wheel. Go see how that works. A minute 40 is fine. Like, it's again, long, they didn't but- know he's pulling in. They got to grab everything. Thank God the other team was there for him. Thank God. Completely KT- other separate Thank God team. KTM was there for him. <laughs> and Marvin's team jumped right in to help the points leader. I mean, that's just weird. I mean, that's I just weird. Go Are we co-op- doing that this weekend, Woodrow? What's that? If we got to. Situation like this and arena cross, are we other teams coming in with wheels? Babbitt's coming we in might, to help. We, we might get a little help from Babbitt's, or we might help them a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm just saying, uh, everybody, st- calm the fuck down about getting on Rockstar for this 140 wheel change. Can we put any blame on J- not blame, but a little bit on Jason for not trying to communicate what was going on? Because he he rode what three laps, something like that. I don't know, two yeah, or three laps there. before yeah. he pulled in. So I think if he's able to circulate the track like that he should have been able to point down to the front wheel going through on the starting line or through the mechanics area yeah when a lap pulled in they'd be fully prepared yeah cut off that's a good point yeah come in be like hey like point wheel wheel go around come back in they're fully ready maybe maybe um there wasn't a whole lot of spokes gone 
but the whoops were pretty hard pack. The track was pretty hard pack. Well, as a rider, you don't know. Yeah. All you do is He's, hear it. Something's you can't wrong. just hear it. You, yeah, yeah, and like, that's yeah. scary. Right, right. You don't know if there's... I'm just saying, well, Joe, maybe you could have made it all the way. I don't know. Mm, maybe not. not. I, don't know. I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> I wouldn't ride a supercross track <laughs> like Hell that. No. <laughs> well, that's a mechanic in me coming out, and you two are racers. Those guys, those guys won't even ride stock wheels. Uh, yeah, I know, good point. Yeah, they've had stock wheels blow apart and hurt them. Um, yeah, so it's interesting, everybody. Just lay off the team, all right? That's the Racetech suspension round of that. Lay off the fucking team! Racetech.com, Pulpamex Show 18 is the code to save at Racetech. Whether you want our springs, whether you want a revalve, whether you want to change your oil, Racetech.com. Thanks to those guys. Motors as well over there, so uh, thanks to those guys. And uh, just lay off the team, okay, everybody? All right, do we have that? Um, all right, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's going to make Vegas exciting. But I like Anderson's odds still to bring this thing home. Um, and so, uh, Charles, uh-huh. do you think if Eli hadn't fallen, is he catching Marv? Yes. He is? I think so. Yeah. I, it, they were yo-yoing a bit up until that point, but Eli was dealing with a lot of stuff, passing people, trying to do different lines and such. I think once Eli clears Christian um, I think and Baggett, I think he chomps into that lead pretty pretty quickly. Um. That'll make it interesting again. Yeah, and I think some of that could be attributed to Marvin's, you know, oh. maybe riding a little different with yeah. Eli coming yeah. behind yeah. him, and some of it to Eli's ability to just wick it up. I don't want to rehash the pass from Foxborough, but you two are both former racers. Where do you stand on that? I mean, we, we talked about extensively last show. Uh, Woodrow, what do you think? After watching Arena Cross this weekend, that, that was clean. <laughs> that was nothing. Arena no Cross problem. life is different, right? Uh, it was, that was nothing. Yeah, so. I, it was, and that's for the win. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's for the win. Yeah. That's where I'd, I, I, you know, yeah. yeah, I'm getting a lot of that from racers I talk to. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, was it clean? Absolutely not. But yep. was would, it? Would Eli have done the same thing? Yeah, sure. absolutely. I think Eli, if it was she was on their foot, I think Eli would have did the same thing. I don't know about that. But then again, I didn't think Marv had that in him either. Right, and right. Eli didn't either. So yeah. as Eli <laughs> ended that turn, he's he's assessing the situation. If that's Vince Freezy or maybe even Weston Pike or somebody behind him, he yeah. might go a little different, but he's thinking, this is Marvin. Yeah. We're pretty square and straight up. I'll be fine entering. He didn't enter wide by any means, yeah, no. but, yeah. but it was a somewhat neutral line coming in yeah. to a very tight line coming out, but I think he felt comfortable with that because it was Marv. Right. Which... Yeah. It was a risky move for Marv, too. I mean, oh, oh, yeah. easily would have both went dead. Could have yeah, went down. Yeah. I mean, he was lucky to stay up. Yep. Yeah. Sure. And that's what I think where you got to go, like, hey, that's not a good pass. Like, when you have when no. you when you go down or, like, that's. But it's for like, the win. Know. It's for the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marv, yeah. Marv doesn't do that if it's lap 10. No, 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 no. No, not at all. And let's face it, he led 20, what, 20, 21 what, laps. What would you do for what? What's the dip, What's the pay difference there? Hundred grand? It's probably about a hundred grand, seventy five grand or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you do for that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I you don't. You don't want to know. <laughs> blow trannies. You, you don't, yeah, blow trannies. You don't want to know. Uh, Trey, what's going on? How are you? Doing pretty good. Just wanted to point this out. I'm um, sorry if anyone brought this up, but uh, what's up with Dino pulling over? Oh, yeah, we talked about that. His clutch was jacked up. Uh, Pike had hit him, and his clutch was jacked up, according to Kessler. All right, I guess I have another question then. Okay. Uh, did, anyone, did anyone notice the factory Honda guys not, or were not willing to help out Jason Anderson? That was Lars. I, mean, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, well, I know I don't, I don't think I noticed anything to do with Lars Honda. was standing there right where Jason yeah. pulled in. So, I mean, well, what's he going to do? He just oh, took a step yeah. to the left and kind of yeah. stood and watched. Yeah, I mean. I'm sure Ray Trey, laughing. They're not going to help him out. I, I didn't help guys out from other teams when I was standing in there. Yeah, but I just thought of, I thought it was funny that the KTM, KTM guys were hurrying up to help them out. Oh, I, I agree. But, you know, I just, like we said on our review show, like we, over the years, 
Husky guys have gotten bent out of shape for us talking about Anderson riding Dungey's bike and riding a white KTM and, and me saying a white KTM this and that. And they've gotten bent out of shape. Like, we're different. Stop it. Stop, stop it. We saw that. We saw what happened. I'm betting someone went over the headset over, hey, help him out. Well, and that's fine. Just yeah. own it, though. Just yeah. be like, yeah, 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 we're working together. I mean, you literally have the second-place guy that could benefit riding a KTM, and that team is helping Rockstar. That's – I thought it was a little gnarly. Like, they have their own tools and people, Rockstar does. Right. Yeah. Husky. But yet, KTM stepped in. Like, I, I'm like, wow. Like, I get an extreme example, but that was a little, I thought, strange. Yeah. I- Just because they have everything. Rockstar's – Equipped. They bring all. They probably bring the same tools yeah. down. Yeah, the yeah, same yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. But hey, all right, Trey. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, Brock has an idea on how to fix rough riding. Brock, what's your idea? Hey, so I'm going to preface this all by saying I am totally down with this rough riding, but okay. it's caused a lot of a lot of people to start bitching and this huge. You know, I mean, it's entertaining. I'm not going to lie, but um, my whole idea is so if you look at those bolt corners there's a pretty good flat area before you get to the banking on those berms. And, you know, pretty much if you go in there, you're not going to be able to com- complete that flat, the obstacles after it typically. Okay. So if we say we moved the hay build in towards the apex of the turn a little bit more, then like if the situation with Tomac and Muskan came up, he wasn't going to be able to dive in. No, I don't like that. Car. I don't like that still. That, stop that. Craig, what's up? Well, how are you? <laughs> Hey, man. What's up? Hey, uh, when I first started at Kawasaki, I was a Team Green off-road technician. Uh-huh. And um, so we you know, were very involved in all the wheel changes for the Baja 1000 and all the off-road. Yeah. And one of the things that we did, which I was just curious to see if you or any of the teams have ever done, was to chamfer the pads. Because when I was watching them do that yeah. wheel change, it looked like they couldn't get the wheel in because the pads were yep. holding the wheel back. Yep. Did, have you guys ever messed? You know, whenever no, you were no, we never did that. Chamfer in the pads? No, we never did that. That would that would probably help. They had a axle spacer issue, also. I think. Uh, I don't know. Did Mohead? Yeah. Did your brother say anything, Charles? No? I talked to him, but not right not specifics. About, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I think it was a little uh, axle slash. Yeah, get the disc in between the, the pads. I think it was totally just just Look, rushing under pressure to. I had a front wheel change off with an atomic nap at Seattle last year. We were we were talking about who was a better mechanic and who you know and all that and we did we had the race, and he beat me. I I smoked him getting the tire off. I was way ahead of him. He had captured uh lug, uh captured um spacers. I didn't, so one of my spacers fell out. His didn't, and I couldn't get the disc in the pads. The pads had come together, and that's what did me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I I've never heard of that, Craig. I mean, I have heard of it for off road purposes, along with welding. You know, a little uh, a, a little um. Uh, arm on there, along with uh, running the the chain got the chain adjusters all together, but I've never yep. uh, I've never seen it done in supermoto in supercross or motocross. So, and what about power tools? Uh, they had, not allowed to have power tools. They had a cordless impact. Yeah, they have a gun down there. Yeah, okay. yeah. So okay. I think right. putting it back on. I think I saw them use it. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Uh, thanks, Craig. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate Bye-bye. it. It's that time, Marks. Time for a Publimex Super Duper Giveaway! Jesus, what? Here we go! Josh Woods is pulling it out! He's pulling it out! Alex DeJack. Alex DeJack. De yeah, that's a cool name. DeJack. DeJack. Nice job. Alex, you win 
Uh, let's go Vortex Bars. Vortex Bars. Woodrow, you know Vortex. Yeah, we you, rock Vortex. GPF Cowie ad- yeah. endorses Vortex Racing. Uh, thank you to Alex for entering. We'll continue on with the uh, PubMex Super Duper giveaways here real soon. Chad Reed coming up right away on the show. Charles Caslew from 100% and uh, Josh Woods from GPF and uh, GPF uh, Cowie Arena Cross Team. All right, um, let's go to this. How about McElrath? We don't talk a lot about Shane. He's not going to win this title. He's a ways back. He passed Plessinger, Savachi, and AC to win. What was it like, Charles, to watch him? To be honest, it, it came down to that second set of whoops. Yeah. He adapted. He got out of that rut, huh? Yeah, they all just had tunnel vision and thought there's a beat down <laughs> line in the middle. It's got to be better. Yeah. Going to stick to it. And he just jumped out to either side of the rut and was clearly making up time there. So, yep. I mean, Shane's always been good. And yeah. I know you like to shit on him, but. Oh, here um, we go. I mean, he's he's a good guy. He's just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his reserved kind of. Mm-hmm. Just the way he carries himself. Yeah, that I he's think not, a little bit of that. He's yeah. not in like the conversations of the how's Plussinger going to do on a 450? How's Savachi going to do? Yeah, he just kind of flies under the radar and I does f- his work. I feel like we don't talk about him enough, Woodrow. You know, like he's just solid. He's just he's a good dude. Yeah, no drama. He was a DNF from last year from being right into the points race. Remember totally. that? And yeah. it's by give up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what is he down right now? Uh, quite a bit. Uh, Twenty four. I, I didn't think he would win that race because you know, when he got passed early on and, and I thought the two he's, PC guys were going to pull away. Yeah. He's led and the most he, laps this year. Has he really? Yeah. Huh. 34. Wow. See, if you had told me the PC guys would have one win and none of them would be hurt, I would have been like, what? Huh? Yeah. That was Joey's race to win, I think. Saturday. I thought it was Adam's race to win, to be honest. Really? I thought yeah. Adam was going to go by yeah. him. I, I did, too. <clears throat> I, all year long, I think Adam's been better than Joey, and I thought Adam would, was right on him, and I'm like, he'll, he'll go. He'll he'll. He'll pull away here. Um, all right. Mike, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Is this me? Yeah, what's up, bro? Okay. I got Oof. two questions for you. What? Who's gonna lose their who's got their who's gonna lose their championship first? Is it gonna be Putzinger, Osborne, or Anderson? Who's got the riskiest one? Uh, I was gonna, actually that's a question that I asked in our review pod, and I was gonna ask these two jerkies that also. I mean, we thought Plessinger. The East, uh, Osborne has to just worry about Jordan. Plessinger and a little bit of Martin, and um, Plessinger's got to worry about three other guys. Anderson's got the depth isn't there. So, what do you think, Wood Woodrow? What was the question again? I I missed the very first part of that. I'm sorry. Just who who's if there's the one odds? guy that's going to lose their title this weekend. I like all three to win. So do you probably. Yeah. But which guy is the most at risk? Uh, Plessinger. Yeah. Charles? Yeah, I would say Plessinger also. Yeah, I mean, but I, Mike, I think they're all going to do it. You know, I don't think. I, I think. First first time with pressure like that for him. Yeah. You know. I, yep. Yeah. And I think, I think they've, they all got it. Yeah. yeah and his yep. his secondary competition between Adam and Joey and Shane even are all. Yeah. I think a little more seasoned than the East Coast. Uh, right. Anything else? Yeah. Hey, Steve. So we're going to the race this weekend to watch the Supercross race, obviously, but uh-huh. it's also my bachelor party. What should we do in Vegas? Well, dude, it's your bachelor party, man. Like, I know. Where are the, where are the places you got to go? Like, I mean, don't, do you, I ha- don't you have to go see naked girls at a bachelor party? Well, yeah, where do we go to see that? Where's the best spot? Uh, that is a, that's a great question. Uh, Spearmint Rhino has probably got... Yeah, Spearmint Rhino's pretty good, and Crazy Horse is pretty good, three. Um... 
That's right. They're uh, they're big. <laughs> there's lots of girls there. Like they're there's lots of choices. Let's say and uh, and they're really big places. You know, they're both really expensive though. But um, they'll pick you up in a limo for free and take you there and everything. I would say those places. Awesome. Well, yeah. sweet. Uh, enjoy your bachelor party, bro. Thanks, dude. All right. Thank and you. And then on deck, on deck is Maserati and Lambert. Do you guys uh, have any advice for Mike and bachelor party? <laughs> Google it. Google whatever. The, I'm just sure there's lots of advice out there. Tweet Kiefer. <laughs> Tweet Kiefer. Surprisingly, I don't know. Invite Kiefer. Invite Kiefer, yes, exactly. Fun. Yeah, take him there, absolutely. Uh, RoostMX.net, uh, proud sponsor of our show, Custom Graphics. Uh, we're going to give some away tomorrow, or tonight, I mean. And uh, they'll custom make you anything you need for your bike. Uh, Cobra stuff as well. They're official Cobra licensee. So if your little one drives a, rides a Cobra, they can cover you. Uh, they got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Use the code uh, ARAY91 to save. At RoostMX.net, uh, graphics, numbers, stickers, uh, wraps, anything like that. RoostMX folks have you covered. And uh, we thank those guys at RoostMX for, for making it happen tonight on the show. Also, too, we want to thank uh, Richard Roberts because he won a Maxima oil kit, MaximaUSA.com, the number one oil out there. And uh, we thank those guys as well. Uh, let's get to our first guest of the show. Uh, you know this, this man needs no introduction. He's a legend. And uh, RoostMX is proud to bring you uh, the number 22, Chad Reed. What's up, Chad? How are you, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, you were look, you were in the top five, and you fell in the second lap. And then from there, your whole Salt Lake City uh, supercross kind of sucked, huh? Yeah, I was just getting over it. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I got a good start. And yep. just, yeah, second lap, threw it away, lost the front. Um, so yeah, I mean, I felt like I had a good rhythm going and then, yeah, obviously, like I said, washed the front and then mm-hmm. from there it pretty much sucked. I just, I rode like crap and I was frustrated and just, yeah, pretty much threw it away. I couldn't wait to get on a plane out of there. <laughs> yeah, really? How were the whoop sections for you? That's somewhere where you normally shine. They look tough for a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, the heat racing and the, and then the first couple laps of the main, I felt like I had a good rhythm and then after kind of lost my way a little bit and it was tough when you were coming through i mean mm-hmm. obviously i i mean i literally couldn't even see him half the laps because they were so dusty and everyone <laughs> you know like i couldn't even see but yeah that was that was what probably made him the most challenging is just not actually physically being able to see them yeah it looked like it was muddy in practice i guess is what they were saying right and it kind of got dry and hard throughout the day yeah i mean you kind of knew that i you know like i flew on the uh, Todd was on on my flight, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously he was kind of, you know, <laughs> hinting on how frustrated they were with yeah. the track condition for yep. for the Fox TV show, and yeah. you, you kind of got the feeling that they were going to massively overcompensate for the week before. But unfortunately, I kind of think that it was worse than the week before. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't. I, I guess you know, not to. Not to give them too much of a ball bag, but I don't know what they could have done extra because, right? I, I mean, it was so windy right on. I, I want to call it the night show, but obviously mm-hmm. it wasn't in the night. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. The, the racing program was just the only real time we had wind. I mean, we had wind all day, but not like that on the floor. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. What are you going to do, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Let's give those guys some credit here. You throw water down. You got terrible wind. You got hard packed dirt. It, nature by you know by by its nature. I mean, what can you do? <laughs> Like you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't. I personally don't know mm-hmm. that I 
that I have the right answer or, given, right. you know, like I, I feel like whenever I bust their balls, I feel like I have maybe, a, yeah. you know, something I would recommend. But in this case, I don't know what, what more they could have done. Um, what's your feeling on day races in general? I, I, I ask I a lot. Them. Okay. You hate them. I, I've got- I, I love the schedule and the fact that you're done. Like I really like being done at eight o'clock and mm-hmm. kind of like back to my hotel by, you know, eight thirty nine o'clock. Yep. Um, love that part, but everything else I think is lame. Like I, I think <laughs> walking the track at six thirty in the morning, couldn't yeah. think of anything worse. Um, you know, uh, I just feel like I feel like we should be racing. You know, like if you're gonna do it, they need to tweak it where it's like maybe our main event at like eight thirty at night, where you kind of get that. What do you call it? Like a maybe you know, depending on where we are in the country, yeah. whether it's dusk or it's, yeah, you know, it's night, but. I just feel like there's just, for me, being around and seeing and, you know, experiencing night races my whole life, I just feel like day races have zero atmosphere for me. You yeah. Know, like, there's just not nothing there. I feel like that's that's practice, not, not racing. <laughs> I'll give you that. They definitely lack atmosphere. They lack excitement. They just... But I do yeah. I do enjoy the, the early, mm-hmm. the early you I, know, and, departure. You know, when you... Being able to get a decent dinner and, yeah. you know, get a decent night's sleep. And I guess when you look at TV ratings, when they're on Fox, you know, uh, the main network, they really do kill it with ratings. And, you know, we're exposing our sport to more people, and I guess that's that's a good thing. That's always a good thing. Hard to complain about yeah, that, you it, know? It'd be, it'd be interesting to know the real facts behind the numbers. I think that it, no matter what, you're on a you're on free-to-air network anyway. You know, you're mm-hmm. rolling over NASCAR. I mean, yep. there's so many things that contribute to that, but yeah, I'm not. No. I don't have those numbers in front of me. Well, so. I, I talked to a TV guy. I did a column on my site. This guy wrote a column for me on Pulpamex about ratings. His job was to watch TV ratings, uh, to look at advertiser benefits and things like that. And so he's this really smart guy with TV ratings. And it seemed to me, rate, TV ratings were like accounting. We're like, what do you want it to say? What do you need it to say? I'll move these numbers around. Like, I'll pick which mm-hmm. number I want. Like, there's different ratings for different age groups and different sort of improvements and there's people that uh have these people meters and there's other ways of doing it with nielsen and it just seems yeah, like yeah i mean it's yeah. same with uh you know like even sponsors and stuff you know like they're you know geico uses joyce julius you know it's yep. like it's the most amazing one to use it's like it, it gives you all the numbers you want it's like probably why they're in our sport for so long but yeah um it's yeah i mean it just Kind of like what you said. It's like whatever you want the number to be, you can, <laughs> yeah, seems, you can get. You can get. You can get it there. <laughs> seems that way. So hey, how's the how's the uh, factory edition bike? We I wrote about this column about how you know the the season's over. It's three races left, and there's not a hell of a lot for you to gain uh, in the points or anything like that. And yet you go out and you buy this bike and you ship it to Boston because you think it's going to help you do better, and that's all you cared about is that it's going to help you do better. So how is the bike? What do you like about it? It's better. I yep. mean, I, I definitely, I, I, I mean, again, just to basically echo what you just said. I mean, I wouldn't have went to the effort and shipped mm-hmm. and, you know, spent the money to, you know, I mean, geez, it cost me ten and a half grand to buy the damn thing. So, <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like it's you don't just do that for the hell of it. So, I, I mean, I felt like it was was a good improvement for me. Um, on paper, it hasn't really shown, but mm-hmm. like I feel much more comfortable. Um, you know, I think this weekend I was in position to, you know, probably have my best ride of the year, but threw that away my on my own. Right. Um, you know, last week I felt like uh, I rode well last week all day. Felt more comfortable. Um, main event 
you know, just didn't didn't get the greatest starts. Um, well, actually, crashed in the first inning and came back to yeah tenth, I think. So, um, so I, I mean, yeah, I'm happy. Um, and I had a, I just feel like I look at it the opposite to you do. You know, like I I feel like I had nothing to lose. Yeah, like, yeah, to it. Um, <laughs> right, right. Well, you had for, money for to me, lose, money to lose. <laughs> but, yeah, but it, I mean, it's easy in, easy out, right? Sure, yeah. Or easy out, easy in. One way. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, for me, it was like you know, I wanted to, I wanted to see what it was like in race conditions. I wanted to see, um, you know, obviously, yeah. I'm thinking about what I want to do for next year. So yeah. um, I don't, I don't plan on racing the nationals. So my, you know, my well, these last three races are my indication of, you know, where I need to be at mm-hmm. with with the bike. So um, I like it. I like it a lot. I really do. I think it's a it's a big it's a big step um, forward. Um, it's a it's a it's a big enough improvement that I went through yeah. what I what what you know like put yeah. the guys through a lot of work. Um, for me, like I guess the easiest thing is is coming from somebody who's rode jet bikes my whole life. Um, it feels more normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the old one to be honest with you. Like obviously yeah. that's the bike I chose. Yep. Um, but it did certain things that I that were weird to me, you know, like they, they, I didn't feel them coming. I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just did odd things. Uh, this bike doesn't do that. Um, it feels more normal to me. What I see is what I get. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's the reason for pulling the trigger yeah. on racing. Well, I mean, you talk to anybody that's ridden them back to back and no one will tell you that it's not a better bike. The factory edition, like everyone will be like, that's a better bike. It's just yeah. it's universal, you know, for whether you're a test rider yeah. and no, I, yeah. I don't know because I really. I mean, I don't. Obviously, I don't read. Research, I mean, magazine yeah, reports and right. pick my bikes off those. But um, for for me, like, I really felt a big difference in the weight. And and I'm obviously, you know, when the the cylinder almost sits three, you know, three inches lower. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that's that's a big part of it. Yeah. Um. You know that the gyro effect and and the inertia of a 450 and everything moving. You know, the lower you can get the weight, the better. But, yeah, that that was one of the biggest things I noticed right away was just how much lighter. Um, and coming from a bike that felt the lightest bike that I'd ever rode anyway yeah. um, really impressed me was, was the fact that I never felt that the old bike was was heavy, and then th- suddenly this bike felt lighter than the old bike. So that was, that was pretty impressive. Hey, Chad, on the subject of bike setup, being we mentioned that Salt Lake this weekend was – started off really muddy and then conditions went south pretty quickly on a day like that how many different tires do you run through trying to you know kind of chase the track um as it, as it changes you stick it's to the same one regardless spec tires yeah yep. i haven't <laughs> haven't changed a front tire or a rear tire all year long just wow. same one the whole time um what's my, your... uh, yeah mud mud <clears throat> you know even in daytona didn't change yeah it's, wow. it's, it's in we don't we don't change tires anymore. At least I don't. <laughs> well, um, what are you doing for this summer? I saw you're going to make an appearance uh, at the Italy MXGP. Uh, what else you got going on? Um, what else? What else? Yeah, going over there. I'm not racing. Everyone seemed to think that I was racing. I'm not racing. Mm-hmm. Just going over. Yep. Um, I'm going to go to Magella, uh World's Best Sport MotoGP. Oh, you should boy. go one time. Oh boy. Um, Nobody. Oh, no, I'm hockey right now. I'm into the playoffs. Your, your Tampa Bay Lightning uh, are in the second round. Yeah, they got beat at the first one. I see. Yeah. Oh wow! Look at you and following. Playing. <laughs> well, I just I just was watching it. They were they were uh, tied up one eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no school right now. But um, 
so yeah, I'm gonna go to uh, gonna go to Magello with the family, um, and then after that, I have a I have a car test. I'm doing a uh, I'm gonna do the Monza Rally at the end of the year in December. Oh, cool. Um, so me and uh, I'll be Corolli's teammate. So that'd be fun. Get to yeah. go over and uh, be TC's teammate. Do some rally cars. Yeah. Um, and then I'll and then I'll do like uh, I think I have that weekend off, so we'll go to Italy and then uh, and then the MXGP and then we'll head home and. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of just excited to be, you know, just kind of have some fun, you know, like last year, it seemed like I was in a different space, you know, like I didn't, I couldn't wait to finish Vegas and Mm -hmm. basically pack my bikes up and send them back. So, um, this year I'm excited to, you know, just, just ride, you know, like I don't, don't care if it's, you know, going and riding with my friends on motocross, we'll get chairs or maybe go over to the nest and ride with, you know, Kenny and, the crew over there chasing sure. everybody um but yeah just i don't know i i want to ride a little bit i want to stay in shape and then uh yeah start prepping for um you know for my off season i have a i have a pretty pretty exciting off season coming up can't really exci- you know announce anything at this yeah. point but i definitely will be um yeah. yeah i'll be busy this off season for sure i think i heard some of it which is cool yeah when you when you're ready you'll be around you'll be around i guess let's put it that way um, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, so because you're Chad Reed and you're you've been around the sport forever, and you're not shy to hold back your feelings. Couple of topics I wanted to touch on with you. Number one, that pass Marvin did on Eli uh, last weekend. Of course, it, it, we talked about it for hours on all of my shows, and I wrote about it, and we all weighed in on it. And a lot of racers I talked to, including Josh Woods and Castle here in the studio said they would do the same thing. Uh, where do you stand on something, on a move like that, either either you know for the win or, or outside of that, and, and whether you get fined for it or whether you should, should do anything? What's your thoughts on that? I think that uh, my personal opinion is, is I just think that, like, there's always, like, I feel like there's always a gray area, you mm-hmm. know, like, where on, in this case, I don't think it is. I think it's black and white. I think that if you're Team Eli, you're pissed. Um, mm-hmm. You think it's dirty. Um, I think if I'm Eli, I'm pissed. I think it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's a gnarly move. Um, but then I think that if I'm if I'm Marv and I I see an opportunity, you also you got to take it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, look at you know when you when you look, you you never know what's going to happen in in any opportunity in a racing situation. I feel like it's so easy to sit on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever it is on your phone behind your keyboard and mm-hmm. and judge. But you know you things are happening very fast. I, I, for one, rode the track and never seen that pass being really even doable. You know, right. like, like, like when I watched it on TV, Marv's a, Marv's a way back, you know, yeah. like Marv must've <laughs> something clicked, you know, because he really like, you got to give it to him. He committed 100%. <laughs> yes, the fact he did. that he didn't crash in that, in that situation mm-hmm. is, is pretty damn impressive. Um, so I just think that, yeah, like I, I don't feel like there's, there's no right or wrong. Um, do I think it's dirty? I do. Um, would I do the same thing? A hundred percent. Wouldn't, wouldn't shy away from that. And I think that when you look at the situation, um, what Mars 14 points out of it now, what, and if he lost, what would that be? Three, you know, yeah, three, three, you know, 17, three more, yeah. you know, yeah, it'd be yep. 17 out of it. So. Um, I feel like when you see an opportunity like that, and only as a racer you can judge that, you, you gotta you gotta make that best judgment. And I feel like in his case, he made the pass. Yeah, he didn't go down, and and Eli did, and he won the race. 
I'm sure he's hundred thousand dollar check cashed just fine. And <laughs> right. I mean, life goes on. Woodrow, if something happens this weekend and Marv wins his title by three points or less, like right. there you go. Like I mean, I, I that believe, is uh, a smart guy. Any reason I know <laughs> right. it because Truman's all into those stats, you know. But right. I believe Truman said that now. Marv has more wins, so I mean, even if they tie at this point, you know, yeah. Marv would win because now he has more wins and yeah. things like that. So, I just think that yeah, like you can, yeah, I mean, it's it's never over until it's over, right. whether it's championship or or race. And it was obviously there was a half a lap to go, and like I said, I mm-hmm. just think that Marv seen Marv seen something that no one else seen, <laughs> and and he, and he pulled it off. Um, I think that in Eli's defense. Eli's on the very inside. Yep. Um, it, I, probably the last five laps of the race, we all started going on that line. Um, I don't think that Eli sees it coming. I don't think he can protect that. You ne- no, you can can't. Protect yeah. In that situation. Yeah. So it's just he's vulnerable at that point. You know, like mm-hmm. Marv. Marv seen an opening and went for it. Yeah, you can't come in tight to to prevent that because then you can't make the turn and then you lose time and you yeah, can't, and then yeah. you lose time right, and right. then Marv has to shut it right. somewhere else. Uh, well, hey, look, it was great for KTM to pitch in with Anderson's wheel this weekend, Chad. It was fantastic to see that. I mean, <laughs> I haven't watched the show, but I seen. Uh, oh, it was great. I seen on uh, what's his name? Um, I seen on Jason's uh, Instagram that I, I saw. I think it was Jade. Jade yeah. threw a stand up the bike. <laughs> yeah. Are you laughing because they didn't help? No, I'm, I'm laughing because they helped. Like, I mean, we know they're the same team oh. and everything, but, you know, it's just a little weird to have the second-place guy in points team help the first-place guy, um, you know. Yeah, and I brand. think – I feel like that's, that's an individual to choice at that point. Like, mm-hmm. when somebody comes flying in at you like that, I feel like that's, like that's a reaction to yeah. just help. You know, like they're all buddies. They're all out of the same shop. I don't know that behind closed doors that's an acceptable thing. You know, like right, I, right, I, would, right. I would think that I would think that Raj and Ian and those guys and Pitt would like PTM to win. I know, would think over, so. Yeah, I, I, the Husky. Right. I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I just that I feel like that's Jade being a good person and from the heart and sees somebody coming in and he just mm-hmm. his natural reaction is to throw a stand under a motorcycle that sure. is basically yours you know <laughs> i just as a long time guy in the pits a mechanic too who didn't like honda guys and didn't like cowie guys or yeah, what, what, well, we, you know. i think we grew up in that era and i think i don't know yeah i'm sure you've seen the same video that i did but you know, uh, Lars was in the background with mm-hmm. his Honda shirt on and holding a stand, and he sure as hell wasn't throwing. Stand, <laughs> no, <like>. no, <laughs> no, no. When your uh, when your power valve jacked up on the line, your cylinder base nut came loose. I don't remember Goose uh, coming over there with it with a wrench and being like, "Hey guys, with, I need a twelve here." Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, they did the they did the opposite. I remember uh, Ricky calling the AMA guy and like pointing to his watch like come yeah. on come on he's in the right. clock <laughs> right right uh chad reed on the uh, pulp mx show presented by bto sports and and uh fly racing brought to you by roostmx.net give him a call 702-586-pulp if you uh you got a question for chad um hey where so again more more topics of our sport uh we need drug testing i believe but i don't know if we need fim Involved in using WADA and what Tickle's going through. Clayson still doesn't know when he can race again um, for, you know, a TUE violation. We know what happened to Stu. Uh, and certainly they deserve some penalties. They they did the crime. Tickle is going to be out for a long time, though. Um, what's your thoughts on all that process? I mean, I guess you could just say, hey, don't cheat. Or not cheat, but don't get caught. But, man, I don't know, Chad. It sucks. Like, I, I can't see, you know, these guys is 
deals are, are, are going to be real serious for their careers. Yeah, I mean, obviously I've kind of I've kept out of the Twitter rant that you guys have been on. Mm-hmm. Um, Osterman? <laughs> Dave- I don't know that I... I don't know that I'm on your side. Okay. I really don't. Sure. Um, I don't know enough about all the cases to make real solid comments, mm-hmm. but I feel like everyone does the same test. We all know the rules. You know the barriers. You know what you can and can't do. Um, everybody, and I'm saying everybody that was in a 450 main event has been tested this year. And only one got busted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, how do you? Like, I just like again. I don't know enough about it. I don't know the situation. I don't know what it is that he took. Um, there's when you start talking drugs. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, and I don't feel that any of us are educated enough in that area to make yeah. comments and and comments about people that actually control that situation and who have to be the bad guys in that situation. Um, you know, like a lot of the, everyone's putting a lot of pressure on the the FIM and things like that. And I don't know, am I a big FIM fan? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I know that, um, you know, like all my dealings with them, they've been professional and they've been fine. Um, you know, on TUEs mm-hmm. and things like that, yep. I, they've always been responsive. They've always been, I, I, in my opinion, in my experience, they've always been, yeah, like okay to work with. Right. Um, I feel like in any situation when you're dealing with somewhat of a crime that you've, you know, that you're caught on, it's like they're always, you know, like it's kind of like it gets handed off from the FIM, and then next minute you're dealing with the water company, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. I don't know that I, yeah, that I feel so much like I just. I'm really, actually, if anything, I'm I'm really, really surprised in the in the support and the people that are okay with the crime and that it's just like let's free whoever it is, free, free the rider, right, yeah. right. Like let's free the rider, and I'm kind. Of, I'm just. I'm actually really, really shocked and surprised that that is the. Yeah that's the general outcome because I feel like that becomes more writer depending on who that writer is. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like James didn't really get free James, you know, like it was like pretty much everyone wanted to, you know, hand him a shovel and help him dig the hole. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I feel that I'm, I don't have a whole lot to say other than I just really don't. I'm really surprised in the, uh, the quality of the person making the comments that I'm reading. Um, and then as educated as those people are on our sport and, and the things that, that do happen can happen mm-hmm. and all those things. And then the, the, the comments that I'm making, I'm, I'm well, really quite surprised. I think the bottom line, and I don't believe this, but there certainly is a percent chance that Brock was absolutely cheating and trying to game, trying to to take an illegal substance. I don't know if I believe that, but I don't know he wasn't. Like that, that could absolutely be the case here. You know. So yeah, and I'm yeah. not saying, that, and yeah. I'm not, and by no means am I saying that I, you know, that I think Brock was doing that. I just think that yep. clearly something has been, you know, he's, something's wrong because mm-hmm. you know, like I said, like 
every one of us was tested. Um, I was tested the Thursday night, you know, before they showed up at 9.30 yeah. p.m. at my at my hotel room. Um, you know. Yeah, you were on, everybody, you're, you're on the everybody. watch list for like two years now or, or yeah. two times, I think, you've been on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normally, you're only on it for one year. Like, I was on it. I've been on it a couple of times. It's like my third or fourth time being on it, maybe, actually. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a pain in the ass. you got to, mm-hmm. um, you know, like my accountant, Katie, has to, I have to, you know, like, basically give her all my hotels, yeah. all my flight info, and, like, everywhere I am 24-7, they need to know where I'm at. <laughs> it's, so, it um, sounds insane. Yeah. But, but it, I mean, but it is what it is. It's just, like, yep. if that's what it takes and that's, you know, like, do I think it's fair that, I'm only one of maybe four of us in the class that are doing it. I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. everybody should have to do that. But, yeah, it is what yeah. it is. I wish, honestly, I kind of wish the opposite. I wish that we were tested in the off season. I wish that uh, I wish that randomly they would show up at the people's houses, um, you know, during during hardcore boot camps. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, you know, if, if yeah, anything's happening, that's when it's happening. Um, and I just don't think that, yeah, showing up on a Saturday mm-hmm. um, before a predictable race weekend. I don't think that that's you're gonna you know you're not gonna catch anyone doing the the good shit at that point. Yeah, uh, let's get to the phone call, Scott. What's going on? You wanted to uh, talk to Chad Reed? Yeah, I just wanted to give it up to Chad. Like, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, family man too here. And just impressed how you're able to keep racing, have a great family. And uh, we want to see you back in Ontario, Canada. We want to see Supercross back in Toronto as soon as we can. And my kids yeah, are big fans. Fun. And uh, keep it up, man. I think we'll see you in 19, Thanks, huh, Chad? Appreciate I mean, it. nothing's in stone, but we think you'll see it. we'll see you in 19, right? I I hope I'm wrong, but that's not what I heard. But I hope so. No, I mean you. You. Oh, me? You. Yes. 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 I thought you said Toronto. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm no, like, no. I'm wishing we go to Toronto ASAP. I was my favorite stop at the CUs, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's there's no yeah, and there's definitely no intention not to come back. So yep. um, a lot has to happen, and things have to go. Um, sure. You know, in a in a better direction than what they did this year, that's for sure. But yeah, no, I plan on racing in '19. Hey, Chad, Josh Woods. Um, hey, noticed uh, for since. I don't know, mid part of the season, you've been running like a stock fork or at least a stock external fork. Um, so working with a lot of amateur kids and, you know, kids that are trying to race nationally or national level, they all think they got to have kit suspension and, you know, super, super expensive stuff. And I, I'm always trying to like lean them away from that. Cause it's just not right. spend your money elsewhere, you know, or, or buy an mm-hmm. extra bike, you know? So kind of cool seeing you do that. I mean, I don't, uh, obviously we don't know what you got internally, but, uh, but, yeah. but cool to see that, and I can kind of point guys to you and say, "Listen, you don't need it necessarily." <laughs> right. and, and you know, you know, being a you know riding for some good teams myself, like the kit fork wasn't always better. You know, sometimes the stock yeah, fork for worked sure. better, and when a little bit more flex helped. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so kind of cool to see. You yeah, no, it's, uh, and I think that like each individual bike comes with pretty damn good suspension these days. You know, like. I mean, you know, the KTM and the Husky come with an air fork, which is, you know, not my preferred mm-hmm. fork. But, but for an air fork, it's actually quite quite impressive how good it actually is. Um, yeah, and then basically we're just using uh, KYB kit internals. Um, they bolt right into it. So, um, yeah, that, and the shock shocks basically are just a production shock that 
um, with, you know, a PC bladder system and, um, and like a shower style a shaft. So it has a check valve in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically it's all pretty simple and, um, and that, and that's really just mold, just what that bike wants, you know? I mean, if I had access to 52 millimeter forks, I'd probably prefer to go that route, but I don't have that access. And like you said, it's just, you know, you can, it's amazing what you can make the good stuff these days, you know, like obviously Showa kind of took a step away and started doing the SFF fork and now basically they're you know, their, their Honda fork and things like that. I mean, it's basically yeah. straight up, but it's basically a kit fork nowadays, you know, that's how it comes. So. Yeah. The Suzuki and the Honda are, are tremendous forks right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, really, really good fork. And, um, so yeah, like these days it's, it's not about the actual product. It's more who you got tuning it. in my opinion. Uh, question from Australia. Uh, what's going on? How are you, Luke? What's your question for Chad Reed? Luke. Yeah, Chad, uh, you there? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, I'm here, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, it's pretty clear, mate, that you've probably only got maybe one or two years left. And uh, we're we're all getting a bit worried down here, mate, because we don't have another Chad Reed. And what are we going to do? <laughs> what What's Australian Motocross, yeah. what what Motocross going to do to get another Chad Reed? What about the Lawrence brothers? Uh, well, I don't see, only, I don't see, another, I don't see I don't, another one coming. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that Hunter's good, but, you know, he's not Chad Reed. He right, didn't go get yeah. second in his first uh, <laughs> GP right. series. A, you got a point there. You got a point. <laughs> I mean, we got yeah, Perry no, dominating think, uh, over here. Hold on. I, I think the series uh, the series down there is doing quite quite okay, and people definitely seem more content to make some good money down there than, than, it, than to come and do it. You know, a hard way, whether it's going to Europe or yeah. coming coming straight to the U.S. I think that, uh, yeah, things are at least the, like the little that I get to see. Um, I don't I don't see a whole lot of um, kids, you know, wanting to come over here either. You know. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Speaking of Australia, I know you're not doing outdoors this year, Chad. But um, is it too early to talk about destinations? And if you would. You would do that here at Redbud? Oh, Chad, you're good at Redbud. You do like Redbud. So, good at designations. Yeah, um, I mean, to answer your question, yes, 100%. Like, that is my goal is to, you know, after I do my, my, uh, my Italy trip here, um, is to actually get into shape and, and really, like, think about racing some nationals. Um, because if I was going to do it, I'd want to do it right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've. The last time I did it, I was I, I didn't do it, you know, like all my my heart wasn't really in it. I was just pretty much smoked and kind of did it because I felt that it was the right thing to do, um, and I really felt that at that point I should have put my hand up and said I'm you know not in the place to do it. But um, it's just like every other nation's team; it's political. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like it. You know, Al. Uh, our donations team is is basically uh, it goes to a board. Everybody, you know, they they want you to. I've never had to do it, but now now they're trying to even make me do it. Is basically you have to submit your name into a board, and and then they go and pick the team. And it's like I don't know when, when you've got when you've got people that have never raced motorcycles and people that couldn't hold a candle to your career are making those decisions. I think. It just makes it difficult, you know. I think that Ferris, I didn't personally see it, but I heard that Ferris, um, 
you know, publicly kind of said that he wasn't going to be available for it. Okay. Um, because I think uh, I want to say I don't know if it conflicts or if the dates are really close to the Aussie Supercross Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that he wants to concentrate on on Aussie Supercross. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I have all intention to do it. I would love to do it. My uh, my perfect in a perfect world, I would race it. It would be my last motocross race ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would tick that box and never race motocross again. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what I would like to do. I, right. I would like to do it. I would like it to be my last nation. Um, it makes sense. It's here. I yep. have my family there. Um, It'd be pretty cool for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I feel like, I mean, as even as much as people don't love that, but it's like even off the couch, I feel like I would be as good um, as as any other choice um, for the team. Right. Yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be pretty sweet to see that, for sure. Um, well, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Uh, always a good time to catch up and uh, get your thoughts on a lot of topics. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you this weekend in Vegas for your last race, Supercross race this year. So. Well, let's just say this year. Yeah, this year. The last Monster Energy yeah. Supercross. Let's go that way. Yeah, give me anxiety. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I got it. And by the way, too, uh, for people who wanted to know, I don't know about next week, but before the first national, uh, I have a story coming out on Racer X Online. It's long and it's big, and it's the history of Team Two Two from the start, from you riding off the track at Millville on a factory Cowie, to deciding to start the team. To, to switching to Cowies later on for Team 2-2 and then deciding to uh, to fold it up. Uh, thanks for the time for that. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to really dig it, man, for sure. Like, I think it's going to be – I uh, thought I yeah. spent hours on the – for nothing. I'm glad this is finally coming out. Yeah, it, it, it was more me. Yeah. I, sl- I slacked on it more than anything. I really did. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be great, man. People are going to really enjoy reading it. So thanks for the time. And I talked – When do I uh... – when do I get to read it before everyone else? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll get that to you. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll enjoy yeah. it. Um I think it's gone through the proofing process already. That probably takes a long time, but you'll need a few days to read it. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. awesome. Thanks for the time for that. Thanks for the time tonight. Have a good night, guys. All right. Thank you. See ya. Chad Reed, everybody. Uh Team Two Two. On the factory edition bike. Like I said, like there's a lot of work. He, he's just like, I think it'd be better. He's not scared to work. No. And he's especially not scared to make his team that he's paying work. No. No, I mean, went to the dealer. He bought the bike. Like, you know, yeah. I'm just like, wow. Okay. I'll ship sh- it. Goose figured sh- it out. They shipped it to Boston. <laughs> so, uh, thanks to Chad. Roostmx.net. Use the code ARAY91 to save with those guys. Pulp, Pulp Nation section on the website. Uh, thanks to all of our partners. Uh, and uh, we're going to take a commercial break here. Josh Woods from GPF. Charles Caslew from 100%. Uh, your sales manager? What are, what, yeah, do we call you a sales manager? Sales and marketing manager. Sales and marketing manager. Two titles. <clears throat> and Josh Woodrow, owner, CEO, GPF. And uh, Travis Marks, CEO, Nerd Nerd Kingdom. Don't forget it. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break, everybody. This is Lord Vader, and you jerkies are listening to the Pope MX Show. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV, 
And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech Engine Services uses the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven, experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. 
GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save. And we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say? A-Ray 91 is the code. And if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross, though. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulpamex Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chanceability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. 
With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. For Talon and Kite Hubs, along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram, at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. 
WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their prolonged start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today.
Welcome back, everybody. Pop Met Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing. Gear Alloy, Roost MX. Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles. Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA. FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace. W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us tonight, as are you. Thanks to uh, Chad Reed for coming on earlier. Charles Caslew from 100% Goggles, as well as uh, Josh Woods from GPF Cowie Race Team, GPF Riding Facility. Swimming in the cash is Josh Woods. Uh, Bag at coming up here shortly. And uh, and you, of course, 702-586-7857. Hey, everybody. Uh, Michelin Starcross 5. Uh, love these guys. Great tires. It pushed the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels. No matter the conditions or terrain, four versions are hard, a medium, soft, and a sand. Mission Starcross 5 tires contain a completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall, and a more pliable bead package for easier mounting. Starcross 5 is the best tire around, people are saying. Although I'm a sponsored rider with another company, I can't wait to get back to my fave. Starcross 5, hands down the best tire I've ridden. Just a few of the comments from the folks that have tried Starcross 5, including Charles Castle, who couldn't believe the hookup. Just couldn't believe the, 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 the hookup they're, you got out there they're on, good. on your Kawasaki. They're, they, honestly, they honestly are very good. I ran nothing but another brand for Schmunlop? something like that uh-huh. for, I don't know, 15 years or something. Uh-huh. And I, I was impressed. They really were good. I wonder if Woodrow's team would just perform how well they would perform if he had Starcross 5s on. Yeah, Donald's were pretty good. Um, <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, Michelin, Star- Michelin Pulp MX Ride Day on this Sunday, coming up a Western Raceway, uh, not far from Vegas, maybe an hour outside of Vegas, Western Raceway. If you have a set of Michelin tires, you can get in for free and uh, come and ride with us. I think Kiefer's going to be there. I'll be there. Marks may be there. And uh, trying to get some Supercross heroes who are still in town. Maybe we can get them out. And uh, so, yeah, Western Raceway. It's uh, it's in Arizona, but an hour outside of Vegas. Come ride with us. Come ride with me and my jacked-up knee and Chris Kiefer. And, um, yeah, man, so uh, please check them out. And uh, we thank the Mission of Starcross Fives. As a matter of fact, I think it's time for another super-duper giveaway, everybody. Super-duper giveaway! Michelin Starcross 5 tires. We're going to give away a set right now. Right now. Cody Wentz. Cody Wentz. You win a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Congratulations. Pulp Mac Super Duper Giveaway Show for all you people that have entered over the time. And uh, all right, let's get us some phone calls before we come up with Blake Baggett. Question for Woodrow uh, from Adam. Adam, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you guys? What's your question for Josh? Um, I just was wondering about how all the training facilities in that area work, just because it seems like it's kind of a mecca for training facilities. I wonder how it all works when they're so close together like that. Uh, it just kind of happened. Um, it's a long story, to be honest, which maybe we'll get into a little bit later. But um, um, it, it honestly started with Carmichael. Uh, Ricky has his facility there. And, um, you know, I got invited to ride there uh, when I was down doing some of the winter ams. I was actually still in high school. And... Uh, and so when we kind of came up with the idea of building a training facility, um, that was the area we started looking in. Um, and uh, for zoning reasons, and um, there were some reasons why we didn't want to necessarily be in Florida. Um, so, um, you know, it was just some uh, approval we got from the county to, to kind of do what we we're going to do. And although we ran into issues 
with the, the same issue later yeah. uh, a few years later yeah um you know and then uh, mtf kind of developed our gpf which now but you have uh you buy into this gpf facility you buy a, a timeshare almost right or do you are, you, are um, you different from mtf mtf you can go for the day right you, uh, you we do daily stuff oh, you do? a little bit okay. too All i right. mean we've i didn't know how that worked I advertise that we're not necessarily open to the public. Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily just, we don't put our address on the website. Yeah, we yeah. don't, you know, I, um, like call us, we're going to make sure you're not weird. If somebody contacts me and says, right. Hey man, can I come ride for the day? Or I want to come ride for a week. Can we do something? And yeah. I, we work it out and we, you know, but, um, you know, really we're a, like a membership facility and, and the way to make it cost effective for someone to train and, and we're able to do it more cost effective than probably the other training facilities. Um, because we are like kind of a small family run business. Um, but, uh, so much cash. <laughs> no. <laughs> so much cash. Yeah. Um, someday when I sell it, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Not a, uh, anything, so. anything else, Adam? <laughs> Any other questions? Bo- no, thank you. All right. Thanks. So, buddy. where are we at with this? Is it like you stand on one side of the fence at GPF and you can't talk to the people on the other side at MTF? Yeah. Does that um, work? Like, like, there's times. Like, there's, screw Brian Johnson. Like, nah, screw him. Like, I get along with those guys and, and I. I'll be honest. I kind of met my wife through Brian Johnson. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. you know, I hang out with those guys. We get along. All right. I mean, there is competitiveness at some of the bigger races. Um, in sure. past years has been more than others. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there was a time where I had a couple really good guys. I had, I had Harris, Mitchell Harrison and Tristan Charbonneau at the same time. And they were pretty yeah. much the two fastest guys in the B class going against a couple of the guys she had. And, there was some tension there during those years. Um, right. Maybe a little bit of aggressive riding at some of the races. Oh, boy. But uh, other than that, I mean, really, we get it wrong for the most part, you know. And uh-huh. um, They do it a little bit different. Well, quite a bit different than we do. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, there we go. Um, Eric, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's happening? Um, hey, I just wanted to give you a call. Um, I, I was the uh, guy that you had met in Foxborough um, uh, when I was with my dad, and uh, you know my brother uh, had just. Oh away. yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I talked about it last week, man. That was that was cool. I I'm, did. I'm, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I did, and uh, I, I did hear that, and I you know I just wanted to shoot a call to you, and uh, really, honestly, thank you a lot for. Um, yeah, I, did, I definitely didn't expect you to bring anything up on the show for sure. And, uh, you know, it, it just meant a real lot. You know, my brother really, really loved the show and he would have, uh, it would have meant a real lot to him to get, to get mentioned on there. And, uh, <laughs> That's cool. Probably not the way, probably not the way he wanted it, but, yeah. uh, you know, um, I, I, it was really important for me to, to just, you know, let you know that it meant a real lot to not only me, but my dad and uh, i'm sure my brother as well yeah man no hey listen it's a real tough deal for you i i'm glad we can you know that you guys enjoyed the show and you talked about it and made you laugh and, and that's pretty cool you know what i mean to to have a, a show that does that so um yeah man it was it was cool for you to to tell me that story yeah no I, absolutely so no i again I, I just wanted to say that i i really appreciate it i didn't want to I don't have any specific questions for the guys yeah. on the show. Um, no, I usually fine. listen to it on my on my commute uh, to work and everything throughout the week. So, well, I'm glad um, uh, I'm glad that you're still listening and, and it doesn't remind you of your brother too much. Where you get so angry with us, Eric, that you just don't ever listen again. You know what I mean, I mean you're, you're, sometimes you're you're a little you know you know you you could be a little opinionated. You got strong opinions, and, and I may not agree with them, but I, I think it's wow. I think it's awesome and it's. Uh, 
it's uh, it's in, it's always enjoyable. It always, you know, I get a good laugh a lot, a lot of times uh, too. So cool, good to hear, man. And uh, and yeah, thank thanks again for the story. Uh, I'm glad we can help out. Thank you for listening. Awesome. Yeah, right, no, no problem, guys. Keep keep picking ass over there. We'll, we'll do that, man. Thank you. Uh, Blake Baggett coming up on the show right away. Uh, let's get him on as we can. Gear Alloy. Get your truck in gear with Gear Alloy. GearAlloy.com. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Honda Ridgeline. Seven Deuce Deuce now, Ridgeline owner. I couldn't have been any happier about that news. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, and uh, Gear Alloy, get your truck in gear. Uh, go to SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Use the code PulpMX17 when you check out. You can save on these guys. If you're going to Vegas, you're going to any nationals, there's a Gear Alloy wheel display in the pits of the Rocky Mountain KTM team. So you go there, you can see all the different styles. You can see some things, that uh, how they look and, and the craftsmanship and everything else. And uh, please, it's uh, a motocross company that... Uh, Supports a lot of motocrossers out there, and GearAlloy.com is uh, is a big part of uh, this show and Blake Baggett and everybody else. So we, we thank uh, those guys for making it happen. And if you want to get a set of wheels, SoCalSuperTrucks.com. I use the code PulpMX17 to save with SoCal. And, uh, and there you go. You can get some wheels. And uh, 702-586-7857. If you have a question for uh, Blake Baggett about uh, Salt Lake City, the outdoors, anything else, uh, let's get right to them. Our second guest of the evening, uh, it's Blake Baggett. What's up, Blake? How are you, man? Oh, uh, good. How about you? We're good. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, before we talk about Salt Lake, uh, again, if you want to talk to Blake Baggett, 702-586-PULP. Uh, before we get to Salt Lake, Blake, congrats on the new deal. Talk us through on um, deciding to stay with the team. The three-year deal is, is a long one, and all the things that, uh, that you thought about when it came time to, to re-signing. Yeah, no, definitely uh, excited to to renew the deal and you know continue the relationship on. And it's one of those things where uh, you know I think two years ago we wouldn't have seen ourselves in, in that situation. Uh, you know, as Forrest was kind of unsure of of my future when when I came to him looking for a ride, and mm-hmm. uh, you know I didn't really know how how good I was going to gel with the bike or everybody on the team. But when you're looking for a ride, you're kind of just uh, you know you're at the mercy of it and. Uh, it's kind of a, a guess or a gamble on, on both parties. You don't know how everybody's going to going to mend together. And I think we really get along good. Everybody on the team, it's uh it's a small tight knit team. Um, you know, I said that before and it's, it's not downgrading it by all means, by it being small. I think that, uh, we actually benefit from it being small because we're able to, to make decisions and, and make quick, quick changes and quick decisions because mm-hmm. there's not, a whole line of people that uh, that things got to be okay through, and yeah. uh, we have you know we have the huge huge title sponsors behind us. We have Rocky Mountain, we have WPS and Fly, and then we have KTM you know backing us. So mm-hmm. those are you know three of the the big dogs in the in the sport and the whole industry. And with them behind us, we're you know we're we're pretty successful. I would say we'd be really successful if we had a championship, but we don't have one of those yet. Yeah. But that's the goal for the for the whole team and, and myself is to. To hang a number one beat up on uh, on Forrest's door one of these uh, one of these days, and that's uh, that's what we're you know yeah. we're going to go to work, and that's that's the ideal goal. So we both we all had those ideas, and we all got along great, and we decided that it'd be best if we uh, continued for three more years after outdoors is over. Um, yeah, it seems you've written for Mitch Payton, you wrote for Factory Suzuki, um, you know, so you kind of know uh, like the serious level of things, and I'm guessing. Judging by your comments, you like the fact that this team is a little more built around you and a little smaller, like you said, a little more family feel than those things. Yeah, definitely, definitely more family feel. I think that uh, 
it's just the relationship that I have with Forrest is, you know, he, he looks at me like, uh, you know, I'm a rider for him, but you know, sometimes you gotta be, uh, you gotta be talked to as if, you know, you're a brother or, mm-hmm. or as if, you know, I'm his kid, you know, <laughs> sometimes they <laughs> yell at me as if I'm his kid or, you know, so it kind of just, it's one of those things where it's, it's a small, small organization, but everybody's got their whole heart poured into it. And, and the goal is that, you know, to win races. So, uh, you know, Burner's there to yep. uh, to be team manager as well as he, you know, he lives close to me in Florida. So he's there, at, you know, every day when I'm riding and he can see if we need to make changes or, if, you know, we're on the right path to, uh, yep. to, to succeed. So that's where, uh, you know, I, I really get along with everybody. And, you know, I got my mechanic, Nate, which is, you know, by far, I would say the hardest working mechanic on the, on the whole circuit by all means because he does race bike and practice bike yeah and he he will not quit will not leave that thing until it's absolutely perfect so um that's what it takes to uh to succeed and, and to mm-hmm. be the best and we're just still going to work on it until we achieve that goal um and then how close did you come with the talking other teams i mean did you was it something that you were entertaining or was it were you focused on making a deal with with forest uh, first first and foremost uh I think that uh, where I'm at, I, I gel with the bike really good. Yep. And I gel with everybody under the team, everybody under the tent. Uh, you know, we've had success. So in in that case, why would you want to change things? Yeah. If you can come to an agreement that everybody feels that they got a good good deal on, then don't change. Just keep uh, keep going. Don't fix it yeah. if it ain't broke, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Um, hey, I'm guessing your hand is feeling a little bit better. We talked a little bit here and there. You, uh, you've you hurt your hand, You got, but you got your first podium since Dallas this weekend. So how is the injury and how was the race for you? I mean, I guess, are you 100% now or, or as close as you're going to be? Yeah, I think I'm as close as I'm going to be. You know, I, the, my right hand is, is got injuries and it's, it's wounded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, everybody's got something out there that's, that's wounded and it's not perfect. You know, as, yep. as you race, you kind of injure more and more things and that's just the way the sport goes. And some things recover and some things are always kind of just right at the edge of, of nagging and kind of a, a nuisance. And that's kind of just my hand. If I go down on it or hit it just right, it, uh, you know, it's hurt and it's sore. So I, I feel good. It's been good lately. The past two weeks have been good. Fourth, you know, the weekend before and then, yep. Third this weekend, working on it. Got two good starts, led some laps, and then uh, just made that one little mistake on the far lane and mm-hmm. uh, got a little tight after that. So, of course, I, I want to win races, and I really want to win a Supercross because I haven't been able to do that yet in the 450 class. But at the same time, sometimes you just can't. Uh, that track was one where I, I don't think you should force the issue because, no. you, you know, you might get the short end of the stick if you do that. So there's sometimes where you just uh, – glider on in under under full control <laughs> right, right. then uh then take autopilot off and just just try to man the wheel when uh when maybe you shouldn't so yeah it was one of those things but i tried uh you know i tried my best i uh i pulled the quad you know the quad or the triple out on the far lane to yep. try and separate myself that really didn't it didn't really get me anything so <laughs> after i had a catchy moment i was like yeah i'm gonna be done with that and yeah. uh just try to just try to bring her on in glider in right Really good ride, first of all, Blake. Um, but I did notice the the whoop section this weekend was pretty difficult, especially in practice. It seemed like guys were having a hard time. And then as it developed for the main with that big rut, it was difficult. But from the very first free practice session, you were one of the best guys um, in both sets all day. And, and being um, 
a smaller stature of rider. What do you what do you attribute that to? Is it bike setup? Is it technique and things you've learned through burner, or what do you chalk it up to being so well so good in the whoops? Uh, I mean, I, I think I've, I've got good in the whoops. Uh, you know, partly because of of burner, which burner helped me with technique and and confidence, and then uh, you know that that helped me with entry speed. I think it's it's all about entry speed. If you enter in, you know, in if you commit to it and you come in fast, faster than than most, then you know you're already gonna gonna skip a you know you're gonna get to whoop five no matter what no matter what <laughs> style you have if yeah. you come in fast enough. So. Like uh, I think Big James has said, if you come in fast enough, but you can't crash in them, you'll crash when you're already out of them. <laughs> wow. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't have that full theory going because right. that, I'll leave that. I'll leave that to the number seven. Did you write that down, Josh? Um, yeah. For your yeah. kids, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, but you know, I I do come in faster than most, and uh, and being short, I feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. So that's where uh, you know it'll, it'll hurt me if that thing if the bike rocks when I get into them. I didn't come in fast enough, so I need to be able to come in fast enough that I, I float over the first, you know, two or three, mm-hmm. and set my front wheel in there. And then it, if it rocks, then I didn't come in fast enough. Right. So that's kind of kind of what I'm going off of. But it does hurt me when they get cupped out like that, and they get edgy, um, being <coughs> short and being little. It just the bike just walks around a lot. So I felt in the main event, I, I was slow in the first set. I was still good in the second set because they were cupped out, but they weren't they weren't really edgy. But when they start getting that groove and that line and you have to jump through them, I just don't bunny rabbit foo-foo through them very good. I'd rather skim them, but right. when they get so bad, you, you have no option but to kind of hop in, hop out. That's something that I, I do need to practice because I think I, I lost a lot in those uh, in the main event. And, and even a lot of guys in that uh, qualifying session started triple, triple, tripling that second set. Um, but then it seemed like, everybody reverted back to skimming as the fast line for the main event. Was that just the way the track developed or did they kind of rebuild them for the night show and, and made it where skimming was the better option again? Uh, I think they just got maybe a little more cupped out and when they're cupped out, but the cup is even and it's, you know, like it's, it's three feet wide of cup. You can still skim them and it's right. really always going to be faster to skim them. If you, if you can bring enough entry speed in, but the first set they were cupped out, but the cup was only, you know, eight inches wide, and then there was four inches of no cup, and then right next to that was eight more inches of cup. So it was really, really hard to stay in that cupped out, cupped out line and skim through them. If the cup would have been bigger, you could have just skimmed down that that nice cupped out line. But that's where you start jumping them is when they get that that groove or that little section in between that's not cupped, and you can't get in there. So when you try to skim them, your tire gets up on top of that, then falls in then maybe falls into the one next to you. And then from there, it just, it's bad news. Normally, <laughs> normally you're not going fast enough at that point to crash out of them. You crash in them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah that's a bad, bad you revert back to jumping. Right. Uh, Blake. So, uh, I seen some videos and stuff. You're placed down in Florida. Um, and you've done crazy job. Yeah. Like, moved <laughs> a ton of dirt and, um, you know, owning a place myself and having to work on tracks all the time. And, um, all the other stuff that people don't think about the mowing and fuel and, um, is it, uh, <clears throat> more work than you thought it was going to be kind of keeping up with something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah. What's it like with that yeah. with your place? I, I mean, I, I'd for sure say it's more work and it takes more, it takes more funds, more work and more effort than, uh, than anybody knows unless they have one. Like I, I mean, people, 
people want to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to build one. And I just normally just say, yeah, send me the address and I'll come check it out when it's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a lot of work. But I think what you got to do is you got to be one of those people that, that likes to be outside, likes to be, you know, in the farm tractor mowing, doesn't mind weed eating and push mowing and, you know, bob wire fences, fixing fences. You got to be one of those people that likes to be outside. And I kind of like to, uh, to include that, I mean, like if you're if you're working out at the ranch all day, you can kind of consider that, you know, some of your training. So you kind of you, you might not be in the gym as long as somebody that sat on the couch when they were done training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they did 30 minutes of, of gym, or they you know rode their spin bike and then did legs or did shoulders, and then they sat on the couch the rest of the day and played video games, or they went you know and sat at the beach and watched the sunset. Or right. I would rather rebuild barbed wire fences, dig posts, weld things, grind things, whatever. I got to move, hand mow, weed eat, you know, do the, do the farm work. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I feel that most of the, most of the ranch days are probably tougher than the average gym day <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So that's where you can kind of integrate that into your program. If, if you're that type of person. Well, Josh, you own GPF. So what do you hate about it? Josh, what's your, what's your worst Sure. Mm, uh, mowing. So. Mowing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or trying to find someone to, you know, no one wants to do the hard job. They want to do, like, the fun, oh, let me run the skid steer. Let me go fix that. And, right, right. No, I need you to weed whack, or I need you to go paint these fence posts, fence posts you know, like, uh, yeah. So Sounds I, like Blake I a, likes to do this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe get Blake. Uh, you know, the, the hard part I have, I have a hard time letting other people, like, do the some you know i take such pride in the track yeah and especially yeah. when it comes to like supercross and stuff if i jump faces off just a little bit i mean it could really hurt somebody so right, right. we're real particular about that i i have a hard time trusting guys for for one to, to run the equipment properly prep the equipment properly grease it you yeah. know um it, it's hard to find the guys that are willing to do that yeah. but uh but uh you know yeah like Blake you gotta said, take I, my theory on that What's if you don't own one? one, you don't touch mine. True. <laughs> there we I mean, go. Yeah, because yeah, you would appreciate it. Yeah. And I don't I don't have anybody that's driving my dump truck, my excavator, or my D9. I promise you that. <laughs> because I, I ask, you have one? Okay, then don't touch mine. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not a bad theory. It's not, not a bad yeah. idea. People just that. abuse this stuff. I, uh, I have mad credit to you for having yours, you know, open to uh, – to the, the public and uh and you know people that can come and ride I, I i try to keep mine a minimum of four guys riding with me and most of the time it's just me myself and i yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and maybe burger here and there but uh yeah i have i give mad credit to you for, for dealing with all that <laughs> it's a lot of work but i mean like the like you're saying like doing the stuff around the property like the the <clears throat> one of the things that gets overlooked with with these motocross kids is work ethic you know? yeah and and um you know, we we do try to give the kids jobs around GPF, not so much to give them jobs, but to, to build work ethic in them. Like, let yeah, them yeah. see what real work actually is, yeah. you know, and they it's hard to find the kids the that don't complain. Of a dollar. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. That's um, hard to find. Yeah, Blake, how do you how do you deal with, like, look, you know, you get tired of riding your place, I'm sure, here and there, and Chad's got a place, and and uh the, the, there's the 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 nest or whatever it's called now how do you do people call you do you, do you want to go ride other places do you let people ride how what's the politics behind that of, of doing i mean that? uh i i do i do switch it up and go ride other places you know if if i i, I believe in the old an eye for an eye yeah so if somebody else has a place and they let me come and ride then i come and ride if they bring three guys with them to come and ride then i can bring three guys to come <laughs> sure, and ride yeah, but yeah 
at the same time, um, that's why I own that's why I own a D nine and uh, and a big excavator and a huge dump truck. So that when I get bored of my place, I just change it. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I I can change it in in four hours. I can I can make it not even look like the same place. Uh, I can you know change reroute things and mm-hmm. change things up and make big changes. So of course it's. Uh, it's got to be feasible and and, yep. and worth it because every time you start those those machines, everybody thinks it's free unless they own one themselves. They yeah. think uh, they think they run and maintenance and operate themselves, uh, but they're they're not robots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no, yeah. no, I definitely like to switch it up, and yeah. you know, I've uh, I, I'm willing to. If somebody's got a place and they want to come ride, and you know, they want me to come ride, I'm I'm more than willing to uh, to switch things up for sure. Um, Hey, Benny Bloss, your teammate, qualified really well this weekend. Uh, rode well in the main event coming up. Uh, he had a he had a nice weekend. How much do you try to help him out? How much do you guys talk about it? And, uh, you know, he's in his rookie year in a 450 class, so he's still trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, no, I mean, he uh, he out-qualified me for sure. Yeah, and, uh, I didn't want to say we that, actually, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to say yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, basically you were saying it, don't <laughs> mind. So, okay. Uh, just be honest, man. Yeah, yeah, no. chase. yeah. You qualified me, uh, which I thought I was cool. I was cool with for sure. Yeah, uh, I was like, dude, you're on it today. It's awesome. And uh, you know, we checked the segments, and uh, with the, the whoop set, there was both whoop sections of the finish line. I was fastest in that segment, and then he was second. And uh, and I was joking around. I said, you know, I don't know how that works, considering you have about two foot more of leg than I have. <laughs> you weigh about sixty pounds more than me. And uh, and we ride nothing alike. Yeah. So <laughs> evidently, opposites can equal the same because we don't we don't ride alike. We know nothing is alike, but we're first and second in, uh, in yeah. that segment. So it was uh, pretty funny and pretty cool. But yeah, he rode really good. Uh-huh. Um, I he doesn't like to start next to me off the start <laughs> because uh, I I normally out jump him just power to weight ratio <laughs> yeah. but uh you know he i think he did get a good start i uh, i left him i left him plenty of room in uh in the heat race to mm-hmm. uh, to sneak around the outside so it's uh you know he's a good teammate to have he's he's young compared to me but yeah. uh but he's funny and uh he's a good kid so he uh he comes down to to florida every once in a while and, and rides with us and um, Dakota Alex does as well. Yeah. You know, the, my teammates the last year, me and Dakota rode quite a bit together. He'd come down from, uh, from MTF pretty much once a week and, and do some motos and ride with us. So it's, uh, you know, those are two good teammates to have. Uh, how's the outdoor prep coming? How much, uh, you know, it, it's different for you guys. Uh, some guys don't touch outdoor much until, you know, they have to, uh, until the end of supercross. Other guys are like, you know what? Screw supercross. I'm going to get ready for the outdoors. Where are you at with your prep? Uh, you've done some testing, I imagine, but how much are you riding I outdoors? I haven't practiced on a supercross track in over a month. I just show up and race <laughs> on the weekend. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm in full outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Get to, I get to the weekend and I'm like, man, I think you guys put any suspension on my bike because this thing is different than yeah. me. You're like, they have this to is... remind me, no, that's what Supercross stuff feels like. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, for a guy like you, you're just like, hey, bring on Hangtown at this point. Yeah. At this point, bring on Hangtown. So, uh, Vegas will be interesting, though, with the point system. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's too early and it's going to be like the sayings on the, on Instagram that he wasn't ready, but <laughs> uh, I, I think there's going to be some some kind of – 
ruffling feathers this weekend, I think. Yeah, I, don't I, I hope so. Like coming. Uh, I mean, I just want to be there close enough to like take advantage <laughs> of it, witness it, be there so that when you get me on the show the next week and yeah. you're like, hey, how was it? And yeah. I tell you like, hey, dude, I was right there. I was in the roost. I seen it all goes down. There was parts <laughs> flying. I had to like pull tear off because oh. I was getting hit by debris, be... but I capitalized on it and maybe get my first win. It, so it'll be fantastic. I'm willing for it. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fantastic if that happens. Um, hey, do you care right now? I think you're tied with Brayton for fourth overall. Do you care to get fourth? Does it matter? I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's like you know, there's something to get fourth, but uh, I mean, is this is this do or die to get fourth place into points? I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's do or die. I'd say just being, you know, leaving Vegas healthy would be ideal. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not going to try to do something like Tampa and jump that quad in the first lap. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that was. Uh, that was but I, nice. I did jump that one this weekend. But I seen there was a net there. Yeah. And I was like, Mathis would be there to pick me out of it if it, I end up in it. So I might as well go for it in the main a, event. I waited all the way till the main <laughs> event to jump it. I'm a guardian angel for riders. Absolutely. <laughs> Switching yeah. gears, switching gears um, back to outdoors. Last year, you made it pretty clear that you made some some pretty big changes to the bike after the first round or two, um, and then clearly came out swinging it at round three in, yeah, in Colorado. Hangtown wasn't wasn't good. Wasn't good for Blake Baggett. <clears throat> and then Glen Helen was no. a, was a step in the right direction. And then Lakewood, obviously, you were back to your normal self outdoors. What are you doing differently this year to kind of bring that Lakewood magic to round one in Hangtown? Um, well, basically, I mean, as, as we all know, we got that KTM has the new bike, um, that, that we've been riding from the new frame and everything from last year. So, uh, to start, we just basically started with what we had last year, what worked, um, basically, yeah, which is totally logical and compare. Yeah. I mean, even though everything has changed and our supergrass setting is different, basically start with that setup and, and adjust it from there. We know, what changes, you know, I had, I had never, had never, never rode KTM. I'd never rode a KTM in my life before. So I was kind of going into it a little bit blind. And I think that's why it took us a little bit is when I first got on the bike, I started riding supercross, getting ready for monster cup. And we, I never really rode the bike outdoors. So yeah, I thought I was ready. I thought it was, you know, this was as good as I was going to make it work until I started racing with the guys and they were blowing my doors off at Hangtown. And I was like, wait, we got to, we got to regroup. This is not right. And, uh, and you know, it, luckily we had the, the staff and the people to, to kind of help me turn it around. I didn't really know what I was looking for at the, at the time. I was just like, this is not, I, I need to be able to go four seconds a lot faster or something yeah. you know, at least. So help me find it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause right now I can't get there. And we definitely were able to, to turn things around in two weekends for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Stay with that. Work with that. That's that's the best. Um, well, Blake, hey, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Nice job this weekend. Congrats on the podium. Congrats on the on the new deal. That's awesome. Three years for you and the team. That'll be great. Um, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, and uh, see you this weekend. I hope it's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. Uh, we will see you. Thanks, Blake. Let's see you. See you, Blake Baggett. Everybody, brought to you by Gear Alley. Gear Alley. Get your truck in gear. I mean, it's, it might be interesting. Well, I mean, there's a big battle for third place in the points. Yeah. Yeah. Can we see a big takeout? Like an Eli? What's going to be gnarly, Arena Cross or Supercross? Oh, come on. I think Arena Cross. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to miss it. I got a hockey game to go to. Come on. I mean, you can tell the woman downstairs that. 
We'll let her go. You, know? you can go without you. Pookie, come up here. It's your uh, job. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. Um, there will be a takeout. I guarantee that. Blake seems to be he's, thinking there's going to be a Supercross takeout. He loves it too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's all in. Yeah. Sign me up. Hey, he's, like that last year. Going for third. Last year at, at Lakewood, you know, where he said, I don't have a famous father. I broke him. I, I broke him. Like, he owned all of that. Like, he was just like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's, you know, that's. It's cool. Yeah. Wish, wish more guys would do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, I, I was fine with all of that. Like, I wouldn't have said it. Right. But it's cool that he said it. And it's cool that he backed it up. And it's yeah, he cool didn't, that. He didn't reel it back in. No. He didn't try to backpedal from it. And no. What's also cool is, as I talked about with how he made some changes to the bike. Um, it's not very often that the rider's kind of in front of that, where he's saying something's wrong with the bike, Yeah, goes and makes a change, and then comes out and totally changes his performance. If you look at Lakewood versus Hangtown, he's a totally different guy. Oh, yeah. So yeah. a lot of times I yeah. think a rider will blame the bike, Yeah. but then there's no like direct connection to, I changed this, and now look at him. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, if you've listened to the show, know. you know I'm not a huge, I mean, but there is something to that. It's, right. And he, it's not like you, there's, it, there's not like it's, it, it can't be counted on for anything. And some of it's mental too. Yeah. Like with him, sure. just he had it in his mind that something was wrong, made a change. So even if it's half a percent better in his mind, oh, it's night and day better. And yeah. next thing you know, he's. Yep. Well, it's the same story every year though, is these guys do all their testing on, like say even if Blake does it in Florida, yeah. right? With four guys riding his track, it's never going to get rough. Yeah. No. Or not like, yep. not like a national. Or right? you're like, in Glen Helen so and you're you show up at the first round yeah. and it's different. You're going to struggle. Different. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. it's, it's the same way in amateur racing, right? These kids that ride on their home place or, or ride on their own a lot. Um, and the way they prep Loretta's now is like a pro national track. Yeah. I mean, they don't work on it. Yeah. It's gnarly. Yeah. Like the oh, roughest yeah, looks, track these kids will ride insane. all year. Yeah. And so many of the kids get overwhelmed by the track because it's just so rough. Yeah. You know, they've never ridden anything like it. So, um, and obviously setups wrong, but yeah. amateur kids don't really know what yeah. to change or, or yeah. do. So you don't see many guys changing stuff necessarily, but, um, you know, these pro guys, like, I think there's going to be a lot of stocking guys that are riding the same bike as last year. You know, well, mm-hmm. if I'm Eli, I go to a, basically the same setup for the first round yeah. and then go from there. Yeah. Uh, even if it doesn't necessarily make you the most happy at home. And, and and I can't tell you how many times that we did our outdoor testing at Glen Helen or we went to Hangtown one year or whatever, or, or Cahia. Yeah. And when we hit high point round three, <laughs> Throw it was, all out everyone's like, what the hell? Ah, you know? So, um, Woodrow, you were a factory KTM guy in 03? 03 and 04. 03, 04. Can you believe where they're at now compared to where you uh, were there? <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like the start of them really winning races well, with, with 120, 125s. I'll the start say. was with with me and Kelly Smith, but okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll give yeah. you that. High right? point win. Yeah. yeah. So the three oh four, that was like what Rhino era kind of. Yeah, Rhino did those two years. Would you um, have to pull over for, for Rhino and for Langs, Langs, for Langs. Yeah, and Rhino wanted to fight me because I didn't let him buy, but I'd have to let <laughs> Burner buy too. So like the, the deal was like they had to be behind me for me to have to let them buy. Not I let Langston buy. Didn't let Hughes. I didn't wait two more spots to let Hughes. Because you were buy. like, I, Burner was there. I don't yeah. want. Yeah. And and actually, it gave Hughes third overall, and I gave up third overall. But I mean, obviously, not, he didn't care about that. He, he didn't. Give not good enough. But yeah, uh, yeah, he wanted to fight. I'm sure KTM paid you a third overall bonus. Yeah, yeah, they took care of it. Yeah, even they took care of my other stuff. Even so, that was really cool. Like, oh, that's my, good. My helmet, boots, and stuff. Like that. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Oh, good. Um, uh, Josh Woods, Charles Castle on the uh, on the show. Uh, Aaron Plessinger coming right up. Uh, interesting to talk, I'm going to ask Aaron, like, how much was the title in your mind when you're mm-hmm. out there? You know what I mean? How much do you, how much are you thinking about that uh, uh, when you're out there? I look like it weighed on it to him a little bit this week to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. um, he's been the fastest guy the last couple races and then, you know, um, of, and I, I mean, early in the race, I kind of, I kind of felt like he was 
riding better than the guys right in front of him for the first, I don't know, three, four, five laps. And I don't know if we can ask him. I don't know if he had like a moment mm-hmm. that was kind of sketchy or when um, somebody passed him and got pretty close to him in the finish line turn. And then I think from there, he just kind of yeah. backed like down. Yeah, he's like Macarath. 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 Yeah. fell apart. Yeah. yeah. Like he just... Um, uh, Marks, it's that time. Pulpamex Super Duper Giveaway Time! Here we go, everybody! And? His name's Darren. We don't have a last name. We don't have a last Where's name? Where's Darren? <laughs> Pookie. First Pookie one was to, in charge of writing this. First one with the name Darren that calls in. No, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm overruling it. Right. Darren, you're out. We're going to go again. We're going again, Darren. Load Here we up. go. Garrett Rockley. Garrett Rockley, congratulations. You win a Vortex chain and sprocket kit from the Vortex Racing folks. The same stuff that GPF Cowie, Babbitt's Cowie runs, right? Yeah, Vortex chain and sprockets. Killing it. All right, there we go. Sorry, Darren. What? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Darren. Darren got effed. Sorry. We need a last name. Blaine Pookie. Mm -hmm. Blaine Pookie. Aaron Plessinger coming up on the show. Jason Thomas as well. And uh, and your calls at 702-586-7857. Marks, third caller right now wins a pair of tickets to Vegas, courtesy of Roost MX. You want tickets to Vegas Supercross, courtesy of Roost MX? Be the third caller right now, 702-586-7857. And uh, you're going to Vegas, courtesy of the folks at Roost MX. Pulp MX Super Duper Giveaway Show! Do they have to have a Nevada, Las Vegas address? Vegas or California. All right. Yeah. Third caller, 702-586-7857. Arizona's not acceptable. What? Arizona's not acceptable. I don't know. Whatever Castle says. Utah? I don't know. Um, All right. Salt Lake City. Bordering state. Come on. Not Michigan, all right? F you, dude. Flights can be cheap to Vegas. Yeah, they probably can. I notice uh, uh, at the Supercross races, they give away tickets for the Monster Cup. Like, tickets, like we're in... Boston, and they're giving you Vegas. T- like, bro, the flight is really what I need here. I can handle the tickets. <laughs> I got the eighteen dollar ticket. I got the ticket handled, but if you could handle the three grand for me and my chick for hotel and fly, that'd be fantastic. Especially so. this weekend, hotels are freaking crazy. Yeah, really? well, there was supposed to be a fight. There was a, uh, as usual, there's a there's a fight on that weekend, well, but it's, it got canceled. Well, there was a rodeo. Oh, was the rodeos in town too? Oh, jeez. Hockey game. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. uh, yep. they canceled Arena Cross Press for this week because they're what? just no one interested. Really? I mean, because no there's so much going on. I guess yeah, I probably yeah, mostly hockey. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I even Supercross is struggling to get press. Wow. So, um, I mean, they're gonna let them ride. I think, but Steve. there's just not a lot of guys that go out there. Uh, P- Pookie says I write the names exactly as they appear in the email, so you can find them to contact them. Some people don't have a full name. So it's on Darren. It's on us for thinking. Yeah. Ah, Darren, whatever. Thanks for thanks for calling, anyways. Uh, Marks, after you get the winner, can we get uh, Aaron Plessinger on the show? We got our winner, right? We're good. We got our winner. Roostmx.net. Uh, I love those guys. And uh, use code ARAY91. He blew a tranny, but he will help you save goggles or save money at Roostmx.net. And uh, we want to thank our, our sponsors BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing Gear Alloy, Roostmx, Vertex Pistons. X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Michelin Ride Day, Western Raceway this Sunday. I'm going to be tearing it up. I have a Michelin front tire. Can I get clarification on how much it's going to cost me to ride? You're fine. Okay. It's really, it's really, uh, yeah, yeah. Name it, no, we need an email too, right? Marks? Okay. 
Plessinger? Can you get Plessinger? No? Can't get Plessinger? We are getting Plessinger? It's, it's 8 o'clock. It's busy. <sighs> RM Army is looking good downstairs. I saw when I came in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah RM Army. Yeah. yeah. How come you have side numbers, no front number? I just, I ran out of time with the front number on. I was, I was, it was late the at night. It's like he's, come on. It's a test bike. No, nah, bro, it's not the easiest one because the front brake line is there. You oh. got to move. Like, take it off. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's one gotta, bolt. I know. You got to use the eight to take the front brake off to oh, line God. it all up. What? Don't worry about Let's it, okay? Take the, take the front brake off. Take the because number of, plate off. Because I'm not, I don't want to take the number plate off. It's two bolts it's on a Suzuki. It's one bolt. Suzuki's oh. two bolts. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's double the work. It's easier to take the front brake and just move it aside and then put the number on. God, you're an awesome okay. mechanic. I'm just saying. It's easier. Okay. Suzuki, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, that. Um, so come Sunday, Michelin uh, Starcross 5 ride day. If you have a set of Michelins, you get in for free. A set. If you have one, we'll talk about it. Randy gets really <laughs> mad about it, but we can talk about it. Uh, Publimex Super Duper giveaway also on the show. We got more coming up, people, so you want to just uh, wait around and listen and uh, and try to, uh, try to win. Uh, if you entered a, po- a contest in the past... You can get this. So, uh, Woodrow was gonna thinking about calling Nick Way maybe later. See yeah. what he's up to. Yeah. Classic. How long have you Mafia, known Nick bro. Way for you? Uh, I mean, you know, obviously when I was like on fifties, he was already kind of becoming a superstar, especially around Michigan. And, uh, um, but I, I guess I really didn't catch on until probably ninety two or so, and I realized how fast he really was. But you were friends on fifties. Not really. No, no, quite no. A bit older, I mean, I th- right? Our dads probably were, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But um yeah. but but I guess Talk when I when it. I started when I started getting good, probably like around eighties, that's when we started kind of hey, let's practice. Oh, like, yeah. And I would start going over to to where he lives, the Witt area yeah. and ride and there was an awesome track right there by Nick's house and um we would do Wednesday nights, go over there and get to ride with him once a week and actually be hit me and the Valade brothers and yeah. some of the other fast Michigan guys back then. Mailman crazy. Uh, mailman mail is kind of coming into the scene uh, okay. there right. yeah right. somewhere around there um woodrow michigan mafia all right everybody let's get to our next guest here uh this man currently has the lead uh in the 250 west series looking to clinch it this weekend in vegas brought to you by vortex racing email jake at vortexracing.com for a hell of a deal factory yamaha the monster yamaha squad of justin barsha and josh hill yeah, they use these rear sprockets, F5 hard coat rear and front sprocket. And as well, the GPF Babbitts team uh, also use Vortex Racing. Uh, and uh, uh, Ryan Brees looking to clinch the, is it West? Two, lights Light, West? Lights West. They still use Lights name? Why do they yeah. use the Lights name? Because uh, everybody rides 250s. Okay, so that was, I guess good, I point. Do it. good point. Uh, looking to clinch the, uh, the maybe, title this weekend. Maybe win the East. And maybe win the East. <laughs> uh, let's get our, our next guest on the show. Aaron Plessinger, what's up, Aaron? How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great, Steve. How you doing? We're good, man. We're just talking Nick Way and Josh Woods uh, when they were riding together in 1992 while you were on hold. So that's all. You know, <laughs> he probably wasn't born that's, yet. Uh, yeah, that's that's about four years before my time. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks for that, making us all feel oh old god. here. Um, <laughs> hey, we were we, we were talking about your race uh, in Salt Lake City before we got you on before the commercial or just after the commercial, and kind of looked like to us. You were playing it safe. You were like, hey, track's a little sketchy. I got a points lead. Like, I probably could go balls out here and try to take this thing. But you know what? McElroy's riding really good. Uh, were we right? Yeah, definitely. Um, they were they were all riding unreal. Um, they were – I mean, I was behind Joey, and, and uh, he was going really fast. And I was I was keeping up with him. But, you know, if, if, I, uh, if I really went for it and – 
what happened last year happened again this year, I mm-hmm. don't think I could forgive myself, you know. And yeah. uh, I just kind of sat back and, and watched it kind of kind of play out. And uh, I knew Adam was in second, so wasn't losing too many points so yep. i just uh sat back and kind of played it safe and uh yeah got out of the, got out of there in one piece yeah no i think i think it's a smart move like you got to you got you don't have a huge points lead like you still got to have a good race this weekend but yeah you're like look there's second place in the points and 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 i'm just going to take it easy here so i i don't yeah, I can't, yeah. can't blame you for that how sketchy was that track it looked like i mean if you you could easily end up on the ground if you pushed it Oh, definitely. It was uh it was so it, it was so weird because it was it was dry on the uh like the flat parts uh-huh. and, like dry and hard and slick and then on the jump faces it was like soft and I didn't really know how to I don't know, I I guess I just uh yeah. it was it was just sketchy and the whoops, man, they were <laughs> they were out of this world. <laughs> they were uh there was something I'd, I'd never seen before. And, yeah. and me and Joey about wadded up together in the first lap. So it, yeah. was, uh, it was pretty sketchy. It was, yeah. It was if you're saying that, if you're saying that, they're sketchy. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of whoops that you're really worried about, you, you know? And uh, <laughs> so if you're saying that, then, then I'm worried for those whoops. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was weird. They were like hard on the sides and and soft in the middle like that uh-huh. that second whoop section had a had a rut in it but it was like it was a rut that went like left to right and <laughs> if you got caught off guard it, yeah. it was definitely going to take you down it took probably like three or four people down that whole main i think we had to roll the whoops like yeah like three or four times so right it was um it was definitely sketchy, but Shane found a line on the left. He did. <laughs> he unreal. Did. <laughs> I watched it over, and it was like it was like day and night difference. Okay, so we were talking about that too, Charles. You were talking about that, like yep. like as a racer, Aaron. And look, you're you know you're leading the points. You're you're an incredible rider. Like, how come? And don't take this the wrong way. It means everybody. Like, how come nobody catches on to that earlier? Like, McGrath caught that line and. And it was killing it. And so, as a racer, are you just like, hey, I, I, I'm not looking at that. I don't see that. I'm just in my zone, kind of. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of in another zone. Um, I was trying to, I was really fighting the track, honestly, the whole main. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just kind of kept to my lines, and I did hit that line. Um, once I uh, blitzed across them, okay. I think once, and I just didn't really feel safe, so I started <laughs> back in that rut, and uh, it was probably the not the right choice if I was if I was gonna try and pass those guys. But you know, mm-hmm. I kind of just sat back and, and didn't really want to push it too hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't say I blame you. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp. You got a question for Aaron Plessinger? Brought to you by Vortex Racing, the official uh, sprockets and bars of uh, the GPF Cowie team, and as well as the uh, Monster Yamaha team who uses their sprockets. Aaron, how much did the um, elevation affect the bikes? Did you have to change anything up in terms of like starting technique? Did you use first gear, or did you kind of keep things normal? I uh, I kept things normal. I went with second gear on the start, but um, we changed... Uh, we changed the rear tire from a 110 to one, or I mean a 120 to 110, and then uh, I think I ran a 50 tooth sprocket 
and that helped out a lot. And, right. and we changed the flywheel, so it was, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely. Um, that's a lot of changes. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot yeah. of changes. Yeah. And it was still... It was definitely lagging the bike out. The, the triple was still pretty difficult for the 250s, at least in practice when it was muddy or if you made a little mistake coming out of the turn. It wasn't wasn't easy to get over, it looked like. Yeah, definitely not, especially that first lap of the heat race. <laughs> oh, wow. I <laughs> it. <laughs> I, uh, they watered the track, and it was like... Like wet and dry at the same time, and I got a little wheel spin coming out of the corner, and uh, yeah, just about really ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you uh, do you practice this week, Aaron? Is it is it practice as usual? Do you do anything different because you know you want to you want to be okay for Vegas and all that? Like anything different in your program? Um, not too much different. Um, I'll still ride and yep. train and everything, but I mean. I don't want to take it too easy because, you know, I'm, I'm focused on outdoors too. So yeah. we'll probably ride one day supercross, one day outdoors, and probably just keep the keep the days light. But you know, I still gotta still got another season to worry about after this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, one of my questions was for how's the outdoor stuff coming? Is it all right? Working working well for you? Yeah, yeah. So I started doing motos after uh san diego and we pretty much did motos all the way up until the week of uh indiana so wow jeez, check you out yeah i um i got a few safe to say i got a whole season under my belt so far <laughs> <laughs> you know some guys we talk about this always like the 250 west guys uh do the outdoors like you said you're riding more of it east guys kind of focus on supercross more and it comes hangtown i think the west guys have a little bit of advantage do you, do you agree you've done both coasts so i think so um i definitely struggled more when i um when i did east uh on the outdoors but you know we doing west we get so much more riding in just because of that break yeah break we can go outdoors like like i said until the week of indianapolis and mm-hmm. and still be fine for supercross to where these East guys, they kind of have to focus on Supercross, and when they get right. into their season, probably ride outdoors maybe once a week, and then starting probably now, probably ride yeah. twice a week outdoors. Right. So um, it's it's kind of an advantage for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh, did you find that when you were riding racing? Like, were you if you did East or West, does it matter for you for outdoors? Did you, were you always hurt? Um, <laughs> I remember you getting hurt a lot, Josh. Yeah, so. I did. Um, yeah, I guess the years I rode for KTM, I got hurt, so it really didn't matter. But, yeah. But, like, my first year of Supercross, I rode for, like, ECC. Yeah. Back then, you could actually, if you weren't top 10 in points, you could ride the other coast. Oh, yeah, sure. And, right. and I had some mechanicals and stuff at a few yeah. races. So, um, I had some really good finishes on the East, but I was just outside the top 10. And that, and everybody on the team was hurt. So yeah. They actually Brought me out to some of the West Coast rounds, which is uh, so you were just full, full-time 125 Supercross rider. I rode the most Supercross races at 125 that year for sure. So. Oh, that's funny. Uh, let's get some phone calls for you, AP. First up is Walker. Uh, Walker, what's happening? Uh, what's your question for Aaron Plessinger? Hey, wh- hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? Good, thank you. Uh, what's your question? Good. Hey, Aaron, I know that um, Steve's going to give me crap for this, but um, I know your dad was a, a multi-time GNCC champion, and you killed it back in 2013, your XC2 days and stuff, and I know you're killing it in Supercross, but um, once Supercross is done for you, do you ever plan on coming back and um, doing some GNCC, or what's your goals there? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, there's been a lot of uh, talk between 
uh, me and me and my trainer, he uh, he kind of wants me to go go back and do uh, do some GNCCs after this motocross and supercross are done, and and I'm down for it. I uh, I kind of miss the GNCCs, and I think it'd be nice to get back there and and duke it out with those guys. Yeah, because right right now Russell can't be stopped. He can't be stopped. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, somehow he that finds a way to win, good. like barely. Duval he's, he's beat him won. once, right? Yeah. Okay, Duval got him one time out of the last thirty races. But there's been yeah. a couple where they were like, he yeah. won by, yeah, yeah. Where do we, sta- we, where do we, we stand on that move that De- that Russell did to Duval uh, a couple weeks ago for the win? For the win? Yeah, that's a Marvin. He, to it, it's not a hundred thousand dollar difference. Yeah, no, but it's GNCC, but yeah. Steve, yeah. Steve, I used to race GNCC, and some of the things that would go on in the woods. If someone had a GoPro, a lot of people would be surprised to see how dirty some of those moves are for the win on last time. I'm right. talking slamming people into trees and everything. But oh, Steve, could 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 um could we see you come back and like be a GNCC mechanic for like Aaron Plessing? No, you guys like no. go out there and be no. and wrestle. <laughs> no, on, Steve. no, that'd be cool. No, uh, listen, hey AP, I did two GNCCs. I'm currently looking at a plaque. <clears throat> For fifth place in the industry class from a 2001 GNCC. Oh, yeah, yeah, suck on that, bro. Yep, Indiana. Oh, you did the best one. Oh, I ruled that place. Fifth place in the industry class on a 125. Amazing. Indiana is the place to race at. What's that, Walker? The Iron Man. What? The Iron Man. The Iron Man in Indiana is the place to race at. Yeah. Do a GNCC. All right. Thanks, Walker. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Uh, Thank you. Well, uh, AP, here's the deal, though, and I told the same thing to Osborne. Listen, Osborne didn't become a double champion until he gave up all the rally and GNCC shit that he was doing. So <laughs> you can do it afterwards, no problem, but focus on Supercross and Motocross, make millions of dollars, then go ride that stupid stuff when you're done. That's my opinion. No, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of my plan. I was I was planning on uh, just racing this until about 30 years old and then yep. going back to GNCCs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how many did you do? How many GNCCs did you do? Uh, I raced whole life. From, yeah, I raced them from two thousand. I raced a series from two thousand six all the way to my. I mean, I only did two in two thousand thirteen, but yeah, yeah I okay. raced them for six years straight. Oh, I didn't know you did them that long. I just thought you like dabbled in them and you were still moto guy, and you know what I mean. Like, I know you you won some and all that, but you even did them on like little bikes, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So I started on 65s and actually won a couple, like, I think four, I think four youth championships. And then I got uh, two seconds in 250A overall. Oh, that's when. uh, Wow, check. Yeah, my last last year I got, uh, I think, national number 20. Yeah. Um, Let's get some phone calls. Choppy, what's your question for AP? Hey man, how's it going, boys? Good. What's happening? I uh, just yeah, I was just gonna ask AP about his. Uh, I was on. Uh, I was talking to uh, uh, the dog about getting on here, but I didn't hear what he said about road biking. He, he didn't say do, any, he didn't say anything about road biking. Do you do any road biking as you're training? Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, that's probably about fifty percent of my training is is mountain biking and road biking. So. I, and this is kind of a question for anyone in general that might know. Or after uh, uh, Nikki Hayden's death, did it affect anyone's routing of their road bike training? Did they like consciously take it off of the public roads, or 
did anyone not be affected by it at all? Well, I'll be honest. For me, Choppy, I don't do a lot of road biking. I know this could come as a shock, but I stay off the roads. I stay off the roads anyways at all times. Just well, I don't know. You can't tell. You can't tell. I know, Dude, Choppy. I understand. Some of the fastest this. guys yes. are fat. I know. Uh, AP, what about that? Anything? Uh, do you worry about that at all? Uh, I don't. I don't really necessarily worry about it. Um, I'm definitely cautious on the road when I'm when I'm on busy roads, but um, you, you know, I, traffic, I you, you don't face do what you go with traffic. You go with traffic. Yeah, I, I go with traffic. I think I think it'd be a lot more dangerous if we went went uh, against traffic just because we're going probably about half their speed sometimes, and uh, if we head on, that would be bad. But um, yeah. like group, you know, I'm, groups of three or four. I mean, it's like it. I imagine the bigger the group, I guess, kind of more people are going to slow down before they come past you or whatever. I don't know. It's just kind of a question I had. I don't ever hear it addressed or anything. And then kind of a not-so-serious question. Uh, how old were you when you started MX Simulator? <laughs> uh, <laughs> shoot, I think I was uh, probably about 13, maybe. Oh, that's <laughs> Marks, did you do MX Simulator? Didn't you do that? And I played a little bit. Is that where you shut them down or no? No. Okay, you shut somebody's server down. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, all right. <laughs> fantastic. Hey, uh, AP, are you doing 250s again next year? Uh, this is what I hear. I don't know if you can tell us. I don't know if you have a, a comment on this. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully for half a year. Okay, and then 450 outdoor is would be the plan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can we confirm 250 outdoors this summer? Because I've seen a lot of this um, summer, it's a lot of videos of you riding uh, yeah. a 450. Oh, yeah. I uh, well, I just do that. Just uh, kind of switch it up a bit. We usually do it on Fridays, but um, yeah, I'll be racing 250 in outdoors this, this summer. Good. Um, well, that'll be that'll be interesting. You, you, hopefully, you know this Supercross thing goes well for you this weekend, and uh, and then you got a chance of being a double champion, which I think is is real a real legitimate chance, Aaron. For you outdoors, uh, we've seen you go blazing fast, like multiple seconds faster than dudes on laps. But I guess for you, consistency, right? That's the goal. That's the for outdoors for twenty four motos. If there's one thing that holds you back, it's it's that. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think the last two years. Um, I think they, or the last three years, pretty much. I, I think my, my mental game was not on point. Okay. Um, I think I was, I was lacking a lot of mental, mental uh, skills mm-hmm. and strength. And uh, I really, that's that's one of the things I really focused on this this off season was was trying to train train my brain pretty much and uh, get it get it strong so I can. Mm-hmm do these motos and, and not have it break me down like it did in uh, past years where I've had really good races and then I've had really bad races. So yeah. um, this year, like I've been finishing all my motos with pretty much a lot of energy left. And uh, yeah, I think this is the year that, that I'm, uh, I'm going to be really consistent and really, uh, yeah. really hard to beat. Wow. You mentioned it earlier in the call, I, your, your super cross, uh, what race was that? Or well, you had a really poor one at the end of Supercross. I forget where it was, but um, yeah, that was Salt Lake. Yeah, so last Salt, year. right. So Salt Lake, like, like that really probably really hurt you. You know what I mean? Going in the outdoors, you're just such a mental letdown. We've seen that from guys in the past that that just you know either either have a crushing defeat or whatever. It affects them for a while, you know. Um, and and you're looking good to break that this year. So 
Um, yeah, for sure. Like last year, it was really, really hard for me to get over that just because mm-hmm. I pretty much lost the championship in there. Like I was still a little bit behind, but yeah. you know, it was in my mind, I kind of lost the championship in that and it was hard to come back from. What's up with the cat gear? You like the cat gear. I hear, I hear you <laughs> like it. I, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't dislike it, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I have worn it twice uh-huh. and, uh, both times it hasn't really turned out that good for me. San Diego was one of them uh, and the, Indianapolis was one of them. So that is not a coincidence. The other way. That is not a coincidence. <laughs> I'm just telling you that I heard through the grapevine, maybe from Wilbur. It's like, dude, he likes the cat gear. I mean, of course, Plessinger <laughs> likes the cat gear. Like that—that that is, it is kind of AP to to like the cat gear, where you're just like laughing about it, right? Um, oh yeah. It's hey, out there. <laughs> so Will Hahn got his braces off. Does this help him get a chick? Do you think they were just lined up at the truck this weekend? Were they really? Oh, um, there was there was three lines for him. I think, dude, that's all there he was, needed. It's he's. He's beautiful now. I mean, he's <laughs> straight. I mean, he's, he's when he smiles, it glistens. He's beautiful. Um, <laughs> well, I hope it helps him out. How is he as a, as a manager? I know Brad is a manager. Also, you guys, they kind of Brad and uh, and Will tag team it. Um, how's Will Wilbur? What what do you like about him? He, uh, I like everything about Will. He he keeps the mood light around the truck. Um, he always makes sure. I know I'm I'm gonna win when I go out there and and he uh he pumps me up a lot going going into these races and uh it's always it's always a uh a good thing to see him smiling around the truck. So Aaron, we talked a little about um your career in G N T C before motocross and in the moto world you're somewhat of a late bloomer. Um, you know, obviously I met you when you were getting off super minis on the big bikes, um but you really didn't start, you know really performing until the the year in the B class where you swept everything at Loretta Lens. And do you feel that that's somewhat of a strength as you get into your pro career and you're kind of a little more fresh and not as burnt out or do you feel you're a little bit behind and you're trying to catch up still? Uh, I think, I think, um, kind of fresh still. Um, I think, uh, it's, it's not taking that much of a toll on me just because I, I didn't go in like say older days at Loretta's. I didn't go in expecting to right. to kill everybody and mm-hmm. and really def- like demolish everybody. So it wasn't that much pressure going into Loretta's to where these other guys they had so much pressure on them and factory teams behind them expecting them to win. And you know I was I was on Rock River at the time and and still doing GNCCs so motocross wasn't really my priority at the time so i think i'm i'm still uh i'm definitely still learning and and having fun with it so i think it's kind of a a strength like a lot of us nerds play pulpum x fantasy uh where we we bug you guys and we pick you guys for wins tell me if i'm wrong you two the easiest pick of the of the year has been pleasanger will win seattle yeah. Like was was there an easier I, pick? I couldn't hit the button hard enough. Well, I could not hit Aaron's name. Yeah. I hit I hit Aaron's name and then I broke my computer. I'm like, I'm good. Um you just killed it and we just knew we all knew you would and we all knew you'd you know. Yeah, that's the problem is everybody in the world picked him. Yeah, that's They're... true. But 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 you like those kind of tr- conditions, I guess, right? I mean, man, you were good. Yeah, I I love that. I if there were if I could pick uh uh 
a weather type for yeah. every race <laughs> in the year, I would definitely pick rain all day. Right, and right. Dude, I I don't know what it is. I I've always loved mud. I've always played in the mud when I was little, and it's just it's I'm just a fan of the mud. And, yeah. and uh, I think I think GNCC helped a lot with that, just because it was pretty much in every race, and I got used to the rut. Yeah. And, my dad actually used to take my feet off when I was uh, when I was riding, so I'd stand up more, and and I guess you could say that that dude. is paying off now. <laughs> it was lights out for those dudes. See you later. <laughs> I, I got this. Aaron's dad could have probably won Seattle Supercross. <laughs> yeah, really, right? <laughs> Plus a double sweep. Uh, hey, uh, uh, thank you for coming on, Aaron. Appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, man. Uh, the way you've been riding all year, I, I don't think there's any doubt that you'll be holding that number one plate uh, for the 250 West Series. And uh, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for the time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I always have a great time talking to you guys. And, uh, yeah, thank you. All right. Good luck this weekend, man. Thank you. Good luck, man. Hey, thanks. Aaron Plessinger, everybody, brought to you by Vortex Racing, the official <clears throat> sprockets of the GPF Cowie team. They're just going to dominate East and West lights this weekend in Vegas. Yeah. Using Vortex. Yeah. Going for it. Yeah. Woodrow. Yeah. 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 No shit. Pretty much. Uh, it'd be fantastic. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com, um, and uh, you can save with those guys. And... Uh, yeah, we thank we thank those guys for coming on. Uh, Jason Thomas coming up here right away. If the guy can get off the phone in the corner, uh, that scream you hear it was Pookie, and uh, that was with the San Jose Sharks scoring. No, that was the night scoring. Oh, the night scoring to tie it. One oh, of them. I, yes. I confused the scream. It as seemed well. like an angry scream. Yeah. No, that was a well. We were down by one, so now it's tied. Oh, so we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does we, he? How does he know all this? He's producing the show. No, dude, he does everything but produce a show. He 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 uh, slacked me <laughs> and said he fixed something with Pulp Mex that had nothing to do with tonight's show. He rewrote code tonight <laughs> on while he's in the corner. You're welcome. Get JT on. I don't know whether I should be, should find you or, or you know hug you. I'll take it down. Yeah, see, exactly. That's that's where I'm at. He did a good Thank job you. with the fantasy side. It's pretty awesome now. We had a few hiccups, but yeah, yes. Right. Yeah, awesome. but no, he did a good job. Absolutely on that. Uh, so how are you doing in that, Woodrow? Uh, arena cross made it really hard for me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. like, um, I totally got screwed the weekend of Seattle because like, the timing of it, the pushback practice schedule. Yeah, yeah. Like we were, we were in, we were in Wichita, Kansas that weekend, and so like the two way hours ahead. Yeah, we were racing, and then I had no time to look at anything. And before the main started, I had two guys that didn't even race. Jeez, <laughs> Woodrow. You know, like it was. Yeah, I just. All right. Yeah, and then this weekend was bad too. I'm because now I'm desperate, so I'm all in, <laughs> and I full I went, send. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. Uh, I'm dropping like crazy. How are you, Castle and the industry idiots? Are you are you in the money yet? No, I made some money um, last week, not Salt Lake. Um, I got third a couple weeks ago, but no. I'm, Did you win the hundred percent package? Uh, no, I did not. Um, I'm currently sitting 34th in industry idiots, so it's it's full. I send think I'm 46 or something. Yeah. Um, and, and Chris Howell and Jake. Oh, you went Howell. I went Chris Howell. At all. Uh, I stayed away from Howell, but Jake got me. Jake got us all. I, he didn't even line up for the LCQ. I hope he was okay. I didn't bother to texting I, him. I think I, he was okay. I and watched just, the whole heat. They both got me. No, me too. I had those two. I Howell too. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Howell. Brees got me with Howell. Brees is the one like, oh yeah, Howell's good. He's going to do it this week. Dude, Howell usually has made a lot of main events, yeah. and, and this year has not been good for Chris Howell. So that's where I was like, 
I don't care what um, what he qualified. I'm staying away from hell. But I had Jess Pettis mm. winning the LCQ. Didn't go a whole Canada lot better zone. in the main, though, right? <laughs> uh, I think 30-something points, 38 she points. She got 30? I thought I was going to look like a hero, though, because I didn't peck Jess Pettis. Yeah. Me either. Just because there were so many people that did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I thought, oh, yeah, like, yeah. and I like Jess Pettis. He's yeah. trained at GPF before. Yeah. Like, no, nothing against him. Oh, so. you're Can- you're a friend of Can- Canada. Oh, yeah. You're a friend yeah. of Canada. You were the uh, Nationals, like- Fasciati, Medallia, Ridewood down there, yeah, Dylan Wright. We might be double figures at Canadian National Championships. Really? Like, pro. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, mean, yeah. I mean, JSR right. trained there, I mean, yeah. right when we started. So, um, um, yeah. It's that time again. It's that time again, super duper Pulp MX Show giveaway. Here we go, everybody. Here we go. Robert Garcia. Robert Garcia. You know what? Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Get in there, Josh. Let's keep it rolling. Tommy Branham. Tommy Branham. Uh, Robert, you win a fly racing. Hey, hold on a second. You, no, not that. You wait. Oh, no. Oh. Um, Robert, you win a fly racing roller grande bag from, from uh, the folks at Fly. And Tommy, you win the main event backpack from Fly Racing. That's what we do, everybody. We give shit away on this show. And uh, speaking of giving shit away, Vertex Pistons, whether it's a uh, two-stroke or a four-stroke uh, in replica, high compression, or GP-style configs, check us out at VertexPistons.com or stop into your local dealer. Ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. OEM supplier to KTM and Husqvarna two-strokes. Every engine, every engine uh, comes from the factory with a Vertex piston in there. 65 years ago, they were found in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. OEM supplier to KTM, Husky, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. Pulp MX Show 2018 to save with VertexPistons.com. It's a 25% deal uh, with those folks, too. So we thank them uh, as well. And uh, also, too, uh, we love X-Brown Goggles. We're going to do the X-Brown Goggle tear-off segment. But Charles here 100% supports the fantasy game. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we have a code for accessories, casual wear and accessories, 100%. Pulp 18 is the code to save, is it 30%? 25%. 25% at ride100percent.com. Well, first, I'm giving away the Michelin tires. And 25% at, at ride100percent.com uh, for casual wear and accessories. Uh, Pulp18 is the code. Thanks to the folks at 100%. They uh, come on board with the Fantasy League, and you can win weekly prizes for goggles and yep. all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, you know, we, we are giving away an MTF ride thing uh, on our Fantasy side. I don't know how that happened, bro. That ain't me. That ain't me. I but, blame uh, Truman. Yeah, I think that was that has Dan Truman yeah. all over it. Um, speaking of Vertex. did Dan win one of those one time from another league at some point? I think he won an MTF thing one time. Oh, well, did he? He sold it to somebody, of course. <laughs> yeah. Dan hasn't raced since the huge get-off he uh, had a little while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, JT did that with mine. Because I, I gave away a week's day, and JT sold mine to somebody. Oh, really? maybe that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Oh, so, on, yeah. on another, they another called. Game? They called me to ask me how much money it was worth. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a going rate for one of these. Yeah. yeah. Marks. He's busy, Steve. Super duper pulp giveaway. It's stressful pulling out names because you never know what's gonna be. See. Are you Mark? sure Pookie wrote these? Because that, looks is, like, that is not a woman's hand. That's right? not the same as that's the last one. Pookie's 
Righty. That's Mark Trevilian. Congratulations, Mark. You win a Vertex Pistons top end kit. Yeah. It pays to listen to Pulp. And uh, we're going to do a super duper giveaway all show long. Hey, this Sunday, Michelin Star Cross 5 Ride Day at Western Speedway. Come on out. Uh, all right. Josh Woods, Charles Castle in studio, waiting on Jason Thomas as well. So we all agree uh, that we think all three guys are going to clinch this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. She's got to calm down. Whatever she says. Yeah. yeah. Um, all three guys are going to clinch this weekend. There is a shootout. Ah, Shootouts showdown. are exciting. Showdown. Showdown. It'll be a good race. Yeah. 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 Could, we probably think, should have this think, printed out. I think Jmart's going to lay it down. Really? Uh, yeah. He's, he's he's on it. He's right been now. good. He's man. on another level right now. He's going to be good outdoors, listen, man. I, listen, you hear this all the time. This shit all the time about outdoor guys and this guy shredding. Right, mm-hmm. but I hear Jamar J- is shredding outdoors. Yeah, and, and he's riding Supercross really, really on well. A, so why on not? a two fifty F at altitude at Tomax Place, absolutely hauling. Now we hear that all the time. I used to hear Josh Wood just flying. You know and that was probably true. Yeah, maybe it was. But I'm just saying that's what I hear. So between the Supercross thing and, and lately, I believe it with him. I, mean, I believe it. Jeremy Martin is the hardest working kid I've ever seen. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. He like just totally like when he he actually came to GPF for a year. He does he Suzuki did, days he did, or amateur Suzuki uh, days. This or? would have been his Yamaha year right before he signed the start okay. yard. You know, yep. so he was yep. kind of star deal, but they didn't commit to him for the next year. But um, he got hurt right before Loretta's at my place, unfortunately. Okay, like messing hey, his shoulder. Good, good job. But mm-hmm. uh, but uh, um, just you, you yeah. don't have to. You actually you had to pull back. Like like dude, you're doing too much. Yeah. Like you don't need to ride eight miles before you go ride today. <clears throat> right, you know? right. 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 <laughs> like, and no joke. Well, like, that was just he's hardcore man. I he think, works his butt off. I think Johnny O was killing Amart and Phil, and Jmart was like matching him, and mm-hmm. and yeah. then that kind of ran him down at some point. But he was pushing I, so hard. Mm-hmm. He probably just was trying to push him to his limit, and he yeah. just Jeremy don't couldn't like, find he'll it. Just keep going. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he, you tell him to do it, he'll do it. Yeah. Like it's no no quit. Right. So. Right. Uh, speaking of no quit, uh, the man on the line from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. What's happening? Did you and Woodrow ever have any Titanic battles? Um, really, Anywhere? the most we ever really battled was in Canada, but he was he was uh, there most of the time. Yeah, JT on a Blackfoot bike. Oh yeah. yeah. That's true. Yep. Everybody I know rode for Blackfoot at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody got a shot. Paul rode for him for about 45 minutes. Yeah, they, yeah. they told him don't come back. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Morris got a Blackfoot shot. Valade. Valade got a Blackfoot uh, shot. Um, yeah. yeah. Woodrow, you never did, though. I had offers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were always Cowie guy. I almost rode for them instead of coming full-time U.S. with ECC. Yeah, would have been better off. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. What was the gnarliest thing you saw happen to you at ECC? Or you saw happen? You know, I, I was this- super lucky because Cole Grass had my back. And when I signed the deal, Cole said, I want to help you a little extra if you'll do some stuff for me. Okay. So I was in California. He said, hey, uh, the RM, cha- RM Challenge this weekend at, at Glen Helen. Come on out. So I went and did that. Um, and then he goes, Hey, uh, what about doing one last amateur race? Come do minios. I don't have a good a ride. Okay. And he says, I'll give you some extra bikes because ECC was only going to give me one bike. And it was a Oh one Suzuki, which had some, uh, <laughs> case issues. <laughs> wow. okay. they, would, they would, the cranks went out a lot more on the yeah. ones and the O twos. Yeah. 
part of the ECC deal. They got a bunch of O1s from Suzuki that were probably okay. left over. Yeah, yeah. So they were giving us to us as practice bikes. Yeah. So thank God Suzuki helped me out with some extra bikes because we would I'd blow them up weekly. Yeah. Especially in Michigan riding outdoor tracks. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but uh, if it wasn't for them, there's no way because they actually after about the first two races of the season or whatever, I did fairly good. I was starting to get in the top ten. Cole gave me some suspension. Paid for RG, you know, RG3 yeah, did yeah. it all. Yeah. That was the difference. Like, and, and I bought my own motor, you know, so yeah, it, it actually, I kind of, I was on their program, but it was my own stuff. What, was, what was Mike Craig like as a manager? Eh. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a 19 year old self. Yes. Very naive. Yes. Yeah. Come out to California, man. I got a place for you. Um, stay with Mike Craig. He picks me up in the airport. Yeah. In El Cajon. Um, no car to get anywhere. Yeah. In a house with Jungle and some other guy that was a ex-convict. Um, God, that and sounds awesome. No, I don't have my own room, yeah. so Mike goes and buys me a bunk bed to go over top of his bed. So I'm staying <laughs> oh in his this room is... on a bunk bed over his bed. Oh boy! Yeah. And he, I'm sure he went to bed at like nine o'clock and was. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he, hey, he'd bring girls over. I mean, and and ask for me if I wanted to join in, and like, I mean, God, team, dude, team manager and bonding, is, like. And I'm, su- I mean, now listen, I grew up in Michigan. I'm yeah. super naive. Like, yeah. you know, went to high school, like, you know, barely had girlfriends at the time. So, like, I mean, it was kind of mind-blowing to me. <laughs> it's like, incredible. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. a little, like, scary right. to me. Like, right. Right. So, I, I don't doubt it. But I don't doubt it. It was different. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Suzuki and Colgrass were the savior for that year for me. People really liked the grass podcast I did a while back on Racer Dude, X, man. They, they really yeah. liked it. I, I owe a lot to Cole, yep. seriously, like, because you know, I'd have never gotten the KTM ride if it yep. wasn't for that, you right. know, or... Um, um, I yeah. would have thought you and JT would have had some Montreal Supercross battles. No? Nothing? I sucked at Montreal. I never got starts. Oh. My, I got fourth... Well, JT like, won it twice. Yeah, so well, I, got, there's like, I got fourth, like, four times or three times. So. Yeah. Uh, well, you hear that, JT? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, whatever. I mean... <laughs> I think if we compare all the racing, Woodrow's going to come out ahead of me. So I'll just I'll just quietly nod and move along. Yeah, you got him <laughs> twice at Montreal, though. Big big perks money on the line. Count JT in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. JT is still searching for that. Eighty one twenty five championship, though. Yeah, yes, he, he is. Yeah, uh, J- I didn't have anything for you on that one. JT's Canadian Canadian ride and his arena cross tough Cowie ride. Very small parts of his racing career. I didn't even know about the arena yeah cross. yeah tough Cowie T- tough Cowie bro. Yeah. How long did you make it for, speaking JT? Of, speaking of tough, yeah. I had a tough go of it when I did that. <laughs> um, you didn't last long, right? You got hurt, right? You did... uh, I got hurt at the first race. Then I came back. I got one podium, but it was pretty bad overall. And then, yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to race Supercross. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of this. This thing sucks. Denny. I got offered that uh, Subway deal, and I was like, eh. Because I, I couldn't really see myself making it a career in arena cross. Yeah. So I was like, I might as well just get out of here and go do what I think I know how to do anyway. You're like, I can't handle people just constantly Marvin Muskang my front end. Yeah. It wasn't my style. And I just, you know, the money wasn't really good in arena cross anymore. It yeah. had kind of gone away. Unless you were winning a title, that was really the only yeah. way you could make money. Uh, so I just looked at the whole situation and said, I'd rather figure out Supercross because there was money to make there. Supercross was, you know, still had a lot of money in it. Is this, that's, is this the sheriff years? Yeah. What? Sh- sheriff? Yeah, that would have been yeah. the sheriff, yeah. Right. He was making money. Sheriff was making money. Oh, yeah. Shogun Yamaha. <clears throat> sheriff was going hard at nights. He was, I, no, he wasn't then. No? He was really? And, no, he he was straight edge and yeah, there was he was married and kids and 
you know, training his butt off, and you could yeah. see it on the hip track. That was uh, that was probably the I think the that best. that he had it together as right. far as the overall life and racing and everything. He was hard to beat back then. JT, uh, the the Subway Honda team is that the biggest smoke and mirrors team of all time? <laughs> um, I think for some it was. For me, it was it was good. Uh, I think I was giving him a way to make money as well. So he took care of me most times. Good. I saw him burning people left and right all over the place. And I should have known <laughs> it was a better time for me too. Uh, but I also, I, I think he looked at me as I gave him legitimacy because we were getting results and he had to take care of me to make sure we kept going. Uh, but yes, as far as like an end game, he was a pretty awful person. That was a bad deal. I was supposed to be team manager one year. Really? Uh, really? From the outside looking in, it wasn't a bad program. Yeah, no, uh, like, Gibson and Olaf yeah. and JT. And, and their stuff looked legit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Coke, Subway. It, it was. I mean, it was. Uh, for me, like I said, I had good bikes and I had, you know, what I needed most times. Um, but on the inside and just knowing how he was operating things, it was really, really bad. Um, but I will say it, he provided me the opportunity to go out and make money on my own. So my, you know, my biggest regret from him was just that my name was attached to him and all went bad uh, because he burned a lot of people, including me. He, he burned me for a lot of money and he burned a lot of other people for a lot of money. And the stupidest thing of that whole deal was he didn't need to do it. Like there was enough budget and enough people that wanted to be a part of that program that he could have made it successful and it been, had been profitable and kept going. There was no reason why it had to end other than the fact that he, you know, couldn't be a legit businessman and do things the right way. That was, you know, like, the whole downfall was his fault. Like greed wise. Like you just need more and more, yeah, you need yeah, more money. Just, right. just burning people, you know, burning people, like right. getting bikes from, from dealerships and not paying for them and mm, yeah. not paying mechanics, not paying riders, not, you know, just, I mean, every wrong step you can make as far as, I don't even want to say it was foolishness. It was more out of just, making horrible life decisions as being a bad person. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, speaking of bad people, Woodrow just told us, JT, that you sold a GPF uh, spot you won in a fantasy league. <laughs> we did not know that. I, <laughs> I did. Well, I don't know that I – it wasn't so much that I sought it out to sell it. I mean, someone approached me and said, hey, I know you won this. What do you want to do with it? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I, I don't see myself going to GPF. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Excuse me. Can I have a week off of work? Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah I didn't put it on Craigslist or anything. You know, like <laughs> – um, fantastic! That, I don't think that guy ever has a, has came yet. Like, he's, oh really? He's, oh really? Yeah, he's still sitting on it. Son. It was for his son. Yeah, so, yeah I don't he, know. He, I remember he called me. Yeah. yeah, his kid was like on fifties, and he's. Like, I told him I'd give him a few years on it. Uh, so uh, I wasn't at the race this weekend, and uh, but Charles, you were in JT. You were Charles. You said that Marv got booed pretty good. Pretty good. And really? opening oh, yeah. ceremonies, and then again on the podium, he was booed all around. And then wow. on the flip side, that's pretty gnarly. They were going nuts for Eli. Every pass he made, opening ceremonies, like, oh, Eli wow. is now the guy, apparently. I wonder if Marv's, like, a little rattled by that. <laughs> like, he's, like, thinking he's public enemy number one or something. Yeah. I, he didn't I, ride very rattled, I can tell you that. Yeah. And the only guy that they, they seemed to cheer more for was Chad, which is, you know, obvious. He's Pretty always standard, a, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Eli was noticeably, every pass in the main they were yelling for, screaming for yeah, him. Yeah. Opening ceremonies, he got a big... I, and I don't feel like Eli. I mean, he has fans, but I don't feel like typically it's, no. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel like it's typically overpowering every, no, anybody else. Definitely not. But, but in but in you think it was a? Do you think it was a geographical thing? Because we're you know we're I, not too far from Colorado. I think a little. I, I I think that certainly has something to do with it. And then I think, judging by the booing of Marvin, there's just 
Might that be, that population of might people be more of a nationality thing. Then. There's some of that. Sure, Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is like we had Pike on the show and he said he would do it, and and Chad said he had no problem with that pass. You know. So. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Chris Blos has had a lot of fans up at Reno, but it was the same way in Reno. With I mean, because Hayes was doing more of the taking out. Yeah. There was a lot of booze for Hayes and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of like yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was. Uh, JT, are you going to Reno Cross this Friday? It sounds like it's going to be pretty good. I'm not, but man, I I want to stay up to date on it because it just I, I, you know, we sponsor Fly Racing sponsors Chris, so we've been following it pretty closely. And uh, man, I I haven't really been a huge fan of the way Josh Hayes races anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm I definitely have <laughs> my bias is going into Friday. I'll tell you that. Looking good for uh, for Fly to get another championship with Zach Osborne this weekend. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it's funny. These these three are all in similar situations, but when you really look at it, man, I, I think all three of them are in much different scenarios. Um, I, I think Zach has maybe the easiest path, or maybe Anderson, one of those two. I, I would think that Plessinger, 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 I don't know how you say it, um, he seems like he has the, the biggest challenge ahead of him just because of his uh, the depth of his field. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Zach looks good for a title. Um, I think the only way Zach gets into trouble is if, you know, one of the West Coast guys, Joey or Adam or somebody, decides to, to involve themselves, you know, in the championship. Otherwise, uh, it's going to take a serious disaster for him not to, to pull this thing off. What? Okay. That's 450 main event. Okay, mm-hmm. Marv's going to mm-hmm. do well. All mm-hmm. right? I don't know if he wins. Tomac's pretty good at Vegas, but... If Anderson gets a bad start, and if he tips over in a turn, I mean, I can still see him coming up, right? And winning this? No, his, yeah. his bike's got to break for him to yeah. not get 10. Right? Okay. Better. So that's what I'm kind of getting at. Like, what Body what, or bike has to break. What needs to happen? Yeah. yeah. Four spokes need to come out of the front wheel. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting, but uh, I like I like Jason Anderson's odds to win I mean, this. What was his worst finish before? Was seven. it Daytona? I think seven? Daytona, seven. Yeah, and that was like yeah, a pretty seven. horrific seventh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When you look at the field right now, he's so much better than you know the guys that are getting tenth, which is crazy. When you look, you say Chad Reed, but just those guys are so much faster than the tenth place guys right now. Right. Yeah. They literally have to miss multiple laps of the race to not get tenth. Yeah, add Sealy, add Roxon, add Cooper, add Grant. A tickle, tickle. You know, maybe things are different, but um, yeah, it's it's you know, to me, I don't. I know he's much more nervous than you'd like to be going in, but he doesn't have to do anything heroic. He basically just needs to stay on his motorcycle and ride the track, and he's gonna he's gonna win the thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, but at least it's gonna be interesting this weekend. So, um, sure. Yeah, I'll take I'll take a race with three titles on the line. I mean, that's that's enough right there in any scenario. We uh, we had AP on Aaron Plessinger, and uh, he said that uh, he will ride this week. He'll ride outdoors and supercross this week. Not gonna wrap himself in bubble wrap. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, I know I wouldn't be riding, but that's right. just, I, I would be. Uh, I'd do my training. I would do whatever else off the bike that was safe and that just that's my own personal take on it but i get his side too if you're not worried about that and that you're just gonna yeah. go with deal i get that yeah, okay. yeah. Blame him. uh let's get to some phone calls here tj you got a question for jt i do um well first off if, if anybody 
um, how do I say this? If anybody wants like you know some rough tracks, I know GPF and those guys out there, but the guys at Underground out here in Texas are killing it. Uh, Kyle Regal's man, he leaves the track rough for weeks and weeks. My son's the weed eater out there and trains with those boys, and um, they're killing it. So I'm just oh. throwing that out there. All right, we'll we'll keep that in mind. Kyle Regal's sister. Anyway, Kyle Regal's sister doesn't like me. <laughs> oh, well, Kyle, Kyle's awesome. Kyle's awesome to my kid, and that's why I like him. So, right. Anyways, um, so I have a question, JT. You for years over the, all the fantasy stuff, I've kept up with it, and you've kind of complained about how the running of other other I guess websites about how they did the you know they they, they did it wrong, and, and they shouldn't give this handicap, and they shouldn't do that, and now you're kind of in control of running it, but you're not doing so good. What's up with that? Oh yeah, yeah. What's up with that, JT? Yeah, because I mean, you um, were—you always said that they were doing it wrong. So now, when they're doing it right, you're not as good. Well, I, th- I think you're you're kind of analyzing two different things. Um, just because I think <laughs> handicaps are misplaced doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to pr- predict results on a Saturday. So I don't. Oh, I'm just picking really on you. Yeah, he's just busting. Yeah, I don't think correlated, but no. Um, well, my question was: I mean, so I'm, fantasy. Next year, when y'all do Supercross, why can't we have, like, the lap leader, whether they lead a heat race or an LCQ or the main, and then more people will pick those things and more ah. swing in points? Yeah, I don't like and that. And I think you'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised that there's a lot of people picking lap leaders already. And it's such a game. Oh, okay. There's a lot of – and I don't do it. <clears throat> I only do yeah. it at Triple Crown. No, I don't. Dan does it, and there's a lot of people. Truman does it every week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people that do it. Do you guys it's do crazy. it, Woodrow? Uh, triple Crown. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. First, I, yeah. But coming and, uh, into, into outdoors, and there's two motos. Yeah, I think yeah, there's got to be more. TJ, go ahead. I, I'm, root, I'm rooting for you to beat JT just because I think that's going to be funny. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone is. Pretty much the whole country is behind me. I'm, uh, I, think I'm six, I think I'm 61 up, uh, something like that. I'm, no, 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 53. 53 up with one round. I know. He's counting points. He, hey, look, JT just, put in a nice run, but you know what? Uh, consistently, I'm the, I'm the dungy. And he's the Tomac of, of the fantasy. Well, league. I, I would so. say I'm our, I was leading I our fantasy league. league up until about two weeks ago <laughs> when I didn't pay attention to the time because I was at work and missed the first day race. Completely didn't pick riders. Well, and TJ, I would. TJ, that's pretty bad. Suicide watch. That's pretty bad. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks yeah. for playing. I uh, appreciate yes. it. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, we're giving away Kawasaki's on Pulp Max Fantasy, also too. KX 450Fs, not 2019s, 2018 250Fs up for grabs. Woodrow, are you in the running at all? Nope. I'm nope. out. I'm out. <laughs> I wish. Did you pay? Yeah, I paid. Oh, you paid. Okay. Yeah, so, I paid. Indoors and out? Yeah, I did both. So, yeah. You're yeah. eligible I'm for the 450. In, I'm all in, dude. All right. For the 450, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can get the, the, yeah. the draw. I'm in. Woodrow gets a Cowie back to his roots. That'd be good. Cowie Team yeah. Green. Yeah. Yeah. Colorado Lens make comeback. A comeback. No. <laughs> too much work. <laughs> you sound like JT. <laughs> That's too much work. It, 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 there's no fun in that. Like it's just tell, tell Parabinos that yeah like I I don't know I don't see the fun in it I don't have time to be can honest you, anyway can you call Chris Kiefer for me because it's different for Kiefer that's his job is to ride right so my job is to work with the kids on I to not to ride with them yeah you know so like it's and honestly being around it all the time I don't miss riding because I'm around it every day yeah so I don't get the itch to ride that much so I don't know, yeah. just, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't sound appealing to me. Um, I I always said I would when I was younger, but yeah. Uh, JT's let go of it. He's yeah, two legends. Completely. He's, he's two. Your two legends race. JT really, really did it in for you. 
Just um, that was it. No, I'm still on the fence. I'm on the fence about Loretta's next year. Really? Huh? What about dream yeah. races? What about these dream races? No. No, I'm out on that. <laughs> Why, dude? 125s. I don't. Well, I don't have a 125. We'll I don't get, have a way to get a 125 to the track. We'll get you one. I, I can to practice on a 125. I will get you one to a track if you want to race it. I don't. I don't. I, that was my first thing I said. <laughs> I <don't> like <laughs> uh, all right, Nash. What's up, Nash? Gentlemen, gentlemen. What's happening? I'm looking forward to the outdoors. But before we get to that, what was your intel on how Weimer is? Obviously, it's his first race back. We know that it takes a while for the guys to build momentum. How was he? How was he? What did you hear? Well, I didn't go, and I was scared to text him to ask him how it went because that his heat race looked like it went horribly. His mm-hmm. qualifying practice, he was 24th. I was already upset at him for burning me in fantasy. <laughs> so I am staying away from Jelly Bean Jake. Oh, uh, well, hey, you know what? Charles, did you get a... I, I didn't talk to him. I... I... <laughs> I was nervous too. All of to be us, ju- all of us are just looking down and shuffling our feet. Man. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't want to talk about it. All right. Well, hey, that's fair. You got to let them reassimilate. Right. They they get up to speed. It takes them a while. Uh, Woods, yeah. what can you do to help Steve not be so displeased with amateur motocross? What can you do? I mean, you're there. Uh, you're neck deep in it. You're passionate. You're working with the youth. Steve despises amateur motocross. What can yeah, you do? I, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I was nervous about coming in here because of oh, it, honestly. Stop like, it, stop I, it, I, it like, Woodrow. You know, he always and, shits and, on and the training facilities. and uh, uh, I, don't know, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I have no I idea. Was, I'm open to suggestions on how to change his mind. <laughs> I've invited him to come. I said, hey, next Yeah, let time, me go when, to Cairo, Georgia. I'm but, dying. But when you're in Daytona, you spend a week down there anyways. I don't anymore, but I, I have. Okay, yeah, but, but in the past. Yeah, in the past. You yeah. do the Atlanta-Daytona right, trip. I said, right, hey, I'm right. in the middle. Yeah. I'm right in the middle of Atlanta-Daytona. Come stop by. Yeah. We'll go by Ricky's place. You can check his place I'll go by Ricky's place, JT. You can go see Colleen. Woods, and the best part is, is a lot of the kids like Steve. They like the content. They I like, like the show. I like Carson yeah. Mumford. He likes the show. I like Carson <laughs> and Mumford. They, and then they, he, Steve, bad talks on them. And, not then, nice. and then I hear yeah. Jet Reynolds' dad listens, so now I like Jet Reynolds. I don't know. That kid needs, a, which one needs a haircut. Oh, which was, one needs a haircut? Oh, it wasn't. De Francesco needs a haircut. It wasn't Reynolds. Yeah. It was De Francesco then. That's the guy. I like him too. He uh, listens to the show. Richardson's, Randy Richardson's mom said that that girl needs a haircut on <laughs> Listen, I, I don't. I, listen, the amateurs. Great job, amateurs. <laughs> like, I hope you guys do well. I, I want to be interviewing you in a few years. But just, like, fucking calm down, everybody. Calm down. You calm love, you calm love your contracts. balls. Leave your kids in school. Don't, you love the contracts. I, I love the love contracts. It. I love all these contracts these OEMs are giving these people. And what, gear what, companies. What about that? Steve, what, what Steve I would have said the same thing a few years ago. Leave the kids in school. But statistically, homeschooling is better now, for one. And the homeschool programs are really good. They're easy to do because of online stuff. You know, you're, they're very interactive. I would and guess if you are a concerned parent and you really do the homeschooling, then it's probably okay. I wonder. It's, it's not like that anymore. It used to be like that. Okay. Because now it's so interactive online if you're doing the right program. And they're yeah. not cheap. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's the equivalent of going to a private school, you know, but it's, uh, they're, they're good. And you don't necessarily need the parent. Yeah. Back in earlier days when it was all book work, you needed a parent that was basically a teacher to freaking help you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I think it's changed. My opinion has changed a lot, a lot. Um, yeah, but which Woods for real, what's your opinion on this contract situation? Because all joking aside, Steve, Steve, you've ranted and we've all heard. And, and, and again, I'm not, I'll rant again. If you here. need it, Nash, 
I love it. I love it when you get fired up. I love the passion. You know I'm passionate. It's ridiculous. But for real, what's the answer? I mean, you're immersed in it, Josh, and I'm not saying that. There's there bidding wars going on for these 14-year-old kids. There's bidding wars. Like, hey, Mitch wants me. Hey, Geico wants me. Hey, Star wants me. Like, there are fucking bidding wars going on. Meanwhile, Kyle Chisholm's getting nothing. Nothing. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I don't know who's who's necessarily to blame for that. I mean, it's – but it's – I, well, I it's, it's crazy. I blame JT. Let me reframe the question. I blame JT. Let me reframe that's, the question. That's nothing new. Including you and JT. <laughs> it, how would you repair – I don't think – you can't. You can't. You can't close that barn door anymore. I don't know. You need regulation. You need like an OEM regulation board. Like that's going to happen. The, the good thing about it, like from what I hear, like most, a lot of them are mostly bonus money. So like they are earning it, I guess, in a way. But um, yeah, but there's a lot that are. I mean, there's other money sliding here and there. So I don't uh, know. That's I'm, that's been happening for a long time. Like amateur kids forever. are making. It's, it, it's just amplified. I mean, it's more money it, now. Right. Than it's and now the kids are like longer penny term. stocks. That's that's the problem. They're like penny stocks. Like you can do all the research. You can, and you guys are experts. People that are in the industry are experts. Everybody on the in the grandstands eating the popcorn. We don't know poop from apple butter, but that's Steve. you guys are like betting on penny stocks. These kids are going to do it, and like Steve said, who, who's going to manage it? But it's almost like you need a salary cap, and you need to say, "Hey, hands off to the kids." Yeah, that, that ain't going to happen, though. Like, I know, I know that's not going to happen. It's the only way yeah. you can fix it. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, it's uh, it's hard. It's because it's guys like our, our sport's so different than anything else. You know, look how young. That they are professional athletes, you know, and yeah. and I mean like at twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old, they're training like professional athletes, and yeah, but then you know, I mean you, Josh, you really live it. These yeah. kids, they they get thrusted into these physical demands, and their bodies are changing so rapidly. Yeah, some of them can't adhere to the program just because genetically they can't absorb it. But it's almost like they're these thoroughbreds that have to get with the program or else they get a jettison off the boat. Yeah. We're, we're pretty aware of it. Like we really pre puberty, like it's, mm-hmm. we really don't do, I, I really try to not have them. do. And I honestly don't even have very many kids that are that young. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a little bit of an older facility compared to some of the other ones. Um, mm-hmm. I, right now I actually, I have one kid that rides sixties and fifties and, um, and he's just he's just a kid that that comes and rides with us and then goes home. You know he lives uh, nice. you know a little close by. So um, mm-hmm. as far as being there all the time, I think that's too young, um, mm-hmm. and I think that leads to burnout with them. Um, what about, you know, what, what about who, I hear, who was it that said that, that like your body has a fifteen year no, window? No, McGrath said you 10, have ten years. Ten year, it, whether, I, whether I, it's twenty one to thirty one or fifteen to twenty five. I, I believe it, and right, that's why or, you're going to see like like AP. There's a lot to say yeah. for like these kids that yep. that are late bloomers. They're going to have prolonged yeah. careers because yeah. of it, you mm-hmm. know. And, and yeah, I mean, look at like Alessi. Like he's had a nice career. He's made millions of dollars. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he didn't meet what he's supposed to. And I would say AC hasn't met what right. he was supposed to be. You know what no. I mean? Yeah, like, I, look at the, and again, Steve, you're right. But the shoulders. I mean, geez, I mean, the kid was on a roll, and then the shoulders. Now, but how what, much is that from wear and tear from being training yeah. at such a young age, or maybe lifting too early, or you know? Woodrow, how much do you? How much do you? Uh, do you live on property? Do you yeah. live on there? Yeah. How much do you look at like what they're doing at night, like mm. with drinking or? chicks or mm. whatever like how much because i've heard some stories nothing about gps yeah i've heard some stories where the where the adults are like um, gone and you know and these kids are there yeah that's that's where our place differs a lot yeah is my 
I my house is is kind of on. We bought an extra fifteen acres, and I'm kind of attached to the property. Yeah. Um. My mom and dad live right in the center of the property, and my mom is like the warden yeah, yeah. of the freaking <laughs> right, campground, right, right? right? And so we know a lot of what's going on because we do live there. I, and I don't know if you could say that for the. I shouldn't say because I don't know. I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. But for um for us, we we do have a good handle on what's going yeah. on. Um, do they get away with stuff that of they course, shouldn't? Yeah, oh, yeah. Any kid's going to do, yeah, you know, yeah. right? So, but, but we do have a better grasp of it and a better control of it than, than I think some others. Yeah. Hey, uh, all right, hey, Nash. I don't know. I, yeah, I, but I got one. Wood, what, let, yeah, one last thing. What, what? If Steve could spend two weeks with you, could you harness <laughs> the Manitoba winning form? No, it, I hate dirt bike riding. It's right sandy now. at GPF. Yeah. It is pretty sandy. Mm, I'm good in sand. Hey, it's, it's very sandy. I'm good in the sand. Yeah. I, I hate riding right now, and I hate Kiefer. Kiefer got me into it, and I hate it. Everything goes with it because my knee is jacked right now. So Yeah, but you love playing the Dig Dug theme on Super Prize Giveaway. Yeah, Super Duper Prize Giveaway. You want a prize, Nash? Yeah, dude, I've never – listen, I'm appreciative and thankful for anything. Do you want, Nash, do you want a set of graphics, or do you want a set of X-Brand goggles? I'm, I love the choice of champions. X-Brand goggles is the choice of champions. It is. And it is. Sure is. X-Brand Great goggles, goggle. choice of champions everywhere. Nash, mm-hmm. stay on hold. You win a pair. All right. We're X-Brand. You won't win. You, we will win if you wear X-Brand. Unlike other brands, you will win and dominate if you wear X-Brand. EKSBrand.com. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I didn't really want to get into the amateur thing, Woods, but. Here yeah, we I'm, are. I'm, 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 yeah, get into yeah, here we I'm just, are. I'm not happy with any of it. Next up, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got five things I, mean, I need it, to hit on every show. Yeah, I mean. Summer yeah. Cross is coming up real soon. It, oh. It's it's not a big part of the sport at all. No big deal. Uh, hey, uh, is this Jonathan? What's up? Hey, uh, I've been hearing some rumors that uh, there's two podcasts that are going to be merging together, Main Event Moto and uh, Pulp MX. That is not true. I do not even know what that main event is, whatever the you speak of. The that I heard this from is extremely reliable. Steve. It is. I do not. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like that guy. I don't like his show. I don't like I, anything I about him. Yeah, but... My last part of the question is this. When you guys own this company together, you're going to be looking at the glass half full. I'm sorry, half empty. He's going to be looking at the glass half full, and I just don't understand how any sort of opinions are going to get out on the air that you guys are going to be able to agree on. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Listen, just I, don't I worry really about it, all right? We got, we got plans. Just don't. I've called your bullshit for so long that you're going to retire, but now I'm starting to think there really is something to this. Maybe I have a successor in mind, and I'm going to retire at the end of this year, and my successor has been has been picked. It's just such Rocky. a different personality than yours. He's a great guy. <laughs> I really like him. I don't see how it's going to work out, though. Well, we'll, we'll have to see, won't we, Jonathan? You seem to seem to know it all, don't you? I know it all. All right. So, uh, Thanks. I'll enjoy these last couple of shows. You Please enjoy it. There goes my hero. That's me. Uh, all right, JT, let's do the expert on goggle tariffs. Let's do this. It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. X Brand goggles. Kyle Chisholm wears X Brand. Kyle Cunningham wrote good this weekend. He did. Wore X Brand. Henry Miller wears X Brand. Ricky Brabeck. You wear X Brand, Woodrow? Nope. You should. Yeah. Be fantastic. Hi, Rich Taylor's kid was there this weekend. Oh yeah, what was he doing? Yeah, wasn't good. At the arena guys? Yeah, oh. trying to get his pro license. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh okay. Uh, all right, everybody. Expert on goggles. Pulp Show eighteen is the code to save with these guys. These are rapid fire questions submitted by a Corey Moser. Do you know who that is, Woodrow? Oh, 
Nope. He's from Flint, though, or something, right? No. Uh, what's the one? Who's the one? No. From no. I don't know anybody from Flint. Somebody calls it or helps out your show. Nope. Yeah, Flint Tropics. Let's get right. tropical. <laughs> all right. Um. All right, Marks. Let's do this for myself and Woodrow and Castlew, and here we go. Steve. Yep. If Anderson wins the title this weekend, does KTM continue to sell factory edition bikes with a number one plate? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I don't think they seem to care because when RV was champ, weren't they selling them then? No, I think they were number five. I bet bet they're number 25 on them. I think they were number five. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to wait and see if... But, I mean, KTM can just claim that title anyways because they helped him fix his front wheel Mm -hmm. and they... They got him back out there. It's a KTM, so yeah. I don't They're going to put a 25 on them, and they just they swerve all over the place right out of the crate, though. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? You're going to go right there like that, huh? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Charles, mm-hmm. who is the most likely championship upset in Vegas? We talked a little bit about this. As much as I hate to say it, I'm going to say Plessinger. All right, and it would be upset by AC just because he's mathematically closest and makes the most sense. How, who's third? How many points Joey. is Joey? He's pretty far back. Is he? Um, twenty-two. Oh yeah, that's tough on a twenty-six. Did point. Shane? Did Shane? How close is Shane? I thought Shane may have passed Joey. Uh, he's two behind Joey. Okay. Yep. All right, uh, Josh Wood. You have limited time to answer this question. Remember that, Woodrow. You can have as long as you want. JT. No, says. you don't. No, you don't. I'm gonna go with JT. Nope. Yeah. Josh. Bring it. What techniques do you teach your riders to roll and walk away from a crash like Ryan Brees did? Uh, yeah, go to uh, at GPF MX, right? Lots of yoga. Is that, is that your... Do some yoga. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. Is I mean, it GPF like, MX, your Instagram handle? Yeah. Yeah, go yeah, there yeah. and watch watch this crash. Uh, yeah, like amazing that he got up and, and <laughs> the, how he rolled out of it. I mean, as, as out of control as it looked, he actually did kind of swerve right as he went off it because his plan was to try to land on the side, which he kind of did. Yeah, um, this, yeah super lucky. Oh, super lucky he didn't watching destroy it. the bike more yeah. or yeah, destroy bro. himself. So um, That's 30 seconds. Was, That's 30 seconds. What you all worried about the parts as a team owner? <laughs> <laughs> destroy the bike. <laughs> well, first I watched him get up, and then the next thing I was like, oh, God. Hey, Brees is, a, Brees is good in Bolt Max Fantasy. He's, he's come through for us. Yeah, yeah. I know. A couple times. Yeah, yeah. A couple times. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, points-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I picked him a few times. All right. JT, do mechanics practice emergency emergency bike repairs and or should they? No, I don't think they do. I mean, maybe some guys do, but I don't think so. Um, I don't know how you would ever do it. It's not like they have like these drills like in NASCAR where they're just, you know, because most of these guys are working during the week too, whether they have like a full-time job during the week or they're working on practice bikes. They don't have a lot of time to sit around and just work on emergency drills. 22 seconds. Good job. 22. 22. <laughs> I'm, I'm bummed you didn't call me. Uh-huh. Oh, during, I su- the, during the segment? I, I suggested yeah. that. Can't do that. Highly. We can't do that. All right. Steve. Yep. You did not attend the Salt Lake Supercross. Nope. What is the race, what is the race you most regret missing? None. Zero. <laughs> I've been going to these fucking races for 20 years. He's going to regret missing the arena cross this weekend because it's been crazy. Um, uh, you know what? I didn't go to the race where Gerke's bike ended up in the stands. I would have loved to have seen that because <laughs> it was practice. I would have been I watching thought. practice. You know what I mean? What was that, like 2005? Five? Yeah. Indio hey, 5. That's yeah. what it came in way earlier if you'd have, saw, you'd have been there. Yeah, maybe. I, 
I would have been watching because it was practice. And I watched yeah. all the practices, so I missed that. To see Matt fly into the stands at Indianapolis would have been epic. Could have, think how many people you could have saved because Nets yeah. would have came in earlier yeah. if you'd have saw that crash. Maybe, maybe. So that, that there's one, there's one that I didn't that I, I regret. Charles, I, I also didn't go to Millville where Ricky lapped everybody in the mud. I didn't go that weekend. I'm yeah. sorry. I was there. I got lapped. I didn't qualify. <laughs> JT got lapped too. Several times. I, I might got lapped. Twi- I did get lapped twice, and I think I got eleventh. <laughs> oh, I got lapped lots of times. I was in that video when Stu goes bonsai up the hill, he bounces off and flips. <laughs> yeah, that was epic. Stu's sizing it up, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." <laughs> Dude, he come. He came at me at like thirty miles an hour, wide open. And I'm like, he might. He's gonna need to turn. Like, hey, he turn, turn. He's not gonna turn. Like, knocks off me and flips up the hill. Yeah. All right. Uh, Charles does 100% pay bonuses for anything besides race wins and championships. Um. <laughs> yes. On very limited circumstances and different situations, but the answer would be X brand yes. pays everything. All the time. Just putting that out there. Josh, who is a rider that you regrettably lost to another training facility? Oh. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Millsaps? I didn't lose him to a training facility, but, like, uh, Charbonneau went, when he got the Geico ride, went to California. Um, and I, I wish he would have stayed because he kind of had a good program and things kind of unraveled when he went what, west. What about Jerry Robin? No, what do we he, do with Jerry's He program? went to SOB. I don't know. He was at your place, though, right? No. He was never? No, I never had him. Can we get Jerry to your program <laughs> to get some structure in with Jerry's life? Yeah. Or Jerry. Uh, I mean, who, we who, need... Are you going to pay for it? No. Well, do it for us fantasy players. <laughs> JT's got a week built up, right? Yeah, give him JT's a, week. You can't teach... <laughs> uh, Jerry needs structure. Cost, you can't teach not quitting. So. Jerry needs structure. All right. JT, who was faster in their prime, Woods or Castlew? Oh, not even close. Oh, Josh. Or yeah, Josh I mean, Woods no was, offense. Like, not even a podium level guy at one not point. Even, yeah, no like, offense, Castlew. Not even a conversation. God, Moser. No. Who's this Moser idiot? Moser's buddies. Yeah, they're such morons. Uh, Steve, with Arena Cross getting the axe, how should they restructure the RC Road Supergross? Whoa, Arena Cross getting the axe? Whoa. I don't know. That's just what I hear. Uh, you, how they should structure is putting the fucking garbage. Because it's, it's garbage. It's a garbage rule. It's garbage enforced. It's garbage. That's what Lots they should. of friends you're making, Steve. Yep. Well, that's, that's all. When, when, when the fucking guy who's 40 can race Supercross and Dylan Ferrandez can go right from Europe and race Supercross, but Forkner and Hampshire and Sexton need to go to Arena Cross, it's broken. It's not, though, because they had to do something with all the rest of them. Who? Uh, all these other guys that probably shouldn't. I mean, all but, of but those if, guys. But if Ferrandis doesn't have to go, then Forkner shouldn't have to go. But how do you do that? How do you, I don't how know. Do you, but you then can't. send Ferrandis to Arena Cross. So what's the big deal with sending him to Arena Cross? Do they a couple races. Go ahead. Sure. Go what's, ahead. Do it. But what's wrong with picking him to do it? Well, for one, if you want to do West Coast, if you live in California and you're yeah. a privateer, and you like West Coast races because they're all cheaper and you can attend. Too bad! You got to go to fucking Omaha and go race Arena Cross. You got to plan ahead. You got to do it the year before. 
okay, well, whatever. Maybe you're, maybe you're hurt. Maybe you're whatever. I mean, it's so, if you're going to do that, at least make it so that the guys can race West Coast Series. I would like to see him do like a Loretta's thing where they say, hey, you got top five Loretta's, they'll put you in. Or, sure. Or if or, you, hey, if you earn Ford. so many points outdoors, you, they'll give it to you. Something like that, maybe. Jo- but, Mos- Moseman. Moseman's not good enough. He was top 20 outdoor 450 guy. He's got to go to Arena Cross, which he did. He had to. The older one. Right? Yeah. yeah. Both of them had to. That's the beginning of the year. Well, but, the, but, but the older one did outdoors. It's just oh, yeah. scored points. A, and then. Like if you're, I'm fine with the rule, but enforce it. Make it right. Or don't don't be like. They do are enforcing it. Ron, they make hey, Ronnie it. Ford, you're five seconds off 40th qualifying guy. Well, he's grandfathered in. Too bad. Yeah, if you're really worried about Literally. safety. <laughs> if you're worried about safety, then send him back. <sighs> They're not worried yeah, about I, safety. I, I, They're worried about selling tickets because they want to hey. sell tickets to go see Forkner and Sexton and these other kids. That's why they're doing it, to sell tickets. There's uh, the first couple of arena cross rounds of the season are crazy because there's like 80, 90 guys in each class because yeah. there's so many people chasing the yeah. I'm just saying, look, cross license. Just if you're gonna have a rule like that, no problem. Make it fair for everybody. Well, it'll be amateur supercross next year. Wow. Do we think arena cross is going away? Uh, I've heard both. I've heard the schedule's done. I've heard it's going away. Um, I do know that there's going to be more amateur supercrosses. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think they're going to make sorry guys do amateur supercross to get their pro license now. Which, I mean, whatever. Just make everybody do it. Dylan well, Fernandez's and Ronnie Ford's and everybody like that. I, I think they should have a rule for the GP guys coming over. I mean, if, if you're a legit GP guy and you're coming over and riding for a team, then... What makes you think they have more because they don't, than Austin Forkner, who's because, been a team green kid? Because, since like he's you been 10 said, years old. they can't plan ahead that far, and they can't come to the U.S. to come race the previous year to earn that. But they need more Supercross practice than Austin Forkner and Chase Sexton. Not necessarily, because they're also already proven professionals. They're proven professionals already, though. What's Josh Moseman not a proven professional? He rode top 20, 450 motorcycles. I mean, Ronnie Ford's like the last of that. Like, well, there's, okay, there's, no, there's hardly nobody going to be grandfathered anymore. Like, my points are valid. Anybody left? My points are valid. So, yeah, uh, but but there had to be a time period to kind of weed that out. Now that we're there, and well, we'll see if Arena Cross is back next year. If it if it isn't, I I I suspect another promoter would pick it up. That's a valuable series. So, well, there's t- there's a couple of series right. There's two right now that are, you know, on the cusp of maybe doing something. Yeah. Um. I'd like to see like a Mike Kidd come back because his series was freaking awesome. Like, and he's but where's the guys from Buku? Could Mike Kidd come back kid. and be as successful with the economy and the way bike sales are now? <clears throat> that type of stuff without like, a competing series, yeah. Because yeah. he went head to head against AMA series. Okay, and the only thing that really screwed him was Buku. Buku went fell out. You know, right. so I look forward he, to Fly Racing sponsoring this series. Yeah, I got, they got Supercross in nineteen. They the, got motorcross. The coolest now. thing that Mike Kidd did was free entries. Mm-hmm. And it brought a ton of people. Yeah. You it did that awesome. series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle with Suzuki. Demuth. I should have won the title, but I got hurt. There's definitely fun a, bike center. There's, an, yeah, there's center. a need for arena cross in the fall before Supercross starts. That's when you do it, and it would kill but it. The problem with that is, especially uh, budgets seem like they get later, and and all the equipment's later. It's so hard to put a team together. At that time, of year. if you have the series stamp, they'll figure you would it about, you would have to race previous year bikes is the only way you could really put a team together. Because when we did it, when Buku did it, or la- when I raced Arena Cross, we did that. This is much longer than 30 and, seconds. And, Just uh, a little. <laughs> and the Suzuki came out with a new bike. We rode the bike one time before we went to the first race. And my motor blew up in the first practice because somebody did something <clears> wrong. <throat> we tried to mod it. Right. Didn't really. Wow. Nobody knew what they were doing to mod it. And But it, 
that's what I mean. Like, there's just no preparation, and it's as a for a team. Like, if I was going to do it, it it'd be impossible to put it together that time. Like, we have trouble putting it together in January yeah. for January. You know what? Because I, fig- I feel like you'd figure it out because the series. Is no, series. JT will tell you. Budgets don't get sorted out until. Well, but, but if you put the series in November, the OEMs are going to be like, "Well, shit, we got to get these guys some support." No, they don't. Oh, they're, they're just going to tell you no. They're yeah, just, they're going to tell you no because Supercross is going to take priority. So all they got to so, it all so, trickles down, right? So, all the Supercross budgets get done. So first, November, then, November is just too soon. Yeah, uh, it would work best with the series. The way the series I call falls, bullshit. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. It's it really hard for teams to do yeah. that. Well, Fly Racing will step up, sponsor everybody. All right, JT. All right. JT, when do you guys get your budget totally done? Like, oh, like your all your allotment out to all the riders uh, teams i mean it's pretty easy for us because we don't have to build equipment right like the equipment part's easy so yeah. we're just kind of waiting for chips to fall yeah. if you're having to build equipment and assign all that that yeah that would be a really difficult thing for us it's like hey who's available okay let's do this and this and this and this. we could be done pretty early if we needed to be um but yeah i mean look at look at uh you know rocky Mountain ktm they didn't get their 450s until december yeah, that's that's kind of my point with it. Like, it's just uh, it's it's as as good as it would be for the series, I think, because to do it when there's nothing else going on, it's just with the way everybody's budgets work and the timing of all the new stuff coming out. It's I just don't know that it's really possible to do it successfully. Yeah, we figured it out for twenty years. Everyone figured it out for twenty years. They'll figure it out. All right, next question, Charles. Did 100% see any backlash for sponsoring a rider who takes someone out on the last lap for a race win? Other than a lot of um, keyboard warriors and negative comments and but such. On, on 100% social? Yeah. Oh, really? Like, uh, we posted just like a picture congratulating him yeah. on the win, and there was oh, wow. quite a bit of right. negativity there. But other than that, no. You, you guys ever get that, JT? Anybody anybody from Fly? Uh, cause uh, issue? I mean, if if we had that situation, I'm sure it would be the same. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm just wondering, has it happened? Like Weston Pike punching freeze. Oh, yeah, there we go. Did you guys get much of that? Not really, because I think everybody was more cheering than cheering. <laughs> no, I know. That's a bad example. Or Zach on Savachi. Yeah. Yeah, Zach on Savachi. Yeah. A little bit, but not really. I mean, no. it's, it's weird how people interpret moves like that, you know? Right. I, I don't think we're immune to it. It's just we haven't run into it yet. Right. All right. Uh, Josh, what is a faster way to blow through money, owning an arena cross team or owning a training facility? Oh, a training facility. I mean, well, it depends on how you Please. do it. It depends on how you go about a team. But yeah. but a training facility, it can go fast. If if stuff goes wrong, if equipment breaks, it gets crazy. Do you prep the track every day, every night? No. Okay, all right. I mean, um, during uh, Supercross, arena cross season, Something's getting done every day. Yeah. Whether it's watering yeah. or you know fixing a couple faces here and there. Yeah. yeah. yeah something right. gets done. So equipment runs every single day. How many people at the at GPF? Uh, busy time. Like we could have like thirty to thirty-five guys riding. Yeah. Um, that's kind of spread over a couple tracks. Um, like summertime, like say before Loretta's, I usually do around twenty guys as for like a camp kind yeah, of before yeah. Loretta's. So. Um, do you go to Loretta's? Yeah. You go there yeah. all week. Yep. All right. JT, which rider do you think has the biggest social media following or presence? Ken Roxon. 2.2. Good job. I actually know that because they have stats on it. 
X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. X-Brand Goggles, fantastic company, great guys. Uh, that's been the X-Brand Goggle Tariff segment. Thanks, Moser, for those educating questions. Um, all right, JT, anything else? Mm, what else is on your mind? No, I think that's it. Okay. Nothing really. I'm, uh, you know, I was so excited for this season to kind of end because it was very anticlimactic. You know, Plessinger's lead and mm-hmm. Anderson I thought would be done and Zach, but I'm, I've got a little bit of renewed interest now. Three titles, one night. Um, and you just look back at last year when it seemed like, you know, it wasn't going to be all that crazy and it was just full chaos. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping for some drama. Yeah, there might be, man. When you have three of them, you know, you, the odds are better. And, and who would have ever thought what happened last year was with that? Do easy? you think, do you, do you think that if Joey sees Zach, he goes for the kill? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the ultimate payback. I don't. Mm, I don't man. know. Uh, I don't know, man. That's tough. I doubt I think it. He, I, think I was going to say, would. I think he would. I wouldn't see that he was say he was going to see Zach, but he has got a lot of hole shots this year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been. Good. It'll be interesting. There's a lot of there's a lot of scenarios that are all going to be kind of playing out, and that that's the cool thing about having the shootout and the titles on the line is everything's changing every lap. Like the the points are moving around. I got you know. There's so yeah. many good guys versus like just a normal coastal round that, I mean, we're going to have, you know, at least six or eight guys that could all win the race. And all of them are going to be, some of them are going to be trying to win. Some of them are going to be just be trying to stay out of trouble. Uh, There's going to be a lot going on. And the length of the track and the way it is, Vegas is tough, you know, uh, yep. It's it's a unique track. A lot of crashes. Some seems like it bites really hot. It's supposed to be in the supposed 90s. Be hot. Yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been hot yeah, here lately. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Marvin, uh, you know, Marvin, crashed in the whoops here and had a horrible race the whoops were really tough and he threw it away um so it'd be interesting to see how they build the track will they make it difficult like that or will they make it really easy like you know monster cup where he was able to just dominate because mm-hmm. he's so good with the throttle right. you know, he, he's so good in those conditions but if they make the whoops really difficult and you can't jump them then that changes the whole scenario as well right all right, man. Well, hey, thanks for the time. Flyracing.com. Please check them out. They make much more than gear also, everybody. They make watercraft stuff, which is happening now. It's in May already. So, um, We do. Thanks, uh, thanks for your time. All right, guys. See you. Right, see you. Right. Right. Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh, before commercial break, Gerald, what's up, man? You have some thoughts on road to uh, Supercross? Uh, yeah, I had a question and a suggestion, I guess. Uh, are the, uh, like, Bercy in Geneva, are those FIM sanctions? Um, no. No, I don't think so. I think uh, Switzerland is. Geneva is. Oh. Well, why couldn't the GP guys coming over, why couldn't they just run those or those European arena crosses? Because they don't, they, don't, they don't actually care that these guys have good supercross skills. They don't care. Because if they did, that would make perfect sense, Gerald. But they don't care. They just want to sell tickets to see Forkner and Sexton and the, and the next great amateur kid. How does how does that affect the ticket sales? I that's the only reason I can come up with. Well, how does it? How do because you, if how you, you want to see, if you are from Kansas, yeah, and you hear that Chase Sexton or Austin Forkner are going to be is there, that an arena cross, yeah, uh, you might be like, hey, no. I want to go see these guys because I'm into moto and this is the next hot kid. They wouldn't hear that because they wouldn't advertise on a, uh, that right. they were even coming. What what else would they do it for? To make them get experience. But why would they not? Tell the European guys they had to go, and why would they? Because not tell it's Ronnie not. Had it's not go. really feasible for them to come over here just to do that, yep. and then a year later go okay. You know, and and, and experience in arena cross is quite different from supercross. It's really not. 
to be honest. Oh, here we it's go. not. Well, the riders well, I speak well, to well, says it is. Look how many of these kids that come in like struggle at these arena cross. Some of them come in prepared. There's a couple. This year, Carter Halpane is the only one I've seen come in that actually did something. The Troy Lee kids this weekend struggled. Falcon, they, they struggled. Yeah, they both. Drake was... Well, he really he crashed probably ten times in the loops. Sexton had a arena cross guy come up to him and say that if he got in his way, he'd get his legs broken. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. I think that was awesome. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. All right, thanks, Gerald. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, let's do it before we go to commercial. Pulp of X Super Duper Giveaway. Here we go. A set, of, a set of Roost graphics is on the line. RoostMX.net. Here we go. Brandon Kerr. Brandon Kerr wins a set of Roost MX graphics. Thanks, Brandon, for entering. We appreciate it. All right, let's go to commercial break. Josh Woods, Charles Caslu in studio. Come back. We'll talk some more Salt Lake City. Talk more GPF. Talk more 100%. Talk more about everything. See ya. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki. And you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hi. 
Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys have been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen.
Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic Thanks. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save. And we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code. And if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hard coat silver, and our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small.
WUSA, everybody. We thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at VertexPistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. 
On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, Trucker, SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at Works Connection. everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Josh Woods, Charles Caslew in the house. Woodrow, is this everything that you thought it would be as a regular yeah, listener awesome. of the show? Yeah, it's cool, dude. What about Cardboard Phil? I, th- I think all my buddies, like the my 
fantasy league buddies yep. from Michigan. Like we have a called Compound Plan. Okay, they're probably geeking out about it more than me. Like really? I sent them a video. Yeah. and they're just they they listen to your show every week. They're but, like, but you're like, yeah, I know that I know him. He's an idiot. Like you're like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Right. You're just Steve. Right. Me, like, right. Huh? Right. But, uh, well, no, it's, it's cool to be here though, because I mean, honestly, like you. Uh, your podcast stuff is just—it's awesome. It's such good info for people and and for for people that aren't in the industry. Like the yeah. the info you 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 know the knowledge you can drop on them is pretty good. It's pretty cool. You're right. Don't you forget it. Yeah, gobble, damn gobble, straight. Gobble, You're gobble, a big gobble. deal. Gobble. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> Listen, we got beef though. Uh oh. You from O from O two? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you want to tell the story? Yeah. So I've told it, but let's hear from your so side. So Enway goes, you're not riding my bike. So I go, hey. We're out riding I got, Baja Acres. Yeah. Well, cause and, Where were we? We're and, you didn't, and you didn't have a bike because Nick's like, hell no, he ain't riding my bike. So right. I said, hey, I got this Suzuki 250 if you want to ride it. Where were we? Baja. It was Baja. Yeah. yeah I thought it was. Is so some ECC Suzuki? Yeah. I don't so, know. And I said, hey, by the way, it's got a broken fork spring, so be careful. I don't what? think that information was given um, to me before. I guarantee I told you before. I don't think it was. Yeah. Why would you ride it with a broken fork spring? It was one spring. It was still, one, one spring was still good. Okay. I don't know that I told him before, to be honest. You, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't tell me. <laughs> but, but, and I don't know that you didn't break it. To oh, be here we go. I mean, here we go. If I would have known it was broken, I wouldn't have let you ride it. So, so yeah. So, I'm guessing you might have broke it. That might be why you landed on that kid. So, I go out to Baja Acres. Mm-hmm. It's big bike practice only, and I'm out there shredding on Woodrow's RM. You went one corner. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, you went out and turned right, and you jumped on him on that tabletop. Like, you literally went one corner. No. Because where you pull onto the track at, you do one corner, and you go across that front straightaway, and you go off that big tabletop at the end of the straightaway, and that's where you landed on him at. That's all I did? Yeah. I, I didn't do any laps? No. I don't Not remember. Not that session. You might have did the session before Oh, maybe. Maybe. I feel like I did. So, I get on. There's a long tabletop. And the corner goes left after it. Mm-hmm. And there's a kid on an 80. It's big bike practice only. So a kid on an 80 on the left-hand side of the tabletop. And it's a left-hand turn after it. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it's safe to jump because he's going to go straight and left. And I launch his tabletop. And the kid goes like this, just hangs a right <laughs> underneath me on this tabletop. <clears throat> and I clean him out, dude. Like, they had to life flight him out. Oh, and I'm in the bushes. With Woodrow's broken fork spring RM250. <laughs> God, Woodrow. Uh, I probably would have been all right if a fork spring hadn't maybe yeah. given out on uh, me. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Maybe I shot to the left. And I mean, did, did it not click in your head like, hey, there's an 80. He probably shouldn't be out here. Maybe I shouldn't do this jump. I mean, I assumed he was going to go straight and make a left. Uh, follow. I assumed the kid was going to follow the track. Okay. He also assumed he had two working fork springs. Yes, I did, Woodrow. I did. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Good job. I'll send you the bill for that. I remember being, I hate, and the worst was the next day I had a hematoma on my uh, hip and leg. <laughs> I had a broken, busted up wrist, not, not broken, but I could barely move my wrist. I think I had a black eye. Like I was, it was a hard crash. Yeah. And I was laying in the woods in the, in the tall weeds and, and nobody cared about me. They were all worried about this kid. And he did have to get life flighted to be fair. <laughs> but the worst thing was the next day, Nick was like, Hey, you got to change that motor. <laughs> I'm like Nick. I can't even like get up. I, I how was uh, the because we I think we went to Troy, Ohio that weekend because it was like Redbud and then Troy. Was it? Yeah. 
So how was working at Troy that week? I remember I had to go to the uh, Alpine Asterix truck to get drained. The blood, the blood was filling up in the hematoma, you know? Ugh. So I got a bunch of blood drained like twice, I think, that weekend. Brutal. Dude. This was like Mach 1 Yamaha? No, Triple X. Triple X Yamaha. Um, and Nick. I just remember being like... Nick. And you're, you're Nick's mechanic, and he won't let you ride a bike? I don't remember that. I don't know what why he wouldn't let me ride a bike. I don't know. I bought one soon after from DG, DGY. Okay. But... uh. Hmm. I remember him making me change that motor. I'm like, Nick, I can't do it. Like, I physically can't turn a T-handle right now. Every part of my body is so sore. And I still went out there and did it, cursing him the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> do you know, um, uh, when I left Nick's place in 02, I left a drill behind. <laughs> like, I left, like, a craftsman drill. Yeah. So was this, like, his first house that he had, I'm guessing? Yeah. yeah. The one of the track out back? Yeah, he built that little sketchy track out back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I left him a drill, and I wanted this drill back forever. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I need this drill, Nick. And then he's like, whatever, I'm not giving you back the drill. Fuck you, you left it. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a nice drill, and I need it. Dude, like, two years ago, he calls me, and I... <laughs> and he's like, here's your drill, motherfucker! And he was in Michigan. He was back at his house, and he had my drill. Like, yeah. I'm just like, give me that drill back! I guarantee it's out of his barn out there. Dude. Yeah. He's drilling out stuff on October fifties to make him lighter. Uh, with is it. that is that not an ultimate Nick way story? Totally. That is totally. the, the fact that he has it still, yeah. which, which is a Nick thing because right. like he takes care of everything. Like yeah, immac- everything he has is immaculate. Yeah. So like yeah, the fact that he would have it and, and it probably still, still works like it's supposed to. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And it wasn't that good of a drill. I mean, it was okay back in the yeah, day. Yeah, you know, too, it was yeah. okay. But uh, that was classic for for me. Classic <laughs> Nick way story. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Salt Lake City is past. Vegas is coming up. And then the outdoors, the great outdoors. I'm just going to start with this. Woodrow, uh, who's your champions outdoors this year? Who do you like? It's early. Lots of things can happen. But uh, Jamar Tomac. Caslin? I would say the same thing. <clears throat> for argument's sake. Oh, Jamar bandwagon people in here. Oh, he, is, he is two-time champ. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I didn't really go out on a limb with that. No, 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 you did not. No, you did not. Savachi and Marvin. Wow, that's that's bold. That's bold. Um, Trying to be different. Look, I think J-Mart's going to be better. I mean, that bike, he seems to be really happy with that bike. They've made some gains. You know, he's a badass dude. He won two championships for a reason. Yeah, yeah, totally. But but Osborne was really good last year. Oh, yeah. Forgot about him. Ah, yeah. Could be epic I, between those two. Yeah, and, and what, all, yeah, really could. And yeah, what if AP? Like <clears throat> I, I think AP. I mean, like we talked about AP. At times, it's gone seconds faster yeah. on the lap. Was a high point last year or the year before where he was like and Unadilla mid race was like yeah. four seconds a lap faster. Unadilla, I remember he put in three laps in the middle of Unadilla three, moto even, one time. I was, was just even when I said Sabachi a second ago trying well, to just be different. Think about sorry. Think about him. Hangtown was that last year or the year before. When he just worked everyone. One more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Lakewood last year. Yeah. Yeah. He was yep. far and beyond the best guy. Yep. So there's those yeah. instances where I think Aaron's going to have his weeks. Joey's going to have his weeks. It's just hot and cold, though. And I think Jeremy and Zach will be the most consistently best out yeah. of them. But there'll be times when they just yeah. get out, outraced by those other two. Yep. Are you worried about J-Mart's uh, 450 potential down the road? For super cost stuff, one guy I'm, saying yes, one guy saying no. I'm one of the few that's seen him ride a 450, and he's freaking fast on one. I mean, when he was young, I mean, 
when he was amateur. Yeah. He's freaking fast on a 450. What about so. his supercross? Can he translate? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> well, that I mean, he was, he, was, you know, he, he figured it, he just figured, I mean, he just figured something out on the 250 uh, for supercross. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was, but something clicked recently. Yeah. And he, you know, mental bikes better, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. And maybe it's just the, the size thing where everybody equates that to successful on, on the 450. So, Plessinger, I think, I personally think he's going to be a much better 450 guy. But if you, you know, put a gun to my head and made me bet on Jeremy or even Zach for that matter, like I, I, I go Plessinger over the two of them on the 450 yeah. all day. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. The size, you know, but Baggett and Ricky are small dudes. Right. J- Stu's small. James, not Malcolm. I think uh, my only concern with Jeremy is that he's probably even lighter than those guys. Yeah, like he's you know. Yeah, Cooper's not a very big kid either. Cooper no. Webb's pretty yeah. small. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens this summer because man, it's you just you got all these guys in a pot and you're all like ah, that guy's that guy. And then, but by the end though, by mid season, there's a couple of dudes. And then there's Shane McElrath too. Shit on Shane. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you forget him, him. Yeah. Yeah. He's. He hasn't you know, really been a, a, a super big factor outdoors yet, but I mean, uh, sleeper pick for me, Sexton. I love Sexton. Good one. He's in good yeah, shape, man. The kid's like, yeah. he, he got Dude, some experience already. My, it's got I, did, I did MSR rider support. Got heart. Yeah. He does. I did rider support for MSR back in like oh nine or so. And my it was Savachi, Plessinger, Sexton, Forkner, Darian Sinai. What? Where in that MSR? was my like five top amateur Jesus. guys. Jesus. Yeah, it was pretty good. They would have all got $100,000 back then for sure. No, they didn't. That's all what they would have got. Skippy, what's up, bud? What's going on, guys? How are you all tonight? Good. How are you? Uh, Not too bad. uh, Just a good old school uh, Charles Castellew story I figured I had to share. Yeah, please do as long as uh, it won't get him divorced. This ought to be good. No, 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 no. It's good. uh, So he had a broken leg at the time. I don't know. That's probably middle school, uh, early high school. And uh, we were building some bicycle jumps in the backyard and we also had this zip line going from the tree house down uh-huh. to the grass and yeah. charles is the only one first off smart enough to get on a bicycle with a cast in his leg and then second of all the only one talented enough to send it so high he clotheslines himself with the zip line cuts about a two inch gash over his eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was not not good first of all i've, I've known i went to high school with Skippy actually was there for a bit too, but uh, his older brother is my age, so I've known him for a long time. But yeah, that's a true story. I had a broken tib fib, and I was getting yeah. towards the end of getting my cast off, so I was feeling pretty cocky yeah. and had like a walking boot thing on below my cast, and yeah, I jumped close on <laughs> myself. So I literally went like the next day to get my cast cut off, and the orthopedic surgeon was like, "The yeah, hell happened to your happened? eye?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I was jumping this bicycle. He's yeah. Like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> my dad cut my cast off early to race because I was heading to points lead in Manitoba and cut my cast off. I went and raced and then I went back to get another cast <laughs> the week for the next week. The doctor's like, um, where's your cast? Oh, we cut it off to go race dirt bikes. And my dad used a die grinder and he like cut oh, my arm, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like what? One time I scheduled a knee surgery for a Monday after a Loretta Lens area qualifier, but it was just my meniscus, so I was going to be able to do the regional. But then I tore my ACL at the area qualifier. <laughs> so then on Monday, when I had surgery, they I wake up and they're like, "Yeah, you had a totally blown out ACL too." In addition to the Did meniscus, fix it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I missed yeah, yeah. Loretta's obviously right, after that. Right. 
Good time, Skippy. Thanks, buddy. Quick Appreciate surgery. it. All right, boys. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Uh, Kendall, what's up, man? How are you? How you going, Steve? Good. How are you? Calling from yeah, calling from sunny Australia, Victoria. Nice. Now, I'm a, I'm a member of the Horsham Motorcycle Club, and we've got the Junior World Motocross Championships here. Oh, okay. So, how do we how do we get you over, dude? What's what do we got to do? He hates amateurs. <laughs> well, step step one. <laughs> do you have any pros I, racing? I, just, I figured Team Canada might be sending over some riders. I don't so, think they um, ever do. I don't think they ever do. I, I don't know. Does USA still send guys? Uh, used to. Um, they don't send guys. Like they kind of from... yeah, they do something. Okay. Like they kind of. I, I there's two different well, world things that go on though. There's like really? this one, and then there's. The FIM one? Yeah. So yeah, I, well, get, I get confused on which one's about. which. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about the FIM one. Like, I went to the one in Spain a few years ago, okay. and I actually pitted next to a Canadian kid, and oh, it was okay. like, awesome. Yeah. Awesome family. Um, and then they flew back because it was uh, clash. It used to clash with Loretta Lynn's. Yeah. Now, we've been told as a club that it's not this year. So we've got a team coming from Britain to come from Australia to come to Australia to race. Um, we've heard that the Americans are sending some over, and I'm like, man, we we got to have Steve Mathers out here, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. What are the, what's, what, what, what we got to do, dude? What, what's going on? Will there be chicks there for me? Uh, I don't know. Well, we could probably bring Pookie out, you know? Like, we could oh, organize bring a deal sand to the beach. Her, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to bring sand you to know, the beach, Kendall. Um, Listen, um, yeah, but what, what track is no it? There's no beach at Horsham, dude. What track no is it? beach at Horsham. What track is it? Horsham. I've never heard of that. Sand track? Is it sand track? Can we get a 500? No. Uh. It's, it's a special, it's called um, Wimmera Self-Mulching Clay. Oh, jeez. Listen, I'd love to come to Australia. I, it's the only place I've ever... It's the only place in the world that I've never been that I'd like to go. You know, um, well, maybe you, so, I can get you to Victoria. I can get you to Victoria, mate. Victoria, like, Canada. Yeah. Victoria, Canada, or Victoria, Australia. Listen, no, I. Victoria, what, what about Australia. back? Are you gonna be able to get back? Yeah. Key part. You won't want to leave when you come down here, dude. Like, I know it looks beautiful. It's so good. We're so good. Is it on the west We're or the just, east side? What side is it on? Um, it's well, if you know where Melbourne is. Yeah. 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 Well, it's about three, four hours from Melbourne. Yeah. I mean, listen, I was supposed to come down for the Aussie U.S. Open. Nothing happened. I was supposed to come down for that race in, uh, in, uh, whatchamacallit? Oh, yeah. Manjamup. up. I was supposed to come down for. I keep having all these Aussies being like, we'll get you down. We'll get you down. And then nothing happens. You know? Well, dude, I'm the fellow media. I'm the fellow media. When I when I say that we can sort something out, I need right. to know we what we need to sort out. Can I bring Marks? So I've I've got um, sorry. Can I bring Marks? He can do a backflip for everybody. Oh, oh, hey, mate, I'm friends with Cam Sinclair. I'm sure we could. Yeah, there we out. go, Marks. You can do another backflip. We can get him to double backflip or something. Yeah, double. No, uh, let's not yeah. push it. Yeah. No, down. Kendall, I I wouldn't mind. I, I I like Australia. I think I would like Australia. I want to see a kangaroo, and I want to oh. you know go to Hungry Eat Jacks it out. and Eat it Outback. Yeah, I want to go to Hungry <laughs> Jacks. Oh, but I don't think we have an Outback in Victoria. That's up at That's Queensland. But bummer. hey, once you're over here, dude, like everyone will just want to see you. I, like, yeah, you, could, no. you could book a town hall and fill it with a live podcast. Oh, like, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, you got you got so many fans over here, and I love it. And I love all the knowledge, and and it, I just try to get so many people to listen to it. It's it's so insightful. I just love it. Yeah, and thank I'm you very much. Like, yeah. And I'm like a 
Thank you. Yeah, like a dick, like last time. I sounded like a dick. We, I'm so excited. No, but. you're you're fine. We, we uh, <laughs> no. When I look at my site stats, we have a lot of listeners from down under. We absolutely do. It's it's awesome, I, and a lot of Aussies seem to uh, like Pulpamex and everything that we're doing. So that's cool. Yeah, because you don't bullshit. You say it as it yeah. is. Like back in the day, um, Dirt Action used to have this uh, T-shirt that said "Rude but Right." You know, yeah, and, and like that's that. what you are. You might be rude, but you're right. I like that. Yeah, Woodrow. So when I'm talking about the RC road to Supercross, I'm rude, but I'm right. Okay. Right. Exactly right. Um, thanks, no. thanks, Kendall. Well, hey, Kendall, email me. The contact form is on pulpamex.com. It goes right to me, yep. and you can email me, and we can yep. we can figure this out. Yep. That, we'll get you over here. Just like I'm ex army, dude. So I won't let you like fail on flights or anything. But once you get here, you yep. sorted. Okay. All right. We'll we'll figure it out, man. Thank you. That's all right. I'll send you an email now, dude. Yeah, do that. Enjoy the rest of your show. Thanks, Kendall. And I love Kiefer. And uh, I love Gellerman um, as well. Like, who, who doesn't like Kiefer, you know? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, thank you, Kendall. Appreciate it. Too easy. Have a good show, dude. Thanks. <clears throat> How about the After Dark helmet that seems painted for Kiefer? So, yeah, that was nice. Good yeah. job, Nona. We gave that. We auctioned that off for Nona. Yeah, Got a lot sweet. of money for it. Yeah. I'm going to Australia, bitches. I'm confused. Are you paying for the flight? I don't really know how that went. Right at the no, end, she it said was kind of like, yeah, and you she get yourself it. here. Is she at gonna, first, she said, I'll get you here. And she, then it was, is she getting me from Melbourne to Victoria? <laughs> that, that, that sounds well, then, easy. And then at the end, she said, well, once you're here, I can get you anywhere. And something about military, and she can get you on a plane. So I think you're going to fly on military planes. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I got from it. But then once you're there, she'll drive you wherever you want to go. I only fly United. <laughs> so I don't know about any military planes, but... Uh, I'd like to go though. Australia's. Uh, did you ever? Have you ever been? Either one of you guys? I have not. No, nope. never been. So, uh, I'd I'd love to go. It, it'd be cool to see um, the Aussie U, the U.S. Supercross Open thing, and then Manjum Up thing was pretty cool. So, um, all right, everybody. Uh, BTOsports.com. Tweet it, Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweet to Travis. BTOsports.com, whether you're blasting a berm on a bike, driving UTV, riding your bicycle, street bike, whatever it is, BTOsports.com has got you covered. They got a BTO Sports amateur motocross team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they do. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Woodrow was going to say something <laughs> bad and then held back. <laughs> yeah, uh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> All right. Good. That's fine. And uh, call there and mention BTO, mention PulpMX at BTOsports.com. They'll give you a hell of a deal on whatever you need for your bike or body. We love these guys. They've been with us for a long time. These questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter, and the guy in the corner goes through them and breaks them all down, and uh, they're brought to you by BTOsports.com. All right, Marks, let's do this. Make sure you ask Woodrow and Castle questions because I think they do have some. Okay. So I'm going to Australia, so whatever. I don't even care. Uh, before you go to Australia, Daryl Callaghan wants to know what's up with GL's tweet last week about Stephen Weege. Oh, GL was very mad at me. Yes, he was. He's very upset what was at me. What'd I miss? He deleted his tweets, but he said he was never going to come on the show again. What? Why? <sighs> I apologize to him. It was my fault. We had him on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show on mm-hmm. Thursday. And I asked him a couple questions that he kind of didn't know. So then I was saying to Weege, hey, your partner in the Nationals doesn't know a couple of these important things. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. But instead, I texted him to Langston. 
and not Weech. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not just, good. Yeah. So mm. I apologize. I called him. I talked to him. He was very upset. I said, listen, it's just like we're busting your balls about different things, and, and I'm busting. You, you can bust my balls. and Because he mm-hmm. has. I brought up a, an incident in the past where I kind of caught him busting my balls. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Whatever. Not that it, not the two wrongs make a right, but I just was bringing that up. So I, he was not happy, and I just said, "Look, you can leave those tweets up. I don't care. Like I get it, but we're friends. We've been friends since '01. I was not saying you were an asshole or a dick or like fuck yeah, that yeah. guy. Like I was could have been a lot worse. Oh yeah, I mean, I could have been <laughs> like, hey, the GL's a fucking idiot. I would never say that. I think he's great at his job. I've said that over and over. He is fantastic on TV, and uh, I fully deserved GL to be mad. So yeah. that was the deal. Hmm. Be careful in the future, everyone. Make sure you're texting the right person. Just FYI. Chicks are... Noted. Yeah. This one's from Shane Adams. Why do you believe Eli didn't wear the helmet he had painted? I don't know much about this. I got a couple of texts about it. Uh, what was the deal? Do you, do, can we get some more information? The helmet on the back had a big red actual bull on it. You know, like an angry bull. Smoke, mm-hmm. coming, out, smoke coming out of the nose and everything. Mm-hmm. Um so it was posted on Instagram or something, and it said that that was his helmet for the week. But then he ended up not wearing it. Probably because so. they had a Red Bull and Red Bull. Energy. Yeah, I don't think anybody thought of that. That when yeah, they, I don't, I don't know. know, I didn't hear much about it. I saw the photo on Instagram. That somebody said, "Hey, check out this Eli helmet." And I didn't even put it together to be honest about Red Bull. Yeah. Looking like an angry animal. Yeah, I think that was the. It looked cool. Intent. Oh. Yeah, but a so, big Red Bull on a monster helmet. <laughs> but I mean. Didn't really think that part through, all right, <laughs> Marks? <laughs> no, I, honestly, though, like, is I that thought, that bad? No, I mean, I, I no. didn't think it no, was. No, but someone at Monster saw that and then, eh, you can't wear that. Okay, probably. maybe that's yeah. I meant from Eli's point of view. Like, I'd still no, wear that. Yeah. I, I don't think Eli cares. Right. No, I wear it. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one's from Jordan Brinson. He's a new listener and says, I've heard you mention before that Anderson doesn't like you. I know you've yeah. probably already talked about it, but I'm fairly new. What happened with that? I don't know. You'd have to ask Anderson. I really don't know. He uh, He's come on the show before. We were good. I used to make fun of his jersey coming untucked right away. And then, you know, he pulled some douchebag moves on the track, and I called him out, rightfully so, just like I would do any moves. <clears throat> and I guess maybe he didn't like that. I don't know. Uh, I know... One time he posted a video of Baggett screwing with him on a Supercross start. and But what he didn't post was he did it first, and I watched it all. And I think I said on the show, like, that's bullshit. Like, you started it. And nice. I, and I now remember he, that. And he was calling Baggett out. Like, look at this guy. And yeah. so maybe he doesn't like that. I, yeah, I, I don't really know. He's never spoken to me. He hates me and whatever. Life will go on. His life is fine. He's going to be a millionaire here shortly. And my life is fine. I'm going to probably make 100 bucks. So. Probably already is a millionaire, no? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't know. He he probably got butt hurt. But you know what? They all come around, don't they? Barsha. Hanny. Yeah. Waiting on RC. Watson. One of these days. RC, I think we lost <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, this one from Excited to be Alive. Why aren't there any Supercross races in the Carolinas? There used to be one Charlotte. in Charlotte. Yeah, it used to be one in Charlotte. I don't know. Good questions. We used to have... Uh, we raced at the Speedway with the NASCAR. You probably raced there, Woodrow. I no? didn't know. Before your time? No, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's not a good venue. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, why don't we race anywhere? Like, I've heard Nashville might get a race. They were supposed to do the GP in the big Speedway. Yeah. And I was told that Feld kind of got it shut down yeah. because of the, the number of seats. seats. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Right. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of markets they would like to go to, you know, yeah. and I think that it comes down to like stadium availability yeah, like, and then like, ultimately it's cost. Look, the amount of press that Salt Lake gets with the governor on TV and the, the Salt Lake City Sports Commission, you know, they're stroking a check to Feld to come there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Feld's like, there cool. wasn't that many spectators. No, it's a, it's a small capacity stadium. And it wasn't full. Either. And so Feld was like, oh, cool. We'll go there. So I think a lot of that comes into where sure. the races go. You know, I mean, I remember we used to go to New Orleans and it was empty. And I asked somebody one time, they're like, dude, we get this cheap. We get this film really cheap. So all of that comes into play. Uh, is there a sports team that uses grass? You know, that they don't want Supercross on? Mm-hmm. Like all that. This one's from Randy. Randy, you made that up. <laughs> Randy, it's a stretch. I know. If Marvin is leading Vegas with Anderson in second... Does La French Torpedo use the bunching technique? No. 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 That was, I, 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 don't I stand so. by that. Eli was done to do that, by the way. I stand I, by that. Yeah, I don't I don't think so, especially with the connection of, of KTM and yeah. Husqvarna. Well, not when he's still got a, somewhat of a shot at it, too. Yeah. This one's from Brett Smith for Josh. If our dads had pooled their money together back in 1990 and built a training facility like GPF when we really needed it, how much better would all of us Michigan Mafia kids have been? Hope you're well, BJ Smith. Um, when did you start going down there? Uh, we we bought the property in 2000, and I actually the first year we owned it, I didn't even get to go because of some high school. I think I spent a week or two there. Yeah, but um, uh, so 1990. Yeah. No, 2000. So, no, no, so BJ's said, asking BJ's for like 1990. Yeah. Um, I think the difference is is, is homeschooling. Um, there wasn't really good homeschooling to really mm-hmm. – um, so I would be afraid of the education they're giving up a little bit. And um, uh, I never understood that in America because I used to go – I traveled to Florida for three weeks. Yeah. I traveled to California for like a month and a half yeah. when I was in school. Yeah. My parents would write a note. I would go ride yeah. and race, and then I would come back and just pick up my studies, and it was no problem. And I always hear these American kids were like, dude, you could kicked out of school if you, if you go yeah. that long. You can only miss a certain uh, amount of... Uh, In Canada, it was like, hey, this if guy's you're... parents said it's cool. Yeah, I had to like yeah. go, like my senior year of high school, I had to like go to the school board and like present my contracts and say like all these races i had to do yeah, and like they have I'll, because my grades were good they allowed me to like miss yeah, extra yeah. days but like it was a it whole was it was a whole ordeal yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, to, I mean i was getting like creative you could you would get like a few days off to go visit colleges so like i remember for the Moser valley gnc <laughs> national i literally went to some university of north texas or something that, on like wednesday to, just to get a business yeah, card just yeah. to get the thing signed yeah this one's from dirty al green who are we most likely to see with an outdoor ride? On 450s, Mookie or A-Ray, and on 250s, Rensland or Hartraft? Uh, oh, Hartraft's in. He's doing... Uh, the cycle trade of team's going outdoors. All right. So Hartraft. So that would be... So Hartraft wins. A-Ray says he's doing them, but... That's not a ride, though. He, he keeps asking me to get him bikes, and we're like three weeks out. So I, I don't know how he's doing them. But, yeah... Um, and what was the other option? Mookie. Mookie? Mookie, or Mookie says he's working on something, but I don't know what he could be working on. <laughs> what? He's been working on something for <laughs> Supercross and Outdoors for two I, years now. Mookie keeps saying, I want to ride outdoors, and everything he does indicates he does not want to ride outdoors. But he keeps saying, I, I want to ride outdoors. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's putting a team together yeah. with James on Hondas. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. 
Um, this one's from Brandon Gross. I may have already talked about this, but what are your opinions on East-West Shootout Triple Crown event next year or in the future? Yeah, whatever. Sure. Yeah, I'm fine. I think it'd be awesome, but yeah. I think it kind of like overload for the teams. I think they would melt down. They can't handle that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, probably they'd you know freak bitch out. and those guys are going to go. But I mean, yeah, why not? I, I don't think it's that big a deal. They got plenty no, of time, th- th- dude. It's fine. Uh, this one's from Kurt Ice Woods. Are you single-handedly responsible for Williamson's success lately? No, own it, own Definitely. it. No, I won't take that. I mean, um, actually, he he fantasy, trains. Fantasy he does his off the bike yeah. training with someone else. Um, uh, you know, Jacob puts the work in. He's doing all right. I mean, he came in a little unprepared, in my opinion, this season. Um, Penalty sharks, but uh, he's. He's uh he's getting better and the bike's gotten better so we should, I mean we should have had Brees or Williamson on the show tonight why didn't you plan that out better Woodrow call Brees should have had it should, we should have made Brees on the West Coast we can call him and Williamson has been good really yeah. there's been yeah, times been where good, he's showing like yeah. some yeah. really yep. good flashes yeah yeah he just he's like I said he he I feel like he started a little bit behind he took too much time off last summer um, East Michigan. Yeah. 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 So, um, and actually like one of the guys that helps out my team a lot, uh, Vaughn Smith, um, who's he, honestly, we probably wouldn't do a ring across wasn't for Vaughn because he helps us with some of our finance stuff. So, but, um, he's helped Jacob a lot and, and Jacob probably owes a lot to Vaughn too. It, isn't he, does he have Seagrass as a super agent? Yeah. He does? Yeah. Well, okay. he did. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, Great work there. Uh, yeah. Great uh, work. Uh, um, Good job. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing good. He's, good, he's, yeah. he's got it together and, well, and he, he cut some weight and, you know, he us fantasy players are very happy for Jacob Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Very happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this, another one from Kurt for Castle. How did a hundred percent basically come back from the dead? Um, I'll try to make it somewhat brief, but Mark and Ludo, the two guys that started, um, and founded one industries back in 1997, they, Sold the company after 10 or so years, and then I think they took a bit of a hiatus and um, at some point wanted to get back into business and um, were looking around for, for things to do, and they wanted to buy a brand that was somewhat established and but wasn't tarnished. And the 100% brand was kind of sitting dormant at the time because um, Drew Lean, the original founder, had um, passed away. So they seeked out who had it and um, you know took some time and did some legwork to to buy the um, the rights to the brand and the name, and then ultimately um, turn it into a goggle company. I think that was strictly based on them taking kind of a neutral look at the um, category and said, "Look, there's an opportunity here in, in goggles." And um, yeah, it's been. What was it like trying to track down Drew Lean's uh, family? Yeah, I think um, I'm not sure how Ludo went about it and how they did it, but. Um, Ultimately, I believe Jim Hale actually had the rights to it. Oh, really? Through some, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. you know, I think Drew left it to him because he wanted the, um, I don't want to screw the story up, but yeah, yeah. I think he left it to him because he, he just wanted something to happen with the brand. He didn't yeah. want it to just die off. And, right. um, and I think he didn't want to sell it for a while. And, and I think it took some real salesmanship and, and working on it sure. with with yeah. him to, to make it happen. But right. it's, it's a really cool story. Actually, on our website, there's a kind of a company history page that has like a pretty in-depth um, look at it. It's actually really, really cool. Yeah, hundred percent was just making numbers and like clear backgrounds for for. But then he was 
Drew was friends with all these guys like RJ mm-hmm. and Bailey and all that. So they just ran his stuff for free, and his numbers were pretty cool. Those numbers that he first designed yep. were rad. Yeah, they look great. So um, I remember I wanted a set so bad back then. So yeah, and there's you know I do like presentations for like when I talk about the kind of the company history and heritage. Um, you know, there's whole I mean, we have tons and tons and tons of um, old pictures and videos and things that show all the everybody had 100 percent on their yeah. jersey, yeah. chest protector, helmet. It's crazy. You, there's no you can't compare it to anything now. There's nothing like that that literally every top guy yeah used it. It's yeah. really it's different. This one is from Schecter's. Josh, during your amateur days, would you say Ben Riddle was your biggest challenge or somebody else? Uh, yeah, Ben was the guy I wanted to beat the most. Um, and then uh, Andrew Short, kind of same. Like, um, uh, we were all Team Green at one time, all three of us, and and uh, we were all kind of battling for the same rides and 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 ben got that suzuki ride um where me and uh ben kind of got ahead of us a little bit because he was homeschooled he would go florida all all winter he kind of got some really good finishes a couple races and got that suzuki ride um we me and andrew were still in school i I think he was too so we kind of fell behind a little bit um and then so then it basically set us a year behind riddle um and so like our you know, basically, me and Andrew had the same ride our last amateur rear. Yeah, we had like a part-time deal with Mitch. We got to do a couple races, yep. and um, so we kind of, you know, were the most comparable, I guess, going in. We both ended up on Suzuki teams for the following year, yeah. although his team was better than what I had, <laughs> slightly better. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you remember about your time with Mitch? Like, did he he just like Andrew makes it sound like, hey kid, you weren't good enough. Thanks for nothing. Like, I mean. Sweat. I it was tough for me because I was in school, yeah. and so I didn't get like testing time. Like I literally was still going to high school. And they said, "Hey, let's get ready for these supercrosses." They flew me out to California for three, four days. Uh-huh. Um, one of the team green guys took me out to the track. No one else was there. Yeah. All right, learn how to hit whoops. <laughs> God, <laughs> times are just so much so different. Like, I, mean, I, I had three or four days on a supercross track. Yeah. All right. Go back home, go back to school. A couple weeks later, try to go do my first supercross. I think it's St. Louis and struggled in practice. Cause the bike was so much faster than yeah, what yeah. we had as amateur. And like right. Mitch was, so there, uh, he had three levels of stuff. He had the race team stuff, which yeah. nobody gets yeah. ever back then. I mean, yeah. now some of the amateur kids get it, but um, then there was the, the good stuff that like me and Andrew and stuff would get. And then yep. there's customer stuff. Yep. And, um, you know, we thought our bikes were awesome and they were for amateurs, yeah. but then we got their bikes and it was like a whole nother level. <laughs> I remember arguing with Mitch at, at, not arguing with him, but him trying to tell me to hit this triple in second. I'm like, no way. I was like, I'm not going to make it in second gear. Yeah. And he's like, this bike's different than what you have. And I'm like, I just didn't trust it. And so I struggled. And then I actually crashed in the daytime qualifier and got hit and cut my elbow open. And so that was the end of my supercross. So, but, uh, oh, her TV must be ahead of yours. <laughs> yeah. Nights, nights win everybody. Um, or my wife is getting banged by a dude. <laughs> Either way. You, you pick. Either way. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the end of the supercross. So, yeah. But, but yeah, like there's yeah. not much, you know, and, and same and, thing and for outdoors. And Shorty got two outdoors, I think. And yeah. It was like, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two or three. I yeah. mean, I, I went out and did the first two, um, the crazy thing, we still had to do Loretta's. We still had to do our amateur yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Go, so that was still kind of the focus for Cowie was to do that stuff. But, you know, we did a couple. I, I know I got points. You know, I did yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, but it's like such a 
And you know what? I did a podcast with Justin Bucklew, right? And Bucklew was a bad dude in yeah. amateurs. And Yamaha. Like the baddest. Yeah. Ladies, and Yamaha, was... Yamaha put so much work into him and so much support. And he broke his leg one year, so didn't ride Loretta's. Then he came back and he swept everything Loretta's. He goes to Yamaha Troy. He gets hurt, but has decent results. I think year two, he wins a Supercross, San Diego, and has decent results, but then kind of fades off at the end of Nationals. And they just say, see you later. Like, he gets, he's their guy for six or seven years of amateurs, right? He's their guy. They give him two years. He gets a couple injuries, but wins a Supercross, and it's not good enough. Like That's, that's pretty crazy. He's AC getting clipped two yeah, years ago. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. AC uh. getting clipped. After, like, hey, you had your other shoulder. See yeah, you won a couple of supercrosses or a supercross. Just, you got hurt. Times yes. were so it different back then. It was pretty cutthroat back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Not now. Like, now it's like, hey, dude, we've invested in you. You're our guy. Like, we're yeah. going to keep you, you know? And, and Buckley tried. What do you have, like, Motor Triple X? Oh, yeah. No, he, he had Motor World that. after that. And yeah. He kept racing. But I'm saying, yeah. like. And Pro Circuit even for a year. Yeah, right? Pro Circuit. Yeah. Well, he didn't he really race. but He never raced, yeah. He's got a poster from him. Um, <laughs> it's probably not him, though, right? <laughs> probably not. But you know what I mean? Like that. Like you, Wood, Woodrow. I mean, I remember you. You were highly touted. You were yeah. You were a big deal in amateurs. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Me and Short were, yeah. you know, we won Loretta's that year. I mean, we were on better equipment than everybody. I mean, because they, yeah. they actually let us race the full PC bikes at Loretta's that year. And in the 125 class... It probably wasn't fair. Yeah, like yeah, our bikes were so we had kit suspension before you could buy kit yeah, suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and even our two fifties were really good. So he won one fifty five. I won two fifty. We kind of split motos. Yeah. Um, you know, we both got national numbers. I was sixty two. I think he was sixty nine. Um, going into the next year, you know. So, right. But right. but yeah, it was Slim Pickens. Like yeah. I almost I almost rode for Blackfoot. Yeah. Really, yeah, I almost no, rode for it, Blackfoot. It's just know? funny so, how that that works. All right, next um, question. This one's from Nathan Powell. Steve, do you feel you have handled Wygant's podcast better than JT has handled Reed's VIP program? Is this further evidence of your superior maturity and grace? Yes. Mm. Yes to all of that. You're, well, you're welcome, time people by the way. Appreciate me. I saw that question. Yeah. I, I never saw it. I didn't actually see it. Just lobbing it in. Yep. Yeah. A lot of blowing Mathis tonight with this chick on the phone and then uh, Woodrow saying how good the shows are and that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big night for me. Yeah, yeah, rough. Um, Colin Dory wants to know, does the decision to keep Zach down in 250s for summer have anything to do with Husky having an outside chance of winning both classes indoors and out? Yeah, sure. I just think they looked yeah. around and they looked at the TLD guys and they're like, yeah, Zach's pretty good. And, you know, yeah. They mm-hmm. want to win championships. And Jason Anderson's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nathan Amos wants to know, what happened to companies like 661 and One Industries? Well, one industries I, we just talked about. <laughs> I have a pretty good insight on that. I I, I worked at one industries, which six six one tag metals and sunline were all kind of under the same umbrella. Um, yeah, I mean, they after Mark and Ludo sold it, they went through different private equity ownerships, and typically those Dude, they never work. Why? They, why do you? I yeah. mean, I, I know why the owners do it because they get rich. But yeah. Why do the private equities think they can? Because they're also arrogant and they they think they're they are really intelligent people, so don't take that the wrong way. But they all feel that they're very educated and very smart, and they know how to run businesses and operational. They can maximize um, kind of how the business is run, and they can slim things down and make more money. And um, a lot of times those kind of college-taught recipes do not translate to the motorsports yeah. 
um, industry. It's God, just, we've it's seen so, much so different. many over the years come in and just buy these companies. Our, I think the punchline is our our business and industry just is not typical. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't follow yeah. the typical playbook. But if any private equity people out there want to buy Pulpum <laughs> X, please come on over. Let me let me know. We can be done right. We can make this deal quick. One guy tweeted and mentioned you should make it a religion so you could be tax exempt. Pulpum X. Yeah. Huh. Fair enough. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I think Feld would like that too. <laughs> I bet. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's pretty good. Who picks these questions? Um, Muffin Man sixty nine. A guy created a handle called Muffin Man sixty nine. That's what it was referring to. Because I yeah. I was making a joke about the tw- TV tweets on TV. I'm like nobody cares about them. Nobody cares what Muffin Man sixty nine thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were talking about the Tomac yeah. and 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 then some guy on Twitter today is Muffin Man sixty nine. Yeah. Right. Um, Muffin Man had a question. No, Muffin Man had a yes, question. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, muffin- I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Eh. From Muffin Man sixty nine, Marv breaks spokes in his wheel at Vegas. Is the Husky crew running over with a bike stand? Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> Before last weekend, absolutely not. <laughs> but I, apparently that is a thing. I found it weird, man. I know they're related and all that. I just found it weird, man. That's all. If Marvin's, you know, fourth in points, it's somewhat okay. It's like normal. Okay, they're helping out. They're under the same brand. Marvin's the guy that can benefit the most from Anderson losing the most points. Mm-hmm. So it made absolutely no sense. Did they, did the, do you think they did it on their own or was there, do you think there was some? <sighs> That's a good question. Yeah. Whether somebody's. Yeah in the headset saying to help them out or is that just jade yep don't helping know. I, I don't know this one's from i love jim holly steve if you would have won that fifth title that would have launched you into supercross stardom what song would you play for yourself in opening ceremonies good question dreams uh, by van halen okay quick i feel like he's thought of that it's, before. I, was, I was gonna say it's like he's <laughs> thought about that pre-picked okay kyle chisholm <laughs> kyle chisholm got to go out in opening ceremonies a few times and she said he did not care what music he came out to. So he played Dreams by Van Halen for me. Okay. And for about a three-week span, he was top ten in the points. And you were living. And I was rocking out in the press box, dude. <laughs> and it was glorious. I, I recorded it on my phone, on my other phone. And I was down in the tunnel watching him. And like, So I actually, in a way, went out for opening ceremonies. I was the angel on Chiz's shoulder. By proxy. And one time, working for Nick... I regret this to my day. It's it's on my list of biggest regrets of my life. So remember that. This is how big of a deal it is. In 02, Nick was like, you should go out for opening ceremonies for me. Like, put my jersey on. I was a little slimmer than now. I had some O'Neal pants because I got some gear I was riding then, right? And you go out for me, opening ceremonies. Put my helmet on, squeeze like my cheeks in. <laughs> He's like, it'll be epic. <laughs> and dude, I'm like, yeah. And I chickened out. I, uh, I like, dude, we can't do that. Whoa. And he's like, do it. We'll do it. Yeah, Triple X. We didn't care, dude. We're more Triple X. <laughs> we had no team. It was him and I. And I didn't do it. And still. Would they have, would they have let you? What are they going to do? That would have been all time. Supercross is a little looser back then, too. Let's remember yeah, that. What, was Clear Channel? Back then? I don't know. I mean, one day for press day, I took his bike out in the, for press day, and I blitzed the whoops backwards and with my hat on backwards. Wow. No, you didn't. Ask him. You blitzed the whoops. Ask him. I don't blitz. Kind backwards. of blitz. Kind backwards. of blitz. And they were backwards. Well, backwards is easy. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. Ask Nick. 
Dude, right. we can was, call him right now. It's too late. He's in bed. Remember when they used to build loose like like that? Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, biggest regret of my life. One of my biggest regrets not going out for Nick Wayne opening ceremonies. God, that would have been awesome. Dude, and his jersey wouldn't have fit, you know? It would have been tight. <laughs> it would have been, been, oh. been It would have like, made the broadcast. It would have made TV. I don't know. Should I should have went. I should have went. But anyways, yeah, so Chiz wrote out for Van Halen. Thank you, Chiz. Check Mark in, uh, in my life. Nice. This one's from Keel McStovepipe. St- stop it with that. <laughs> stop it with that. No questions. Just going to reply. So Mark's <laughs> mentions my name. <laughs> You're welcome. This one is from Ryan Macedonio. When Jeremy Martin's contract is up with Honda, should Monster Energy Cowie push to sign him to partner with Eli since they've been training together? I just I see that spot with AC. I just that's AC spot. When I should probably know this. When is Jeremy's deal up? Does he have one more year after one this. One more year, yeah. It's AC yeah. spot. No, it's AC's. I mean, unless something tragic, how, how, unless something goes. Well, where do you is, get, why would you get that? Because he's their guy. Yeah. Where does where do you he's see? He's not their guy. He doesn't ride a Cowie. I mean, Sabachi's pointing out this year. Where does he go? I don't know. That's yeah. a big question because yeah. there's not a lot of seats. There's a lot of contracts up. We but there's a lot that. of people kind of connected and linked to those. Yeah. Like who who does Sabachi displace? You know what I mean? That's. Well. I, I don't mean, know. There's a lot That's riding. Tough. Finishes outdoors. Yeah. Right? There's a lot riding yeah. at the first half yeah. of the season. Because yeah. can't you see Webb at KTM and then Barsha and and Barsha and Savachi Yamaha? Sure, but that requires Webb moving on. You know, because they're not going to let yeah Barsha go. But don't you feel like yeah. Webb moves on? Honda. There's a good choice. Yeah, but well, then you know, but then Seeley's got to go here, somewhere. Here's who's not up: Baggett, Kenny. Tomac, Kenny, Marv, Jason, Jason. I think that's it. Osborne is already yeah. signed. Yeah. To, so that's yeah. technically probably full. That's full, yeah. Mm. I just see AC moving in there. As soon as JG's out. Hey, a couple guys whatever. left out. So, there's going to yeah. be some... Mike, you Gen- think Mike Genova, your phone's ringing. Yeah. <laughs> Web, Web follows DeCostra on Instagram now, so that's a hot take. <sighs> there we go. That's what you pay him for. Yep, exactly. Um... Corbin Lenaway wants to know any insight on the future of Alias. Heard from a solid source that are closing shop and Geico is switching to answer or shift. I've heard that too. Yes. I think we will see that. We may or may not see that this weekend. And we may or may not see it rhymes with Schmift. And I've heard Alias is closing its doors at some point in the near future. But I don't know about the closing the doors part, but I'm pretty sure Geico is switching this weekend. What? I don't think so. I think you'll see them in Alias this weekend. Oh, okay. Right. But they'll shift gears after that? They might shift their approach for Hangtown, maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. They if, could even if, sh- if they don't shift their approach, this throws other things that I'm working on into a bit of a flux. But Okay. I mean, there's a there's potential you could see a shift in the way things go for Vegas, but I think I was told the shift is more likely shifting, for Hangtown. Shifting was happening for Vegas. No right. shift. Shift into action. <laughs> no shift. Shift up for Vegas. Miss shift. Are you shifting me? Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, that's another Weege. All right, that's all. Another Weege? <laughs> another one about Weege and GL. I oh, yeah, saved it from yeah, yeah. before. My bad, GL. I, I Again. People wh- were very curious. I have some heat. I have. worried because he's a, as a popular guest. I have a bridge to repair. 
It's not up in flames, but I have a bridge. To, I got to slowly. Hope you got your tools ready. Build this bridge. Yes, I've gone to Home Depot and I got a level, and I'm I'm ready to work on this bridge. Um, all right, everybody. Well, uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, we got voicemails, right? Fuck them, right? I mean, what, what good comes out of voicemails? Do you like the voicemail segment? Yeah. You do? Yeah. All right, let's do the voicemails. Woodrow likes it. And, and Castle is staying over, so it doesn't matter for him. He's not driving home. That's not... That's not voicemails. No more prizes? Are you done? I thought it was super prize night. Well, Jesus, Woodrow. I mean, we gave out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and ten prizes. A lot of names in that hat, so... We got a week of GPF in there? In that hat? A day. A day. <laughs> a half a day. You got to buy four other a days. A day. <laughs> and then it's be a bidding war. Or who, right. Who would sell it to you? Yeah, exactly. JT with the dick move. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do this. 702-586-7857. You can call anytime and leave a voicemail, and uh, we take the best of the best that was. And uh, here we go, Marks. Hey, Mathis. I was just wondering... Why's JT got to bring up the fact that Marvin's French in his tweet about the incident? I I, I don't understand what that has to do with anything. I, I mean, I've never heard on JT bag on Grant Langston for being South African or blame Dean Wilson for being from uh, Canada. What is it, Scotland? I, I, I don't know. Still claiming. Uh, I just don't quite understand what the point of that was, but... Uh, Hey, thanks. Great show. I'll be tuning in. JT hey, made a made a, a white flag joke about Marv and the French the World War II. There's a JT will deny it. There is an undercurrent of JT not liking Marv. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know that he'd deny it. He would. He yeah. would. Yeah, he'd be like, I got nothing against Marv. He's a great rider. He's a great rider. That's what he'd say over and over. He's a great rider. He's better than I ever was. Like that's what he would say. That's true. But he did throw out the bike comes pre-swerving. Bike comes pre-swerving. Yeah. Swerving. Uh, he cross-jumps when everybody seems to cross-jump, but only Marv is the is the, 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 the <laughs> asshole. JT does not like Marv. I, I don't know if not likes well, okay, the word. As a rider. Him, but, as a rider. But he as respects a, his... This interview is over. As a rider. Over. Not as a person. You know, Marv. Right, Marv sure. n- yeah. None of that. He does not like him as a rider. And he, and, right. and that, that is... You can, you can get that from enough of JT. Get Osborne's wiener out of your mouth, dude. It's not going to be a blowout in outdoors. Quit thinking that, dude. It's going to be an epic outdoor year for 250s. And he's eating a bunch of dicks. But 250s (laughs) is going to be sick. I didn't didn't say, I was pointing out a few times that Osborne beat J-Mart by 100 points last year. Outdoors. Now, J-Mart will be better? Sure. 100 points is a lot. It wasn't something like, oh, Osborne squeaked it out. J-Mart has to be a ton better to beat Osborne because I don't see Osborne's performance really dropping that much. Maybe a bit, maybe a bit, but he's, he, you know, he's got the experience. He's got the, he's, he's everything. So J-Mart might beat him. I get it. I have no problem with that, but a hundred points is a hundred points. That is all. Now I'll get his dick out of my mouth. Carry on. Steve, listen to... 70s deuce talk about teeing dudes up and how it's dirty and you don't got to do that and this that and the other well um you should go and ask him how uh how he teed a dude up in oakland and didn't even 
block pass. I'm just straight T-bone a dude in Oakland. He's uh, a little hypocritical and should, you know, maybe check out how he rides before criticizing other people on how they ride. Anyways, just my thoughts. Ask him about how he teed a dude up in Oakland. I mean, you've watched seven I've never seen him tee up anybody. Yeah. I mean, maybe he did. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but... Yeah, it doesn't seem very typical of him. I mean, both of you guys have probably taken some dudes out. Sure. You know, yeah. it does. It happens from time Speaking to time. Of that, but... I'm pretty sure I saw Anderson go out of his way to clean out A-Ray in practice this week. This in week? Salt Lake, yeah. Oh, after geez. the whoops, before the finish. Well, he did it to him in, uh, ask A-Ray in about San that. Diego, too. Ask A-Ray. Because yeah. I caught the end of it, but it, that's what it looked like. San Diego, I mean, Anderson, again, he doesn't like me, but Anderson was a, pulled a dick move in San Diego, like... A-Ray didn't know he was going to slow down, you know what I mean, after the finish. Didn't know mm-hmm. his hot lap was over. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. It's, yep. These guys in their fucking hot laps and the, the getting in my way and I'm slowing. Like, fuck, dude. There's more drama in this fucking qualifying practice than there are in the races. Are we talking about practice? <laughs> you need that as a drop. I know, right? All right, Steve. Driving around. It's Tuesday. Just listen to the show. I think it's 36, 336. I'm starting to think your go-to thing is to call people weird or creepy. Because I've lived next to you for 10 years, probably since like 2007. I've never once said a word to you or your wife as you're walking your baskets, as you're you're cruising Albertsons, nothing. I could fanboy you so... Those things happen. I cruise Albertsons and I walk baskets. This guy's local. I don't know, bro. Is he the guy with the contraption in his driveway? The cones? Yeah. No, it is not him. So hard on a daily basis. I live across the four-lane road from your house. What? Before they built the neighborhood between us, I could see your house from my garage. It's pretty cool. But anyways, I've never said anything. What four-lane road is he talking about? The freaking highway right out here. Um, Alexander, right here. Alexander? Yeah. Is that four? Oh, it's got two lanes on each side. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just thinking of numbers uh, and stuff. Yeah. So, what, Ralph, Ralph. What's he? Where does he live then? Before that neighborhood. So the new neighborhood right there. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Getting weird, right? One picture of you driving with your truck, with your bike in the back of your ridgeline, and now I'm the creepy neighbor. Yeah. yeah in 10 years, I've never said a word to you. But what's what, What's creepier? The photo of me ride, taking my, with my bike when I was chasing the sun? Or this voicemail? <laughs> I can see your house from. I've I've seen you in Albertsons and never said a word. Charles, hey, he's a super fan. Come on. Yeah, I, I was here for the previous experience in the truck. That was kind of weird, but he's not building a very good case for himself. Voicemail. He probably should have just left it. <laughs> Might be time to move. I guess now I'm the creepy neighbor that lives a stone's throw from you. Oh, All right. See you later. <laughs> Steve, Will here, calling out. Dude, I mean, come say hi to me, I guess. It's like, makes you wonder, like. Careful. Yeah. Uh, I had I got stopped in the airport. Uh, I was mowing down a pizza. Some guy's <laughs> like, what's so funny about that, Woodrow? <laughs> I'm mowing down, I guess, man. Yeah. funny. Chowing down a pizza. Some guy's like, "Hey, are you Steve Mathis?" I'm like, "Nope." Oh, no. Like, yeah. Oh man, I just want to say a good show and stuff. And I'm like, "Okay, cool." That's all right. Yeah, so no, no, that's fine. But yeah. that's that's less creepy than like 
Mm-hmm. Not saying anything and then getting a weird voicemail. <laughs> getting a weird voicemail. <laughs> and the, the right added, added tips or nips there that uh, living a stone's throw away. Like, <laughs> yeah. Could have left that out. Calling out of Oregon. <laughs> this whole Tomac moose can thing, it's really simple. I'm so tired of hearing these riders whining about knocking each other over. It really just comes down to this. Was his front wheel past the guy he knocked down or not? In this case, yes, it was. I feel like in any situation, if you get the front wheel past, it's kosher. Yeah, you can't come in T-boning the guy. Let me ask the two pro riders here. And they don't have four Manitoba titles like I do, but mm-hmm. they, they accomplish quite a bit more. If your front wheel is past the guy like, like Marv's was, maybe by six inches... Is it okay? <laughs> Only because it was the last lap for the win. But no, but I, I he's think, saying in terms of being a dirty no. pass. It's no. other, no. Any other situation? Yeah. I mean, it's dirty no matter what. That's, but the rule, think, the, the rule isn't, hey, if your front wheel is passed, you're good to go. Well, there, I, is I kinda, there a rule? Yeah, there's no, no rule. No, but generally speaking. My kind of like, definition of it would be more that the bikes, if they make contact, are parallel. Yeah, that's kind of my. Yeah. If they yeah. you hit kind of side to side, yeah. it's like you were making an attempt to turn. Did and you read my observations column after the race? Uh, I I put a YouTube. I put put a bunch of YouTubes of passes. No, I didn't. And I was like, this one's okay. This one's not good. This one's definitely not good. Yeah. And like Chad's pass at at Atlanta, you know, wasn't that bad. Really? Yeah. You looked at it like terrible. Because I remember it being similar to this. No, Marvia, it's not. It? It's huh. not. When you actually look at the YouTube video, he gets alongside of him. Whereas Marv at no yeah. point gets alongside him. What about Alessi on Tickle? It. Uh, I didn't capture that one. That would have been a good one, though. To, to, that was to, damn near head was, on. <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> his front wheel might have been in front of his. Yeah. So by this guy's definition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, like, I think when you gas it before you hit him, like in slow yeah. and you can see him <laughs> right, in the gas. Right. Second, a, you know, yeah. millimeters from hitting him. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a right hand turn and be like Alessi hitting Tickle's. Left fork guard with the front wheel. Like, oh, that's I mean, in front of us. He broke a swing arm unless he, you know, went through a swing arm. Yeah, that's that was, a good hit. That was bad. Yeah. Okay, nailing him with your front wheel. But if front wheel is past, it's kosher. Oh, and these whole uh, triple crown races, they should either be called sprints or dashes. Sprint one, two, three, and de- or dash one, two, three. Tell me what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Sprints, Listen, sure. You lost me on my, my, your front wheel. Should be, if you got your front wheel ahead of you, you're fine. I got my front Listen, wheel ahead of yours, so then I stabbed you a whole bunch. Is that cool? <laughs> it's like, like saying with all due respect before. Yeah, it's exactly, fine. <laughs> exactly. Listening to all the discussion about the uh, key for kissing Pookie thing, I think everyone that thinks is weird is fucking weird because you see. It's a normal fucking thing. Like, you do it to your families, close friends. Like, it's just, hey, what's no, up? You know, no. It's not like they're in the fucking corner making out or something. Like, it's just a little peck. Hey, what up? You know, like, what up? We're really close friends. Let's do it. <laughs> it's a family thing. It's a close friend thing. It's a whatever thing, man. Not weird at all. Love you, Keeper. I mean, did you hear this discussion? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Do you yeah. kiss any yeah. of your friend's wife? kiss my wife. Yeah, you're right. Do you do you kiss any of your no. friends' wives? No. On the lips? No. Erica Parabinos, what's up? No. No. I don't think Paul kisses my wife either. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't no, it's weird. It. Listen, yeah. I, I, 
I mean, it I took think you it's... a while to get on board. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm only on board because that guy won't stop. And you have to be. And I have to be on board. I'm being forced to be uh, on board. You either kiss Heather or you sit there and watch him <laughs> right. kiss Pookie. Right. I, I get it. I borderline like like hugging is uncomfortable a little time. Like sometimes. Oh, Kiefer, especially with yeah. uh, does Kiefer hug you? Do you get a hug? No. Oh, I thought oh, you were talking more about like Heather's hugs. Because remember, she had the she has different variations of right, hugs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm gonna put my tits on you, hug. Remember? Right. Yeah. Versus yeah. She a, said that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm just for for this guy on the phone and for Kiefer to say like, no, man, it's just uh, just own it that it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you, you do it. It's cool. No one's judging. Whatever. Sure. But but it's not typical. No. It's, no. <laughs> when I when I first kissed Heather on the lips. I mean, that was the first woman. Nah, it's more like the 40th woman that I've kissed since I got since married. Pookie. Yeah. Since Pookie. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> still I'm weird, though. I'm joking. Still weird. First one you've kissed in front of Pookie. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's super weird. This is Josh. Play it on the air. What's up, Josh? I don't care. I know I got a little uh, rough on you guys about the flights in, flights out. Uh hotel situations and this and that. I think it was in Minneapolis that I was referencing. The, the main point... This guy was, was... He left a message a couple weeks ago saying no one gives a shit about me talking about my flight problems in Mini. I don't we remember. Delayed, the snow and everything. Was it this slow and painful? His previous? Yeah, yeah. He's, okay. he's the same, same okay. guy. Yeah, he's... Was. Heard about them... Uh, hockey kids that died in a bus crash over 13 or 14 or 15 of them and the 24 or 18 of them injured and I thought of you first dude because I know you love hockey and that's uh, yeah it's too good I did not want to be a dick uh, but that was I couldn't think of uh, my uh, condolences, but I wanted to uh, share with you. Um, so, anyhow, thanks for all the podcasts, dude. You I guys do like, well. I feel like Josh just he got kind of destroyed the last show. I made him comment about like that's why I'm the way I am because people like Josh, mm-hmm. and now he was calling in for some peace offering. I feel like. I, it was so slow. Kind of, I, I kind of, of forgot what he even started. What kind of job do you think Josh holds down with that kind of voice and monotone and attitude? <laughs> Public speaking. I'm sorry. I feel like he's a toll booth worker. You don't really oh, got to say too yeah. much. Yeah. I don't know if he's fast enough. Though. He's, oh, he that's a good point. Pace, right. so, toll booth. Boom, boom. Yeah, no, a good point. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he looks slow up, pace. Maybe he reason. cleans out the sloth. Uh, this, the sloth exhibit at the zoo could be the guy that drove my Uber here. <laughs> I'm putting the pieces together. Right. You know what? As far as for what happened last week, you know, there's racing etiquette, and that wasn't any of that. And uh, but what happened to Marv? The whole entire KTM team would have been pitchforks and signing paperwork. You know. Um, but anyways, you know, after listening to that botched job of, a, of Marv's defense. And everything he said, and wow, pretty bad. But um, kind of a chicken shit way to go out. But anyways, uh, you know who could pull something off like this and and still do the interview and pull some interview Jedi mind trick answer and somehow still get the fans to like him and this and that? 
Chad Reed. You Pretty know much. what? You can say what you want about the guy, but Pretty much. man, that guy knows how to how to do an interview and knows how to spin it in the right way. Um, very articulate in that sense. Anyways, just my thought on it. I mean, everybody but JT is is down with Chad and his racing. Yeah, even think of um, Chad and, and Dungey's deal last year. Remember the getting locked? Yeah, yeah. Like, and he Chad botched that a bit in the kind of post race interviews yeah. and stuff. He didn't totally own it. Yeah. Everybody just kind of moved on. Kind of, <laughs> but the right. next week was You're kind right. of like I remember Meh. that everybody's like that's bullshit, and they're like ah, it's Chad. Yeah, whatever. Right. They showed opening ceremonies video. He's with his kids. Okay, we're all good again. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Whatever. Dungey deserved it. Yep. <laughs> that's a good point. To the guy that called in with an XR six hundred. Check your pulse coil. Check your air boot to your carburetor. And if that doesn't work, throw that piece of shit carburetor out, put a pumper on it, bang, you're done. Boom. Good luck. I feel like Lars knows a lot about XR600s. Can we connect these people? Yeah, I probably should. Lars knows a lot about not helping out Anderson with a stand. <laughs> Just like this. <laughs> Steve Mathis, you whining fucking bitch. <laughs> Feeling sorry for yourself with all the terrible callers. You know, this is why I'm a jerk because you guys are so mean. Or you guys are such a bunch of dummies you or complain. You guys assholes complain. or yeah. uninformed or unfair. Holy shit, dude, really? So let's back up a second. You just created a business for, for yourself in a sport that doesn't have a lot of money. It's growing because of your efforts. You do a great job. So many ways you do a great job. Nobody does a job like you. No, there's no media outlet for this sport like yours unless you want to listen to those fucking weirdos back east who, I don't know, I think they're probably fucking closet fags or something. I can't listen to Shouldn't them. Shouldn't call Main Event Moto that. You do a great job. The more success you have, the more shit you're going to take from people. I know it happened to me in my career. I'm not going to say any more about my career, but I know you just take it. It's the cost of success. Stop whining like a fucking bitch and realize you do a great job and you've made success for yourself and your family and for all of us. So thank you. But don't be a fucking bitch. Be proud of yourself. Just try not to be a bitch. Wow. I just I only say that when people complain about my attitude. Where they're just like, why are you so Dude. mean to people? And I'm like, you people do this to me. That was aggressive. The guy who couldn't clear the... Well, he blew you for a second. Yeah, he did. It was really confusing. I uh, thought it was good, then it was bad, then I was uh, a bitch, and then I'm great. Don't like be a the bitch. Guy, like the guy called in about the Seattle. Like, why didn't they just jump the finish line? And I'm just like, well, these are the road's best riders. They they don't feel like they can. Yep. Clearly, it wasn't yeah. doable. Yeah, I mean, it, when if Eli, it was doable, someone would have done it. When Eli Tomac's like, hey, bro, I'm not jumping that. Yeah. I'm going to go with his. Yeah. Okay. Section 238, row 19. It looked fine. Yeah. But I think yeah. I'm going to take Eli's <laughs> right, perspective. Right. And then when we explain that, and he still wants to argue, yeah. that's where I lose my mind. You know, yeah. where I'm like, hey, bro. Yeah, and this guy with this voicemail, like, you're you're half joking. You're doing it half the time is like yeah. people want to call in and talk about it. That's a side of the sport that they don't get to see. And it's funny, funny, ha ha. But 
Clearly, it really gets under this guy's skin. Yeah. All right, we're done with voicemails. That's it. I'm done with them. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, Woodrow? Yeah. I'm going to name off my sponsors. All right. And you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Please make it good. This doesn't always go. This this segment doesn't always work. Yeah. Josh Woods, Amateur Phenom, Factory KTM Rider, Podium. Huh? Yeah. What was your best finish? Uh, outdoor. Uh, yes. uh, outdoor fourth because I had. You got third. You got third. Oh, yeah. I got paid for. Oh, about Supercross. Right. Uh, second in the mud at Anaheim. It's logical why he would ask who had a better career. <laughs> never made a never made a Supercross main and right. finished twenty fifth in the outdoor. Oh, you never got a point. No, that's how I was. No, yeah. 25th. Yeah. A couple times. Ah, Woodrow. Got hey, slightly not, better. 30 plus. I did. I got third oh, a couple yeah. years ago. Uh, hey, I remember. And, yeah, and then yeah, I got the um, gas card a couple times in Supercross. But. Speaking of gas card, Honda World Downey, ter- terrific company. Great gas mileage with Hondas, <laughs> as always. 30 minutes anywhere from LA. Over 1,000 new Hondas in stock with a 5 freeway and 605 freeway meet. 7 Deuce Deuce and I use Honda World Downey. So should you. By American. Honda World Downey. They're put together in Alabama. Hey, they're not American owned. <laughs> this guy. My parents were for GM. I gotta be a little. They're put together in Alabama. I guarantee you Honda has probably more plants and more no. with the amount of cars they sell. No. Okay. GM's like the largest company in the world. Stop it. It, it really is. Largest company in the world. Yeah. In the world. They were at one time. Works. By what metric? Work to Google. Yeah, yeah, what are we talking they, about? The money. and No, not even close. They were at one time. Number of employees. I don't know. Number of vehicles recalled. Largest, mar- largest market cap right now is Apple. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, so maybe a pre-Apple they were. And then it's like Amazon, Microsoft. Like Alibaba all, or something. Yeah, they're all trailing right there behind. I don't think GM's... I'd have to look, but I haven't. Amazon is taking over the world, just to be clear. And then where's Paul Max on that? I think we're in the top 1,000. Yeah. Private equity group comes in. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get that. Why doesn't GPF buy me out? You can have like a publicity arm of GPF. Yeah. Move it to Cairo. Why don't don't you buy GPF? Yeah. Hey, yeah, let me sell sell you GPF off of that. That's a better idea. Then I can be done with it. I'm going to buy a cabin and get my RM army down there and just Just moto down. Just come hang out. Like, see what it's about. Don't just talk shit about it on your show. I don't talk shit about GPS. You talk shit about training facilities. Not really. And amateurs. Amateurs, yes. Given the opportunity. Not training facilities so much. Come check it out. Amateurs, though. Yeah. But not Mumford. Do the tour of K. And not DeFrancesco. Not DeFrancesco. Everyone else can suck it. Uh, oh, I got to invite you to come ride Michigan in a couple weeks. Memorial Day weekend. What, what is Northern it? Michigan. We're going to the compound. Oh, you, you going to UP? We're going to Smooth's compound. There, uh, no, it's not UP. Oh. It's uh, Petoskey, but it's, it's up there. I think there's a race that we can. Yeah. It's a national. Uh, I'm busy. Oh, you don't even go to the races. You're right. He's right. <laughs> you don't go to the races anymore. I'm sorry. I missed three Supercars this year. My bad. Sorry. I yeah. went to 14 so of them. Miss one race. Miss one outdoor. Come ride. Listen. It's, the most, it's really yeah. the only ride I'll probably do all years. Listen. Fine colors, by the way. Great company. Get your helmet yeah, painted. Good talk to Smoots the other day. He's still mad at you. Bullshit. <laughs> Smoots. Um, okay. I really don't care. Uh, all right. I'm going to tell you our, our sponsors. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, Woodrow. Yeah. All right. Did you have fun there tonight? Yeah, it's good. 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 Yeah. I like having you in. That's good. Good Good job, Woodrow. Uh, BTOsports.com. Uh, Butler Brothers. <laughs> Fly Racing. I'm sure they'd be pumped on that, by the way. <laughs> Fly Racing. <laughs> JT. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Uh, Motos, our Moto Concepts team. 
Uh, Vortex Racing. GPF Team. Gear Alloy. Wheels. Roost MX. Mm. Christina Denny. Vertex Pistons. Uh, they come in KTMs? Yeah. Uh, two strokes. X brand okay. goggles. You'll never win. <laughs> Off to a flying start. <laughs> I knew this. Kessler's very excited about that. Uh, Mission Starcross 5. Uh, free ride day. Uh, Maxima USA. Dogger. Has FM? anybody ever given a different answer to <laughs> yeah, that? I, I, you can't. Nobody can't. has. No. Yeah. Especially when you got the big picture right there. Uh, it's like pretty Dogger. Yeah. Uh, FMF. Little D. Works Connection. GPF team. What do you use for them? Start, uh, start also a little trinket stuff, yeah. a clutch. Yeah. Clutch. Yep. I got their clutch in my arm, army. I love it. It's yeah, good. It's, it really helps. It good. doesn't get any better. Uh, Atlas neck brace. Uh, Noof. Does <laughs> anybody ever say different <laughs> no, to that? No. Uh, w wheels. Uh, Babbitt's team. They let me use them. They use some <laughs> W wheels. Guts racing. Uh, light seat foam. Yeah. Get data. Truman. They have the best customer service in the motorcycle industry. Get data? It goes right to Truman's cell phone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, customers just call Three, Dan. Yeah, but does he pick up for everything? Yeah, he, he does. To, he like he's, Our listeners are like, yeah, man, I asked, uh, I needed some questions about this. Like, you'll see him on the phone, like, typing novels, and you're, like, thinking he's whatever. It's like, oh, no, some guy has a, whatever, yeah. 2012, no, why think, is he 450? I'm like, I think what? Dan is a 24-7 customer service online. Yeah. yeah. His wife's probably stoked. Yeah. Uh, Thanks to Chad Reed, Blake Baggett, uh, Aaron Plessinger. Which interview did you like the best, Charles, tonight? Um, it's hard to beat Chad. It is. I yeah. agree. Woodrow? Agree. Yeah. yeah, same yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Baggett and Plessinger are great guys. Yeah, Baggett was, Baggett was good. Baggett was good. He was, and Plessinger's always happy-go-lucky. He is. I sent him a photo of my GNCC plaque right, <laughs> after, right after we hung up, just in case he wants to know what he's dealing with. <laughs> In case you want some. Hey, yeah. GNCC's getting bigger. Oh, dude. It's nuts, right? so yeah. many riders. That was Cowie. Yep. GNCC next year. Next, that's what I hear. Yeah. yeah. No, um, the Cowie Brass and Monster guys all went to Crawfordsville last year. Yeah. And the, the rider count they are getting is, is... It's like huge. Crazy. Like I think people are just like, you know what? I go to a motocross. I'm there for 12 hours. I ride yep. eight laps. Exactly. I go to GNCC. I pay 20 bucks. I get to ride for two hours and go home. Yep. Right? Like Perfect. that's that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, uh, and there's, they're on they're onto something with the GNCC stuff. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Woodrow, again, thank you for coming in. Yeah, man. I'm awesome. glad, Thanks I'm, for having I'm, me. I'm stoked that you texted me to come in. It was really good. Good job on the show. And, thank you. And, uh, and please check out GPF. Is there a website? Yeah, GPFMX.com. Right. And then all our social stuff, GPFMX. Yep. So, yeah, good luck this weekend in Arena Cross. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, come on with maybe two lights I'll, titles. I'll text you and let you know how the races go. I'll be at hockey game. <laughs> but I will be at the Super maybe I'll try to send you a video of some takeouts. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah it, it does sound like it's going to be good. Yeah. Are you going? No. You're not? You're not going Supercross either? Nope. You're out? My, no. My wife's five weeks to go till her, oh, her baby boy. girl comes. So. Why why'd she, why she let you come here? Yeah. yeah. It's a little different to go up here and do this versus go to Vegas Supercross Friday night, Saturday night. True. Go True. to the monster party with you or Jason Anderson's championship party with you. Or, <laughs> I'll be on both of those, no okay. doubt. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. God, why, why do I get picked on by these guys? Like, what do you think why, you're going to do Saturday after the race? You're, why does Guy B get to go everywhere and yeah. I just get shunned? I feel like Weech could go anywhere, Weech too. gets to go anywhere. I get yeah. shunned. 
Maybe I'm the asshole. Like, I always look back and I'd be like, I guess I fucking jerk off. Like, fuck you, Josh Hill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the asshole. Yeah. Maybe these jokes and things aren't really jokes to people. Quit being a dick. Maybe. Can you, can you get in now that Josh quit his job? Uh, I don't know. I never thought of that. I don't think Josh was the problem. I think he, it was Ash. Well, he's the one who told me to. to, to yeah, like, but I think he was being told what to do, right? Stand there at the door and wait for me? Ash can tell him what to do. Yeah, Ash was a. I don't know. Anyway, I don't Anyways, know. Yeah. I, I don't really know. But. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I got a ride day on Sunday, so perhaps just come back in, get eight Hello. hours of sleep. Okay. You know, get ready to ride, shred on yeah. on uh, on Monday, on Sunday. I mean, uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it, Marks. Thank you, Swisscore. Thank you, Moser, Pookie, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next Monday night. I don't know who's in studio. I have ten people that said they may stop by, so we'll see which one of those people actually do. Uh, should be good times. Josh Woods, Charles Castle, I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Just go.